Painkiller Already, episode 300, with Harley, the sauce boss, as our guest. Kyle? Yeah, got a few sponsors tonight. Uh, Blue Apron, Movement Watches, and Dollar Shave Club. We'll talk more about each of them later on in the show. There's links down in the description for them right now, but yeah, let's let's talk to Harley. Harley, you're looking buff. God you're damn it, Harley. Fuckable, AKA some might say. 300, baby. <laughs> 300. What was the first one I was on? I think I feel like I asked this every fucking time. I don't know. I don't it would know. have to be near 100, right? Is it possible it was like 68? Maybe. Six, that would be like five years ago. Almost. That's kind of when it was. Yeah. Wow. It's got to be around there. Okay. Well, what it's a trip. A I was so excited. It was like, Kyle knows Harley, and we're getting an incredible guest. It was a, it was a really big deal. Like, Kyle's connections are, are awesome. <laughs> and then, like, fast forward a year, and we're all, like, fuck-faced in a uh, – we're all wasted in a – Vermont. In Vermont, at uh, Killing yeah, Vermont. Like, where were we? <laughs> I don't know where we the were. Snowy streets Cold. at night was like knocking on strangers' doors was probably like the dumbest thing. Yeah, I watched uh, you guys do that. I, I did not uh, participate that. in that. Yeah, especially in Vermont. Vermont is one of those states where, like, if you shoot someone on your property, they enter you in a raffle. <laughs> you don't even begin to research it. It's like, no, you know, you defended your rights. Like, that's those Appalachian folk almost up there. A little weird. <laughs> I had a subscriber show up to my door this week. Um, wow, that's uncomfortable. How did that happen? What? What? How, how did you? How did they find out where you were? It's not hard to find out where I am. I uh, for well, one is I don't hide it because it's very difficult for me to hide it. You probably don't watch my channel, but I have these day in the life vlogs, and people found out my address and published it on Reddit and such before I even bought the house. I just gave oh. some specifics like, oh, yeah, it's in the Raleigh area and has more than 10 acres. And they narrowed it down to the house. Just got isn't, isn't that so funny that people do that? I got, I've gotten like packages of bacon left on my doorstep and like letters. <laughs> and I've always been like, why leave me a pack of bacon? Of all people. <laughs> like, I regularly get packages. People buy me some cool shit. Like, so I'm kind of into knives. Like, and I, I, I pretend to be like a real aficionado or anything, but I like them more than most. And they, I get knives all the time. I got a wind meter because I'm learning to fly or I've learned to fly and it measures wind speed. I just got something recently. Oh, a cup. Like a, a, an Arctic cup. It keeps things cold. Like a replacement. Oh, you like for put it in the freezer? It's like a frozen mug? No, I could go down like and get Yeti it, but get it. okay. It's a big steel insulated. It's a Yeti thermos. competitor. Don't quote me on this because I got it from a sub. But he said that the founders of Yeti kind of like broke up and separated and formed competing companies, and Arctic is one of them. And he sent me this Arctic cup. I've only had it two days, but it still has. Or I've had it three days, and it still has the original ice cubes I put in it. Like I, I filled it with ice. I filled what it. Kind with of technology is this? Uh, black magic i guess like how do ice cubes last three days but the, the cold America. water is part of what's good but i think what i appreciated even more compared to like a nalgene bottle is that it doesn't sweat so i can leave it on like a counter or a wooden desk for days and it doesn't make that ring at the bottom of it i do like that i, yeah. I do like that a lot um i go through like 15 nalgenes like, I just lose them constantly, leave them places all the time. I'm the opposite. I've had all, every Nalgene bottle that I drink from, I've had for over a decade. Mm. I heard once you couldn't break them, so I was, one, like, two. running it over with my truck. Yeah, I, I mentioned it because my son has a couple, but they're not mine. Well, they're all mine, yeah. I guess, but they're the not the ones I use. The point for Nalgene, like, when those got big years ago, where they were like, look at this new bottle. You could throw it at concrete walls and run over it with your truck. And it's like, uh, yeah, I but did. will I, I remember where I put it down? 
No. <laughs> and I'm going to have to buy a fucking other one, another one of these $30 water bottles. Like, And I just ended up switching over to one of these totally normal, like, $4, same shit. Do, like, if, I, if, I, if this gets run over by a truck, I deserve to have to buy a new one because I wasn't you, paying attention. Do you see that? This, this one's the realest shit right here. This one's the realest shit because it's got the little sucky straw. Okay. And you could open it up, and then inside you could put ice cubes. And it has, like, a rod that I took out just to fill more water in. And the rod is, like, you freeze the rod. And then it's, like, an ice cube that stays, like, uh, cold for, you know, a while. And it doesn't Probably water down your drink. Your magical, your magical uh, goblet that you got. Yeah, it doesn't you water get down it. I'd love to see it. Could have... I like that. Oh, God. He's going to Oh, yeah. It. We got to see this Nalgene bottle. I need, do, you think I need it'll it. be, do you think it'll be any different from one that... Oh my Googling god, right if it now. doesn't have an LED screen, is anybody gonna care? <laughs> I was actually hoping for an LED screen, and like, I want like a temperature reader. If it doesn't go, your beverage is ready, sir, then I don't fucking wanna see it. If it's I got a breathalyzer on there I want to have a video feed, a live video feed of inside. So th this is my magic arctic cup, the ice- Oh, that's a, that's a mug, a thermos. Oh, but the, the top is just see-through plastic. But, okay, a thermos. He got me a thermos I then. think it's just metal. It's a steel tumbler. It's like there's a couple layers. What, what, like... kind, of, what kind of alloy is it made of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm steel. Sure it's a steel aluminized alloy. alloy, I believe. Yeah. It says stainless it steel. It's anywhere on there? I, I, you guys are clearly mocking me. But the fact is <laughs> that the ice lasted in here for days, and, and it clean. doesn't sweat, and I like that about it. What I don't like about it is this circumference is too large. And uh, if I drink quickly, I dribble it down my shirt. Mm. That's a horrible flaw. Yeah. Keeps you responsible. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's that. <laughs> I don't know how we got on the thermos talk. It's really not that great a topic. Let's wrap it, I think. But <laughs> I want to go back to Harley working out. So, so, so when did you make the decision to start working out? When did you get serious about it? And, and, and you look like you're in great shape. How long have you been working out? I, I made the decision to, uh, like... I, I think like on Epic Meal Time 1.0, I was like 287 pounds. And I was like, yo, should I push to 300? How many people <laughs> get to be 300 pounds and get to like run and jump still and like dress themselves and get out of bed? And I was like, I should do that. And I asked around and everyone was like, no, that's a horrible idea. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> and at that moment, I made the decision to, to make a life change at that moment. That was like four years ago. I didn't act on it until like a year and a half ago. But the, the important part is that, like, there was a lot of false starts. There was a lot of times where I was like, this is it, baby, Monday, Monday. And then I'm like, okay, I went way too hard on the weekend. Monday's not happening. Next Monday. <laughs> like, it, and, and, like, think about it. Like, epic mealtime. Every time I'm – every day, like, of the week, there's delicious ingredients around you and you're, like, constantly tempted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think I just uh, – I just started – I didn't, I didn't like have like a goal or anything. I was just like, you know, I should just start going to the gym and like lifting again. And like I used to do it when I was younger. And so I started doing it, uh, started, uh, getting my, uh, prepping my meals for Monday to Friday. So I'd have like, you know, just tons of uh, chicken cooked beef, um, fish, and then like some sweet potatoes on the side and some vegetables. And I just ate that for like literally like a year and a half lunch and dinner other than when we filmed epic meals and uh and just yeah i worked out didn't even do cardio or anything now i'm like 240 pounds nice how tall are you yeah. six six right yeah and i like you know i my i can get erections again 
Was that uh, actually impacted by being by threatening three hundred? I don't know. I just couldn't see it. <laughs> so I don't know if it was happening. <laughs> I didn't feel anything below my waist when I was like at, like peak three hundred pounds. Like, um, yeah. And I just bought a gym. Actually, I, I have like a membership in a gym nearby. But I just I like put in my garage like a like a bench press, squat rack, Smith machine, some weights. I don't know. It's fun. I feel like it makes sense. If you're going to be like constantly eating epic meals, you might as well just grow. I don't know. Muscles Glasses had it figured out from the beginning. How is yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He went back to school, right? Yeah, he went back to school. Um, he uh, And then he started uh, He started his own YouTube show. Did you ever see it? No. No. I didn't exactly. know he did. Oh gosh! Oh, you're throwing stones. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's that. We've actually spoke a couple times. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a vegetarian these days. That's what the the, the rumor is. Uh, so oh, that's kind of depressing. Were there ever hard feelings, or, or was it never like that? Oh yeah, for sure, man. Like at the beginning, like and like throughout, there was like constant like like things from like legal battles to like little vicious bitch fights. Like seriously, like on both ends of the spectrum, like. You're, we were like, uh, some of us were like 31, some of us were 22, and uh, everyone was just come together to do the show, and you're like a band almost. And so, we all acted 22, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. And it was just like, it was like a band, so people got at each other's necks and stuff, and then when you throw in like money and like fame or whatever, and then people just start going, people start... Just getting crazy and workload. Yeah, it, on, like, on the why surface, can't I just feel, what's that? Uh, and workload, right? Because on the surface, something like Epic Meal Time looks like a bunch of guys just having a great time, but in the background, there's planning and travel and well, filming. Well, that's the and, thing. There was like eighty, eighty, uh, like eighty percent of the guys were like literally just chilling, having a good time, and like other people were pulling the weight, and that's where like you know dissension amongst everyone comes from. It's like people be like, oh, I'm doing more than this guy. Or it's like, oh, but I have more Twitter followers. So it got like, things got like petty. You know, everyone was so young. Sometimes I was just like, man, why can't I just fucking shoot flamethrowers by myself in the fields? Why can't that be my channel? <laughs> <laughs> so was that part of the problem was with Muscles Glasses that he thought he was bringing a way bigger value no, than he you know, actually I was? I wouldn't say, I'm not, I'm not uh, singling him out specifically or anyone specifically. You know, we all had our egos. If anyone had ego, it was, it was definitely me throughout the whole thing, you know. Um, but it was just like um, different expectations. The thing about me is, you know, I always wanted to start a production company. I, I always put the money back into the production company. I stayed living at home. I wasn't even cutting myself a salary and I was paying everyone. I was doing it because I was like, you know, acting and making movies has always been my dream. That's what I want to do. And now I have like this launch pad. So I'm going to use that to do whatever I want, create whatever short or TV show or anything or whatever I want. I could be doing what I want. And that's in film production. And no one else really had those dreams specifically. Maybe they thought of it here and there, but no one really actively seeked it out. So when I, I got it, you know, I reinvested back into the company where I think people's expectations, granted everyone was young and not everyone had like real jobs at any point in their life. They kind of just wanted to break it up like six ways and go to Vegas and die on cocaine, you know? Dude, uh, that does sound like fun. You know? <laughs> different guys <laughs> different guys like different parts of the cocaine, show. Cocaine, you say? <laughs> to me, 
Epic Mealtime was always the Harley show. Like, that's what I was into. I'm not just kissing your ass. Like, like it, I, I was talking to someone else. I was legit shocked that he cared about the food. I was like, you, like the meal? is it, That was the draw for him. He, like, he really wanted to know what you were going to make this week and what, like, for him it was about the project. For me, like, I, I wanted to know what you said you were going to eat the following week because it'd always be like, next week we eat the future or some, like, insane delivered line. That is yeah. the kind of shit that I watched the show. Yeah, before. camera camera time became a thing, too. Like, you know, depending on, like, who would be on camera the most, it would reflect on followers and things like that and popularity. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, that was a thing that, like, a lot of people, because I, you know, kind of – pretty much consume the camera most of the time a lot of people would kind of be like oh it's just, you know it's just harley anyways and that would get in people's heads also and be like oh at any moment harley could just leave and then what are we going to do or you know it was it, it got like to places now epic mealtime so interesting at least to me i love it there was a point like you know probably at my fattest where i kind of resented the character and the show for a brief period of time um, until I was like, wait a second, this is the sickest job of all time. Now, Epic Mealtime is kind of like the content uh, that I like doing for it is stuff where the cameras keep rolling. And it's just like those moments where like, this is still a real job. Like, you know, regardless if if, the, if people think like uh, it's as quality as it was then as it is now or whatever, or uh, if the views don't reflect because it's not such a novelty anymore, like this is still the real job. It's still like... You know, like almost six years now, like since putting up a freaking YouTube video, uh, putting up a YouTube video and now just like literally like I actually have a bacon sponsor, like I have a bacon freezer. Like, you know, I, I love playing video games. I love playing video games. And my only goal was like, I'm like, I hope I have enough money to buy whatever video games I want when I'm older. And now like, I can have that. That's all I wanted. And I'm like, now I do have that. I could even buy a a personal gaming computer of all things, like the most expensive thing to, for a gamer to get and any game on. And the sad thing is like, I don't have the time to play these games though, but I pay a guy Monday to Friday to stream on my gaming channel, like from 10 AM to 6 PM original gamer show. And like this guy, Mike, he's in my basement every day. And like, I don't have time to play games. And the goal was to just like have enough time to play games, but I have enough money to pay a guy to be in my basement streaming. Like what a, Freaking weird <laughs> like if I knew in high school that like at 22 there was a guy in my city that will pay you to play games <laughs> streaming live in the basement, I'd be like, peace, teacher, I'm out of here, bitch. <laughs> that, you know, like I like, yeah. So it's just weird life, weird life, and it's still going on six years later. You don't have weird. time, but you own your time, which to me is the like the coolest thing about the YouTube life, right? Like of all the things money can buy it's time that is the most awesome. The fact that if you did want to split this afternoon and do your own thing, you could because you own your schedule, you own your time. It's the, yeah. I can That's still remember an excellent point. early epic mealtime one. It must have been when you were, you know, like you were saying, almost 300 and watching it, and I didn't know you very well. I think we'd maybe not even ever spoken and just watching and being like, man, this guy is going to have some like heart problems and he's going to come back and be 15 pounds heavier every month until he's like with a sleep apnea machine on and like <laughs> doing that like Newt Gingrich like throat waggle. And, and until like I like get rolled in yeah. on those scooters that people like, use at like Walmart when they're too fat. Yeah, a rascal. You'd be like, sitting there with a bottle of Jack in your hand and sitting in a rascal. And it's good to see you didn't take that path. Like I, I thought it was going to be more of like a shoe line progression or not shoe line, shoe nice. If you've ever oh, watched that right. guy, he is, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Him before he's, he, 
I did not expect to ever take control of his health. I continued him to, to barrel down that path of alcoholism uh, where he still seems to be, like eating styrofoam every so often or whatever he does. But Yeah, he, I actually got on the phone with him once back in the day when, like, I don't know, if you guys remember, you guys got part of the craze, but, like, you know, influencers, YouTube producers, whatever, were like, oh, my God, we got to start our own networks. You know, yeah. I don't know, Kyle, if you ever like, oh, I got to get, like, 15 kids shooting guns and upload it to my channel and just have content. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know what? I should go find, like, epic people in the food world. And, like, you know, I reached out to Swedish Meal Time, and uh, I, I'll never forget reaching out to Shoe Nice was so freaking weird. <laughs> Do you have your like, own network? No, no, no. I, I like about halfway through. That's what we were talking about before. Like, I'm like, wait, this isn't what I want. Like, I actually didn't get into it to get rich and be famous. That was never the point. The point was that, like, I would rather just joke around on set, you know, with my buddies coming up with goofy things and filming it and editing it. I love editing and like laughing about it. Like, that's what I want to do. That's the job. It was never like, oh, I want to I'm going to be on TV because then I'll be a famous star you know what i mean i so yeah. it was it just wasn't the goal shoe nice was genuinely insane though and i guess he still is the last time i went to his channel it seemed like he was homeless and like looking for some like donations from fans so that he could like get a bottle so that he yeah. could drink it for a challenge it was yeah. like before, I, need before money. I abandoned the idea of doing a network before i was like wait a second this isn't what i want to do um i had called him up and he was like, it's just so strange. Like it was like, like there was a woman yelling at him, and he was yelling back, and then like the phone just hung up. Shut up! Yeah, and then the phone just hung up, and then like it called back like a minute later, and I was like, hello, and I literally heard him. It was I knew it was him. He was like, what up? And I was like, whoa, different guy. I'm like, hey, uh, shoe nice. And he was like, what up? I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was like giving him the whole thing. And then this girl comes in. This woman starts yelling again. Phone hangs up. I call back. Numbers disconnected. Like uh, he hits me up on Twitter to, to call him again. And I was just like, well, that was wild. And if you watch his videos, yeah, it looks like he's bouncing around couches or something. I'm not sure. There was yeah. a brief period of time where he was training to beat me up. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> Didn't go well. <laughs> it never training. happened. He's I was like, training. "Oh my god!" I'm like, "He might like if he does fight me, like I could probably kill him, but he might die just training." Yeah, he like I I thought for the longest time because I watched his channel when it was exploding off the start when he was just guzzling bottles of vodka and yeah, shit. We were in, uh, and I really Chicago, thought we were all watching it. Yeah, I, I was just thinking like, man, this guy's a really good performer. How's he like keeping that down? And not showing his face because he would actually lift it up and show it. And it wasn't until he made videos of like, I'll do another video of drinking if one of you will send me a bottle of Patron. That I'm like, oh, this is an actual alcoholic streaming himself drinking for money. He he doesn't even have enough to buy a <laughs> bottle to drink quickly on camera to make money for more alcohol. Thank y'all. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank y'all. We actually said that for like a year, like uh, like just behind the scenes at Big Meal Time. Pass that right there, and someone passes like, thank y'all. <laughs> I just uh, I ran the math on his channel. He should be making about fifty grand a year based on his views and CPM. I'm guessing. So he shouldn't be homeless. Monetize a lot of that madness. No, you know what? I actually saw. I saw one time he. I don't know if it was in a vlog or someone else's channel. He was like, oh, I don't have any money. I need any money. And he like took, he was like, can I borrow your phone to upload a video? Like he needed money. So he needed to upload a video like 
because then it'll get AdSense on it. It was like, uh, <laughs> like, oh, I need to upload right now. Like I'm on empty, and so uh, like, so yeah. He really didn't have a lot of foresight then in the money making. It was like you know, paycheck to paycheck YouTuber of like, fuck, I'm out. Uh, hey guys, shoot, it's here. I'm going to, I don't know while. what's nearby. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this today. It's an old paper plate. Just leave a like. You know? I remember when he was at his peak because we were all in Chicago with that paintball thing. And, and I was like, look at this shit. And, and, and like, it was me and you and Trevor and a bunch of people. And, and it was just shocking to see the things he was doing. And, and they were like, maybe, 15 good videos on his channel that you could just watch one after another after another and they all had like 150 to 300,000 views and and they were growing because each one was more awful and scary and ridiculous than the next if, if, if you're out there and you've cigarettes. never nice yeah the guy would like you know he's like i'm gonna eat the birthday cake but candles and all and yeah they're lit you know just just, just it got ridiculous he's eat like a caulking gun he would eat the whole thing a caulk that it's was like the you way talk. that he like dump the alcohol in his mouth and like hold his throat and like massage it down, and the way you know how he would like stop and say that Tosh. was all just pageantry though he didn't need to do that. really the way oh, really that, that just showmanship I, I think so that's my theory I don't know like maybe just because he's such an alcoholic or drinks a ton that he can just guzzle it down like that but I don't even feel like the most intense person who drinks all day every day could just he, guzzle down absinthe or whatever the hell like that he, he drinks All kinds. alcohol that would kill most people right like a yeah. whole fifth of vodka and i've seen i think i've seen him drink rubbing, rubbing alcohol yeah you know yeah, like, i like think he, i saw that too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does that even get you drunk oh yeah <laughs> but, that, but like crazier than the alcohol is the caulking gun in my opinion oh yeah because at least alcohol like imagine cool. like what that does like to shit it out like what's it come On out the inside. like yeah what's is it still gooey or is it formed a long like solid turd that he has to like you worry yeah. coagulates it's like when a it. dog chews uh eats a sock ah oh. <laughs> oh you want to pull it but you should i you know what he should have put the poop video up on his channel like, hey, 100%. aren't you wondering what happened to that cock? A hundred percent, he should have. It's cock in poop form. Oh, uh, it was it, it was awful, and uh, it, the alcohol just seemed dangerous. But when he would eat things that just weren't food, like I'm gonna eat some ice, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna eat a whole box of light bulbs now. Tampons, ice cream. I mean, uh, not ice cream. That's pretty good. Uh, cigarettes, <laughs> lit cigarettes. Yeah, that yep. was just uh, yeah. that was disgusting. Oh, a whole roll of toilet paper. I remember that one. Yeah, that, that was awful. This one doesn't awful. seem as bad as a lot of the other ones because as long as you eat it kind of slowly, seems like you could get through with that. Like, it wouldn't be fun, but I would much rather do that than eat a bunch of tampons or caulk. Or Can you imagine like the that. dry mouth from eating a fucking box of tampons? I wonder how big yeah. it swells in your belly. Like, does a tampon, like, form a mattress or something once it gets inside your stomach? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, yeah. You, that's you got to get it. You got to get it good and moisturized in your mouth before you swallow it, because if that thing swells up in your throat, you're a goner. It just seems like so the type of thing to get stuck in your intestine. Yeah, it does, because those things spread out. I don't know if you've ever been walking down the street and seen one laying there, all fill up and used, but uh, I have. And it, you look at those, you're like, wow, that is really. They're not lying on the commercials. That's Welcome like five to Staples. Size. Yeah. What did Kyle <laughs> say? <laughs> Welcome to Staples. I miss. St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. Thank you. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not Staples. They haven't Never seen back. a used tampon on the streets of anywhere, and I've been in just rough places. Are you serious? I've Dude, seen like, one. I sound like it was a uh, a habit thing, but it was not a good area. Like, was it bloody? Like, like it was it 
or or was it just a discarded tampon or was it a used tampon? There's a difference. Yeah, used. Oh. I didn't like go up and inspect it because that's revolting. But I what definitely. It like? uh, it I would like? have to imagine pennies. Was it salty? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, in, in the oh, 1980s in New Jersey, right? Not anymore. It's not true. But they used to Almost dump vampire. the trash out in the in the ocean all the time. New York City dumped the trash in the ocean. Parts of New Jersey would dump their trash in the ocean. It was just what they did with trash. So, um, and I don't even know if these are a thing anymore, but like the plastic tampon applicator. Are you guys familiar with that yeah. thing? That okay, fucking thing crazy. was like the New Jersey seashell like the the whole beach was just covered like the plastic tampon applicators would rush in and you know i couldn't go surfing without stepping on three tampon applicators on the new jersey beach back in the 80s that's disgusting yeah that what's the new jersey that? beach it's better now but what is it uh it's new jersey uh, beach plastic tampon application storage no, facility i don't understand where, where is it? it's it's in new jersey <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, Ocean City, New Jersey is where I grew up, and uh, it's like on the southern tip of New Jersey. Um, when I was younger, my family used to go to Atlantic City and leave me in the hotel room while they gambled. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm about 15 minutes south of that. Yeah, and then, like, we used to go there, like, as a family, and, like, the beach was pretty cool during the day. But then, like, as we got older, there would just, like, start, like, heroin needles would start showing up. <laughs> dude like then the beach got really druggly and stuff like and there was like junkies everywhere when i was 20 i had a fake id and jackie was a few months older than me my wife was 21 and we went like gambling right and uh this guy kept giving my girlfriend who's now my wife money to like stand next to him and stuff and he's like blow on the dice and he would just feed her like 15 dollars, whatever she made like 130 dollars that night just standing next to this guy and i couldn't figure out like where my value system was. It was like, do I value the money or I'm kind of feeling cucked here, right? Like, like, like yeah. here, here, doll, blow on these dice. And she's like, you know, and, and, and then he'd roll them and it was craps. And uh, he just like, you know, throwing her chips now and then. And I, I, even to this day, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that was worth it. No, but we really you like find that son of a bitch. <laughs> chips. He's probably I'd dead. Say you're, not, you're not cuffed as long as you take a cut. Then you're kind of just like, <laughs> yeah, her money yeah, was like my money. Manager. Yeah, right? Yeah, I was her yeah. pimp. Manager or Speaking on the of, uh, of, of, <laughs> of fake ID stories, I lost my fake ID when I was 20 years old buying cigarettes. My fake ID. Because I was leaving to go to a friend's frat party in college, and he texted me and was like hey before you get here stop and buy some cigarettes and i was like all right so i stopped and did and went up there and the fake id was just on top of my regular id and i'm like well i've used this before for booze i'll just use it now and so i used it and the guy i guess fucking eagle eyes of mcgillicuddy behind the counter was like this is fake and he was like uh, nah <laughs> he's like yes it is do you want me to call the police do you want me to call the police and i'm like just give it back he's like no no, you, you not, not a lot. And he said that he wouldn't give it back to me. Uh, said he was going to call the police, which, of course, he wouldn't do. And a bunch of police officers in Columbia, Missouri, on Mizzou's campus aren't going to waste the fucking time to come down and find some guy with a fake ID. But, yeah, that was, that was fucking disheartening. Losing a he, fake ID, purchasing something I was old enough to get without it. That was a he real took, heart He blow. took it from you? Took it from me. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. It was, and there was someone behind me in line, so that was awful. So I then I had to give him happen. my real ID. Yeah, I had to give him my real ID to buy the cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many times? 
How many times did you uh, replay that back in your head and be like, shit? Oh, my God. Like, every Thursday? Like, <laughs> always. Because it's one of those things where it doesn't matter at all in retrospect. But looking back, it's like, what a stupid little needlessly risky thing to do because I was, like, on top of the world with, like, oh, look at this little piece of plastic. Which, looking back, like, feeling it, at least now, like, all the new IDs, like, they have the, they're bendy. If you guys are from a state that has it to where you can tell a real one, you can bend it and touch the corners of it. Uh, and it won't break, whereas some fake ones will break if you try and bend it, which is what they do here sometimes. Uh, but yeah, that fake they gave me, it was, it was like, it was like half a centimeter thick of plastic, <laughs> like not very real feeling, but, um, yeah, that was so fucking stupid. Like, like a sticker yeah. on it. Like, <laughs> like you're a yeah. federal agent. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> for, uh, plastic. yeah, it was for Illinois because Illinois apparently at the time in like 2009 or I whatever uh was the easiest to fake uh yeah it was just a perfect storm of shit ideas and stupidity so uh, it didn't even pan out we went to a nightclub anyway. in florida it was like a big dance club type thing and my friends and i were all talking about our fake id so there's this long line to get in and we're like oh man i hope we don't get in trouble fake ids it turns out they had plants in the line eavesdropping for people that had fake ids and he tells the bouncer like up front like hey when you get to these guys check their ids because they're fake and uh but what thing, a snitch right but my id like while it was fake it was issued by the dmv like i took my brother's my older brother's birth certificate to the dmv and had like a real so there was no like proving it was fake like yeah. it was my picture it was everything but my name and uh on top of that once i got my fake id I got like a fake county ID. I got a fake library card. I had like an expired oh, insurance Smart. card. I had like a credit card in there. I had so much fake shit. If they found my body and my wallet. I'm Matt Woodworth, legal yeah. drinker. <laughs> I got like six forms of identification, you know, not all of them with pictures and stuff. I got a library card. I went to the local public library and got a library card just to like add that's to my, smart. That's my list. Really of, smart. Yeah, so we get up there and he's like, this is fake. I'm like, it's not, you know, prove it. And uh, he starts taking the part, he's delaminating like 25% of it. It Like, it's real. Like, like, he can't discover anything fake about it. We all got in. Yeah, we passed the test. There you go. And that's the moment where you turned around and you were like, you see you guys, you all made fun of me for going to get that library card. But now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had so much shit. I wish I could remember them all. But, yeah, I was loaded up on IDs. I had a friend of a friend, more like an acquaintance is more fair, but he got into a scuff one night on campus with another group of guys, and they got into, like, a legit fight. They're all wasted, both groups of guys, late at night, up to no good, and the cops came, and this guy I knew gave the cop his fake ID as his uh, identification, which is way more illegal than doing it <laughs> trying to get beer or something, like telling a cop, this is who I am, you know, Taylor Stevenson, you know, or whatever <laughs> it would say, and... He gave it to him, and the cop didn't notice it because he was trying to book a bunch of people and get all the information down. And so he got booked into jail as someone else. Oh, and then no. the guy who was uh, whose idea I, – or no, it's not because it was a fake idea. It was because a real ID that he got from someone older. That's why they didn't catch it now that I'm remembering. And the guy whose ID it was had to be told, like, the next day, like, hey, I know that you're in Michigan right now, but I got arrested as you – 
last night, and so I just wanted to give you a heads up and let you know. And he had to, had to be like, I mean, this this guy was definitely not close friends. I got all this secondhand, but apparently he was like, "Are you shitting me? You got arrested as me? Like, I'm gonna have to call and tell him. I'm gonna have to That's tell have my parents, talk to the cops, and be like, "Hey, uh, my son definitely wasn't there. He's uh, here in Michigan." with us so he definitely didn't just stop by he's been here for a few days i have no idea whatever came of that and who got in the most trouble or what happened but that was just crazy that in someone's drunkenness they're like oh just fuck it get this guy in trouble <laughs> like it's just so shitty uh, i would never do i think i remember as a kid the one thing that i did that was just like always a dumb thing was like speeding like, I would drive down streets when I got my license. Like, I would drive down. Like, and I don't know. You could be driving when you're 16 here. Mm -hmm. I would, like, drive down a buddy's street, like, literally, like, 55 miles, like, on, like, a little res residential suburban street just because, like, I'm not even thinking. Like, just not ever, like, thinking. Like, it was just so many dumb things like that when I was younger I remember doing. I, I didn't even drink, really, with my fake ID. I just didn't like being excluded from places. You know, I, I, I liked the bar atmosphere. I liked the <laughs> casino. I wanted to, like, go to the floor and be the places I couldn't be. I'm not drinking. I feel like you were really mature for your age, though. You know, it came and went. Sometimes I was mature. Sometimes I was a total idiot. But... But yeah, I, 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 what I was is I was athletic. Like I swam in college and I swam in high school and my body was my temple and, and I just took really good care of it. Um, and that's why I didn't drink. Mm. Seems really silly to get a fake ID if you're going to show up at bars and be like, oh, none for me. Because like, <laughs> you could have just no, so but I get a $5 it. I get cover it. to just show up. No, <laughs> but that I get it. When I had a fake ID and I was getting in places, like I didn't even have the money to get drunk at the club. Like I could buy like one drink. So yeah, it was just about being there. It was about being you in the club, strip club. Places really that, cheap drinks. Places that played music. Wait, strip clubs have cheap drinks? Strip clubs have cheaper drinks because they want you to spend more money on the dancers. A oh, lot of I thought do. I thought strip sense. clubs have well here at least they have really expensive drinks. We no, got into not, a, welcome we to St. Louis. <laughs> I, I, so I've got uh, so we went to a strip club one time and uh, in that particular one, if you were eighteen. 19 or 20 you could come in but you couldn't drink so they would stamp your hand with some this lame ass stamp that would show up under under the, the the lights that were everywhere in the club and so we're sitting there like drinking a coke or whatever and i'm like this is such bullshit we need we need alcohol to enjoy this experience and then the guy next to me gets up and walks away and and like leaves like he drops his money but his oh, alcohol no. is there and no, no no i'm not gonna drink his, his drink. okay That's okay disgusting. but what i did do is i got a little alcohol and I washed the stamp off immediately. It dissolved. It was like, huh. Well, all right then. I'm 21 over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's such yeah, a you... stupid system. Why would they yeah. not give you like a custom stamp? No, you they should do it the other way. If you drink, yeah. if you drink, you get the stamp. Yeah, that's, that's the way. The smart way. I've been. Then you would have had to like go to that guy and like somehow press your the back of your hand on the back of his hand. Yeah, we and used to do that. In situation I, I, and the, but that's some sort of gang sign that I'm not aware of. So I end up in the Pigeon Boys, dude. When I, I was when I was like 18 or something like that, this girl wanted like my stamp, right? So she takes my hand, licks the back of it, and then puts it on hers. And I'm like, she totally likes me. She didn't like me at all. She wanted my she just stamp. Wanted stamp. Right? Yeah. She really liked your stamp. Yeah, but like the she's licking the back of my hand. It was like the sexiest fucking thing that perhaps had happened in my life thus far. <laughs> you know? I would I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought like, oh my God, she likes me. I would have been like, oh my God, she's willing to have sex with anyone tonight and it might be me. 
<laughs> You're probably smarter. No, I thought she was into me because she licked my hand. But uh, once she got my stamp, I wasn't attractive anymore. I would. That's why I would have been like, well, she doesn't even know this hand. And, like, she's just out here licking hands. Who knows what else she will lick? Right? Maybe I should hang around. Oh, that thought crossed my mind. But, yeah, I just I wasn't attractive after she was stamped. Hand liquor. Mm. Yeah. Not into that. I was into no? it. I was into just about. Are you about sure you me. didn't blow it right after the stamp thing? Oh, there's a good chance of that. I know. Are I'm you not sure, sure she wasn't like she like transferred the stamp and you're like, what else could I give you? This dick. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, no. I've got a mushroom stamp you can lick, and then then she probably walked away uncomfortable or whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, bad joke. Oh, all right. Anywho. It's quiet. Hey, we've got September AMA questions. What what oh, good yeah. ones do we have? Because you have to wade through a lot of shit sometimes. Here's I'm I'm kind of curious about this. Did you, have you ever considered going in the military? Uh, until I watched like one video of what it actually entails, and I was like, ugh, that's a lot of taking instruction from someone that's gonna yell at me, and I, I don't do well in an environment like that. Yeah, it, it it seemed like a good idea at one time, I think, but my my my, my dad suggested that otherwise. Harley. Well. Uh, I mean, no, the thought never crossed my mind. Uh, I had Does a, Canada have an army, first of all? Yeah, we like, uh, we like put sandbags and stop floods and stuff. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Or like deploy the sandbags, there's another flood. That's not true, there were lots yeah. of Canadians in Iraq. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, a, um, when I was 17, we had a teacher, right, and he, this guy had served in Vietnam. And he, and he, like, sits in front, like, there's a teacher's desk, right? You know, everyone has these, like, fucking cheesy student desks. But the teacher mm. had, like, a big rectangle, probably weighed 600 pounds thing. And he sits on it with his legs hanging out in the front, which was a thing that teachers, like, never did. It was, a, it, it was just attention-grabbing. Like, now he's sitting on the desk facing the students. And he held up this big newspaper uh, at the start of the first Iraq War. And it said in giant font, it's war. I know I've told this before, but it was so impressionable on me. It was, he's like, if you're in you know, the, the Army or Armed Forces for any amount of time in this country, this is your reality. You know, even four years, it's probably going to be a war. And it was like, fuck. You know? So Army wasn't just like a job. Like, it meant going to war. Like, I, I knew that. And uh, that frightened me a little bit. But mostly, I wasn't even eligible. I damaged my hand in this car accident when I was 17, and it, I, I wouldn't be accepted. But uh, that's the thing. I should have been a Coast Guard rescue swimmer. That's what I was wired to do. I would have loved that job. That sounds like a like a really scary job too, actually. Dude, that would love. It I, does seem scary. I'm not at rescuing all someone who's drowning. I can like how many, like, unless how you're how more, incredibly how good, they're going to drown you. Yeah, I was going to say, how much more often are people drowning as opposed to going to war? I, dude, I, I want them to drown. I, was, I, had, I went to this, like, a fly-in, like this paramotor thing, and, um, like, it, it was on this small peninsula. So if you go up 1,000 feet, you can see the ocean and you can see the bay at the same time. People like to go over. The, mo the number one reason people die in, in, in paramotors is not crashing, it's drowning. Like, that's the, the number one thing that kills people. I was going to say heart disease. <laughs> and I was, I'm driving Power there lines. daydreaming. I'm like, I hope one of these fuckers yes. goes down. Like, should I just jump out of my paramotor and save him from there? Or should I land and then swim out into the ocean? I'm like, I'm coming up with my savior plan. 
is like uh, just hoping you just someone cut lands free from your whole rig right? and go into a dive. I thought about it. I was like, yeah, do I do, <laughs> I, do I do a somersault out or do I just jump out? You thought about I was thinking like Captain America, like. Jumping right in, like just a serious dive, like from Dude, If you get into <laughs> some sort of water-related accident near me, you've got a friend, right? It's because like I'm all about that shit. I, I would. You didn't s- save Kyle from that turtle. <laughs> I did it, but yeah, dude, I I would I. I would. I was. Yeah. So I'm. I'm still to this day at like 43 years old. I daydream about people drowning near me. I'll. I'll, I'll pluck your ass right out. I daydream about. That's stuff such that a. Happen. That's such a strange fantasy. I yeah, no. Yeah, that, so you don't. I, I was a lifeguard for four years on the ocean, and I had like 130 rescues or something like that. So. Whoa. Yeah. That but was, like, I feel like that's just the the energy you're bringing around you because you're sitting there posted up on your lifeguard perch and you're like, I just want someone to drown. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, no. I was a bad guard. People like people splash like someone just splashes someone else, and you're like fucking running over there like speedo. Like I got you, I got you. They're like we're good, we're good. No, no, it wasn't that. It it was daring children to go to the furthest bank. Who can make it to that that sand bank way out there? It's like dangerous out, and the and the more responsible (laughs) lifeguards are like, come on in. I'm in my head anyway, thinking you pussies, you can do it. Like go ahead, go. Fuck, you're good, right? You know, like, it just, oh, man, if people drown or, or just get, even if they just got sucked out to sea, like some six-year-old with a strong offshore wind on a boogie board, you know, they're, they're never coming home. And I am happy as a pig in mud. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, he's out there forever. And by the time you get to him, he's like twice as far out as he was before. It's my favorite day. I, they, like, the 19-year-old me, and, and we called it a can, that orange, like, torpedo thing. Me and that thing were about as good a rescue tool as you'd need. I I I pull you back. Did you ever watch Baywatch just because it was what you did, not because of the titties? Dude, the the Baywatch rescues were so terrible, and I was surprised to see that (laughs) that other people. Yeah, no, most ridiculous about the Baywatch. The thing that bothered me most was that there were different ocean conditions in the same rescue, right? Like they'd take, they'd they'd film small waves up close to make them look like they were big waves. And then like, it'd be like three different days. And I'm like, doesn't everybody see this? Like these are obviously different ocean conditions. Different like flag warning colors in the background. (laughs) No, like, like this, the ocean conditions themselves. Like one's like a legit, like Hawaii large wave. Another is like a small Californian flat day. And then there's some medium day. And I'm like, this just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, these aren't even rescues. They're just pretending. And and then, like, a fight scene. They just take the camera and, like, splash it around so you can't tell what's going on. It, that wasn't what rescues were like. You wanting to egg people on and get them to start drowning so you can help reminds me of some hockey reps I knew growing up. Because basically the way it is when you're young uh-huh. is, like, if you're 12 years old, they don't hire you know, a professional or even like a 20 year old referee to come out. Usually it's like a 15 year old or someone a few years older who's still in like the, 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 the league of that center. Um, maybe just like one age bracket up. And instead, like you're supposed to like, you take fighting very seriously in kids hockey, like, cause you obviously don't want kids fighting on razor blades with weapons. And so you're supposed to like, if they start quarreling, you go over and you immediately grab them and like pull them apart. And then they both get in severe trouble. But some of these guys, you could tell they had a little fantasy of wanting to stop a fight because being 15 when there's a bunch of 12 year olds playing around you is like being just a giant, just a power, a powerhouse, like you're a head taller than everyone. And so like when little scuffs would start, instead of skating over like really quick or something, a lot of them would just be like 
kind of gliding and be like, hey, you guys gonna fight? What, are you guys fighting? Are you fighting? Just trying to almost, like, egg it on to get him to be like, no, are you fighting? Uh, yeah, we're fighting. And, like, just trying to, like, get it going because that was their little fantasy to break up a fight like a real hockey ref. Like, that, I don't know, it reminded me of your I, my, trying to get people drowned. That's, like, a weird, like, power trip. The, that's, yeah. like, a weird power the trip. The first time there was a hockey fight that, like, I was present for, I jumped in as third man in. And, and in my head, I was being, like, a good teammate. And I'm new to hockey, organized hockey anyway. I played some, like, bullshit and it wasn't that organized, but it's men's league. And I played some bullshit like uh, roller hockey and stuff. But there's a different vibe. Like, roller hockey is pretty much like kids very, on a very street. Laid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, um, in ice hockey, everyone's playing position. A lot of these guys played formally at one level or another. It's different. So when my teammate got into a fight, it was like, hey, my teammate's in a fight. I'm in a fight, right? That's just how this goes. I was so disappointed. Everybody hated me, even my own team. It was so looked down upon, and like I, I, oh, I never did that again. And then that's like I, if you were fighting what was, Joe. I don't understand what was bad about it. Third man Being in third is man like disgraceful. Is, yeah. Do you want to say something? To, like yeah. So like, if two people are fighting in hockey, you know, Harley, you're Canadian. Like, if hmm. a third guy, even if your teammate's getting wailed on, you don't just jump in and grab the other guy in the middle of a fight and start fighting him. You know, like third man in. You let the fight resolve. It's kind of like if Woody was wrestling Joe Lozon and getting his ass beat, and then I ran into the ring and kicked Joe in the side of the head unexpectedly and was like, I got you, Woody! Woody would be like, what the fuck? What the fuck, Joe? Are you okay? You just kicked him right in the temple. You didn't even yeah. know. Oh, my God. Let's see. <laughs> Hockey would be so cool if it could turn into a Royal Rumble at it any used given to. moment. Dude, <laughs> spend time on YouTube. Just type in line brawls. It literally happened last season that the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks were uh, squaring off. First face-off of the game, the Flames coach pulls his entire first line back, and he puts his fourth line out there. Jesus. Fourth line is the line that's for brawling and grinding. And so he takes all his skilled players out, puts his fourth line in. The crazy guy who used to be the Vancouver coach, John Tortorella, is screaming like past that glass partition between the coaches, screaming at the Calgary coach, and he pulls his guys off, and he puts his fourth line out there. And so the first face-off of the game, it's all fourth line. The face-off, like someone barely touches the puck, and everybody starts fighting just with the person next to him. And it was, it was great. That was a great game. It would have been cool. So home team gets last line change, right, before a face-off? Oh, and uh, Tortorella went over to the Calgary Flames locker room after the period, and they had to have his assistant coaches and security holding him as he was screaming into the Calgary locker room, calling, like, the coach a coward and a bunch of ridiculous <laughs> shit. But, uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, later on when hockey fights broke out, I found them real easy to break up. Like, I, I got to be casual about it, and uh, all you got to do is, is, like, cover the guy's eyes and pull him back. Like, and, and you, the hockey glove makes your hand, like, enormous. Uh, yeah. and, and I would just pull them back. Their, their head would go. Their face would follow. They'd be blinded. It was super easy to break up fights. Because uh, hockey fights, like, those, like, Ryan Reeves, the Blues enforcer, if he gets in a fight with you on the ice, you're in deep shit because he's going to beat your ass. Like, all those guys' balance is good enough that they can, you know, cut and rebalance and while they're hitting you. Just a couple of men's league guys, like, those fights never really go anywhere because their legs aren't strong enough to to rebalance themselves in the middle of the fight. And it's usually like one or two punches. And then they're both exhausted. And they <laughs> go, oh, you, we're, we're good, right? <laughs> Another thing. Or, 
both fall over and the one guy pulls the other one down. About men's leagues fights is oftentimes the better hockey player wins the fight because it's not just about who's tougher or who's stronger or whatever. A lot of it has to do with who's steadier on their skates. So like even if you're like a skinny kind of like like a hockey player from uh, uh, Miracle on Ice, right? All those guys were like skinny college kids. Even if you're one of them, just being able to toss the other guy around, you can control the distance, push him away, bring him back, push him away. Uh, you might be surprised how worthless you are at fighting when you're on skates and you suck at it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to do. Yeah. Interesting show. Interesting show, getting like MMA fighters to fight like figure skaters, but they're both on skates on the ice. Mm. Figure skater fighting. I'd like to see that. It's just <laughs> like taking taking like people like and like uh, like fighting Mike Tyson, but you're like a professional scuba diver and you're like swimming underwater. circles around him, literally, like <laughs> and you fight underwater. I'm saying like Very taking simple. professional fighters and like putting them out of their element. <laughs> yeah, I mean that fits in perfectly with the idea I've wanted for as long as I can remember where every year you take the Major League Baseball team that wins it all, you put them up against the Stanley Cup champion in American football. And so it's two sports that they don't play, or two teams, from, and you make them play a sport against each other that they don't play. So a baseball team playing a hockey team in football, or a football team play, playing a hockey team in baseball. I would say, I would say, like, if you do that, it's got to be, like, baseball and basketball. Because, like, if you're going to take, like, football and hockey, they're each just going to get injured in each other's sports. But you have them uh, play a third sport. Right, football versus hockey in basketball. That's what you were saying, though, is that yeah. like if you just go and try and play football or hockey as a baseball player, you're pretty likely to get hurt because oh, you're not going to oh. know what you're doing. So he was saying like you'd have to take a hockey team versus a uh, baseball no, team. No, I was in saying like basketball. like contact sports should just be out of the question because at this level, these guys could hurt themselves so badly. It would be like uh, like uh, yeah, like basketball, baseball. But then that's kind of I wonder what. But, like I feel like that's just a boring game. Like basketball players playing baseball. If you don't know how, you're not good at baseball. That would suck. Yeah. It has shout to be. A shout out to Michael Jordan. It almost has to be a contact <laughs> sport to be fun because you want to see a guy like one of those seven foot two basketball guys who looks like a a stick bug having to like run down the field with his giant <laughs> legs playing football, and then he just gets wrecked by some enforcer from the NHL, or you know, he just catches it and like steps over him with his big gangly legs, his slender man figure. Basketball, I know, I always... basketball and soccer would be good too. That would be good. I'm looking forward to gladiatorial games in the future, but I always go back to that. I, I think that some sort of running man type uh, show is the future where we, you know, we put people in some sort of gladiatorial experience and then we execute them on TV. Uh, running like man. Maybe not execute, but I like challenging them. I do like the idea that, like, if it's in the future and we have so many people anyways and there's too many people, it's just like, hey, listen, if this guy's, you know, down on his luck and he wants to take a shot at running man, like, let him do it. Like, I was going to use prisoners. If someone doesn't want to be on the planet, like, uh, like, you know, I'm not saying like they're depressed or they have a mental condition. They're just like, oh, uh, my girlfriend left me and I'm going to uh, prove to her that I'm the guy because I uh, was always a deadbeat. And I'm going to win the 450,000 Bitcoin in the future <laughs> when I win the running man. And like so if he's going to do it and he wants to risk his life, like, you know, let him do it. I mean, people some people like risk all their money and it's, they basically just die a slow death. Someone wants yeah. to risk their life. 
for for entertainment. I mean, I say let's do it. I always said if I could go back in time, if I could travel in time, I definitely wouldn't uh, would never travel and 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 kill Hitler. People always say that. People always think that like a Jew would go back and kill Hitler if they could. You know, I I wouldn't do that. You know, you let him do his thing. Um, it's just part. It, it, I like where the world is today. So maybe that. <laughs> so that's a terrible thing to say. I don't mean, here's the thing, Harley. If you go back I'm far joking, enough, I just I would I wouldn't I wouldn't fuck with the whole Hitler thing. If you I go back, that's a hilarious. Just assume that I've never I've never thought of it that way. The way you just said it, and that is hilarious and probably true rationale of I like where the world is today. Like, what if you go back and you kill Hitler, and that yeah. just like emboldens Mussolini, and he actually ends up like being the guy like he maybe he was always playing second fiddle to hitler when he had I, all the good ideas literally you, like that that's it like i didn't like my my thought process is like yeah you go there you're like oh this is simple kill hitler you go you kill hitler and then it's like oh hitler's dead release the hitler bots and then just like thousands and thousands of hitler bots and it's like now and like you know what i mean like Maybe North America say, sucks, listen, he, right he was trying to kill he was trying to kill every jewish person and it didn't happen but, so I wouldn't, you know, don't fix what's not broken. Hitler ruined Anyways. Europe, right? Like Berlin was bombed, London was bombed, Paris was bombed. All these places were terrible. And while these places got like shelled out into nothing, America became this like manufacturing superpower. Maybe America would be like Brazil right now if we didn't trash Europe. Mm. I don't think we'd be that, like Brazil. Bookers would be way cheaper. Things worked out for the best uh, yeah. the way they went down. And I don't think we should go back and change anything, Marty McFly. Here's style. the thing. That's what so, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, if I traveled back in time, what I would do is exactly what you just said. Something where I don't change anything. I would go back in time and I would fucking just like Prime Directive style, Star Trek style, put on like a, a robe and just go watch a Coliseum death match. A good old fashioned man on man, maybe two men on a lion or maybe a, a three lions versus a tiger, whatever it is, I just want a good old fashioned death match. And I yeah. can just go, I watch it and I'll be like, that's messed up. I'm scarred for life. And that's on me. And I bring that back home with me, but that's, that's it. I wouldn't touch anything or dabble with anything. And I even read once on like a shower thoughts on Reddit, which was really great. And they said that, um, if, you know, just a thought, if we're always adapting and evolving, to bacteria and stuff around us. If I were to go back in time, I'm bringing some diseases that like they're not ready for, and like I go back in time and, and just to go watch a death match, I end up making yeah, all destroying Rome or yeah, something. Yeah, the Black Plague is because someone went and watched a death match. That could oh <laughs> so that would be, you know what I never you, got about the whole execution, not like the gladiators dying, is like like how do you really build up a fan base like. Like, if you show up, like, you just bought your new... Like, you're a Roman. You're a big fan of the games. You got your, like, Philianus Maximus shirt on. Picture of the guy's head on it, like, holding the sword. You're, like, you got your Maximus hat on. You're really into it. Like, I've been watching this guy for years. Like, Maximus, he's my boy. Like, you go and you sit down, and then that's just not his day. But it's not like, we'll get him next time, Maximus. Like, you're the fucking man. No, he's dead. Like, all that attire is useless. Now you have to pick a whole new fandom. Like I don't like the idea of I don't think they always in it because the then death. you can't have a fandom because they're dying too often. So I think what they would actually do is uh, they would have these gladiators, like the, especially the famous ones that had their names written on walls and stuff. Like like I think they would get a lot of like uh, uh, what do you call it in UFC where they just feed somebody to you? 
it, it would be like that. I think a lot of times they would get easy opponents, like they just have to kill five Jews, you know. But but but, but they're just out there unarmed, like like confused, and it's it's bright all of a sudden because they've been in a pit somewhere, and this guy's out there decked out from head to toe with a big spear and a shield and everything. Like that would be Monday for him, and then maybe next month he fights like a sick tiger, but he's got like a chariot archer kind of thing going on or something like even, that even then like if you get like one poking back in that day like someone's dead so i think it's like oh this guy maximus he's the best he's already won one <laughs> <laughs> like that's big you know if you want reading something about about some like champion that had won they, they the reason they were they were talking about this guy is because he'd won so many times like that, that, it, that it didn't seem believable or even realistic that he would win that many i think they gave him a lot of like softballs and they went out there and basically executed a lot of people we were talking uh, about hitler you know so if you go back far enough then guys like genghis khan you know are, they're not considered terrible oppressors and rapists and whatever they're admired for their accomplishments right the ming dynasty different greece and roman leaders how long until hitler is admired for his accomplishments because he's not oh, even never. as bad as like a genghis khan right no, you, um, like I if you don't talk about objectively, like how many people words, they kill. Right? What? That was two people. Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. I, I I'm wondering, like, like, like you know, Genghis Khan in, existed in in an era of brutality, right? It, 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 you know, maybe he was eviscerating babies while he forged his empire. But if he hadn't have been eviscerating the babies, some some other guy named Cole would have been doing it just the same. It just seemed like that was kind of the way of the times. And that he was taking over an empire. Maybe I don't know anything about. If someone that. was around to live tweet Genghis Khan's, you know, <laughs> storming through yeah. Asia, people would well, be like, "All right, this guy's a real piece of shit." But even you know, Stalin got, like, is starting history. to turn his image around, right? People look at Stalin as like a mega strong leader, not someone who just sent people unarmed into death. He he, he he's on the upswing. Trust me, his popularity, no, his Twitter following is growing. His well, Facebook page I, I was is great. Say that we're we're too close, like yeah, we're too close. How long ago was Genghis Khan? Twelve like thousand years ago. Yeah, because there's a chance that you know Hitler doesn't stay as relevant in a thousand years as Genghis Khan does because we're so close to it, and because I know because I'm Jewish, we're very good at reminding people like, yo, this happened. Don't ever forget that this actually happened, people. So yeah, remember this guy in a stupid mustache oh, so like you know what in, like, been... in a thousand years like maybe he just didn't do enough i'll tell you one thing in a thousand years people would remember him if he if he accomplished his mission but he dropped yeah. the ball there i saw like a nobody a accomplishes like their mission ago. though right they all die in the end you know napoleon lost in the end but he's no, no his mission was to just like you know kill off certain people yeah, no one gets that done. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, and my 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 grandfather's like, you know, like an eighty-seven year old. I mean, we did. We 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 got it done. There used to be a lot of uh, Indians that lived uh, here before we oh, got here. True, yeah. Millions of them. They had a vast civilization, many tribes, and that's another perfect example. I mean, of we've the all been to the disease casino. thing. That's another perfect example yeah. of the disease thing, where just people from one continent show up, and then suddenly wipe. Huge swaths of people out. That's how well, that the was bubonic, it. Like, I think it was like someone in Asia brought the, or, it. Counted as like the first like kind of like chemical or like biological warfare was those blankets. 
Well, not quite, because like back in the old days, they used to throw uh, 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 like like plague victims' body parts over the walls with the catapults. They, they, oh yeah, that's right. Stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. That's hard. You know, it would be a good way to. Turn the I was plague heads. I was trying to think of a way you could go back and change Hitler without killing him. So here's what you do: you have to like clear a couple weeks on your schedule in the past. So you travel back, Harley, dressed as a Hasidic Jew, like as Jewy as you can be, and then you kind of just from a so distance. Just put a black hat on. Yes, and then make sure the curls are going, and you're, you them. just follow from a safe distance, so you can see everything that little Adolf is doing. And you wait until he's he's bringing his painting to school to show all the other children about it, and they're like, "Oh, Adolf, your painting is very subpar. No, you'll never be famous for that." And then you step in and you put your hand on little Adolf's shoulder and you go, "Stop making fun of Adolf. He's a great painter. This you paint have is to tell him that he did." Yeah, and then you beat the shit out of those other Germans, and he'll remember for the rest of his life. You know, when he comes to power, they'll be like, who do we need to go after? Do we want to go after the gypsies? Do we want to go after the Jews? Nein! Never the Jews! Because <laughs> <laughs> he will remember it that way. That's what you need to... That's the perfect back-in-time plan for Hitler. Mm. <laughs> or maybe I, he's I just like, like... Maybe he's just like, we kill everyone that doesn't love painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If he shows them pictures of sweet paintings, if they do not pick mine, they're done, you know? <laughs> uh. Kyle, why won't you do another FPS boot camp with Chiz or Boogie or Wings again? That would be great. Um, it's a I don't think, Patreon question. I, I doubt any of those people have any interest in doing that. Um, I, I would do that with Chiz if he were interested, but I, I don't think he is interested in doing that. I was going um, another. Oh, go ahead. I, I thought you were done. Is uh, requires like medical attention, like like I'm in no way capable of of giving him what he needs, and I, I don't want anything to do with wings. The there was it was a while ago, maybe a year. Uh, that there was like a push for me to do a wings boot camp, like ah, oh, bring him to your house, have him <laughs> eat better, have him work on a more regular schedule, like a whole life coaching thing, and. Uh, I was like, man, that's a lot of pressure, and why is it my responsibility? Like, he's he's not my kid. Like, you know, like, what's up with that? And Kyle said that he put it really well. He's like, don't you wish someone would help him? Like someone, like a higher power out there would just, like, you know, guide him and, and do that. And he says, well, to them, that's you. Like, you are this higher power that could coach him into, you know, addressing the areas that he could improve upon. And... uh well, for me, it was like a really personal thing. Like, ah, oh, I like, I have to house him and feed him and you know coach yeah. him and like crack the whip on him and put him on his schedule and all that stuff. To them, it's not personal at all. It's just, yeah, you know, like yeah, fucking who's the the wrestler Dusty Rhodes or something that's helping Boogie? That's one of them. Oh no, that's Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond, yeah. yeah, I don't know my wrestlers. Okay, yeah. So he's like, don't you want Diamond Dallas Page to go help out somebody? Yeah. Fuck! It's nothing on my back, and uh, it made me realize, like, oh yeah, to them, I'm Diamond Dallas Page, who should be, you know, helping out other people all the time. Yeah, you gotta keep it like, like when we did that Wings Redemption boot camp, like, you know, this dude came and like moved into my house for a fucking month, like, like, I don't know how to monetize what it would cost for me to do that again, but but it would be out fucking outrageous, and it should be for anyone. Like, it, it was pretty much. And a month of my life devoted to him with lots of, you know, planning and forethought put into it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that again for it's anybody. It's a big that, ask. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a real big it's ask. Big it, ask. It, what is it? Um, uh, 
our, our, our friend weighed like 450 pounds and we did like a, I did like a boot camp where he came and moved into my house and uh, helped him lose weight for a month. And uh, our fans are suggesting that we do that again for some other people. And I'm just like, no, fuck no. We did it once. Once was enough. Never again. Just like that, uh, that survival trip. Never again. <laughs> never, never again. I, I know you liked it. it I'd you, do it you, again, you yeah. On, you keep on doing it. You, know, you, you fucking do a series of them for all I care, but uh, <laughs> I, I won't be there. Um, I, I don't want any fucking part of that. I'm just going to be honest. It was not fun. Didn't enjoy. Don't want to do that again. Uh, and I love uh, uh, when we do little events for the show. I like it better when we're meeting fans and hanging out with them, though, and not when I'm just suffering for suffering's sake. The biggest thing I'd change about this survival trip is the temperature. I, I, I wish it was delayed. A... That's Chiz's fault. I, I'm it? over here like, yeah, because I, I, I was totally like, hey, we should wait until, uh, you know, um, October or November or maybe something like that. And he's like, oh, it'd be cold. We don't want to be cold, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I can remember like deer hunting as a kid in October, and 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 it being like short sleeves and being sweaty when I got in the deer stand, and being being tired and hot. And sure enough, like I last remember year it being so- your fault. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I remember no. we were gonna do it earlier, and Joe Lozon was gonna come, and then you had a potential gig with a really high end shotgun manufacturer, and we had to delay the trip by about three weeks. Well, earlier would have been even hotter, though. Would it? What, earlier when was it? It was in the fall. Was it? Oh, it was in the spring in my memory. No, well, that was the first one. Yeah, it was in the fall. So, so the earlier we do it, the hotter it is. Uh, I was always about, no, fucking push that shit. Let's wait till it cools off and it gets chilly and the leaves are a-changing. Instead, we went into the woods and it was just balls hot. I, I, it was too not hot. A, it was hot. It was Weird. It, Drinking that that tainted tasting water. Now, there wasn't anything wrong with it, but it, it's got a funny like rubber hose taste to Pond it. Pond water. Yeah, I, I like my my frustration with temp- if I'm sweating yet not moving, it's too hot. Right? If I can't lay down in a hammock and not sweat, I shouldn't be outside. And it was definitely Just- sweat in a hammock weather. Chiz, instead of the hammock, Chiz got instead of an a, 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 like a human-sized Easy Bake oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy! Yeah, it's like a it's like a cot uh-huh. with like, like a camper built over around the cot, and it's got like a zipper that you can unzip, and then there's just like mesh there. And I remember like I'm in my hammock, sweating my balls off, just trying not to move at all to stay cool, and he. Woo! unzips this thing <laughs> and he like moves toward the, the the mesh so so the light will hit his face and he's just shining and <laughs> glimmering with sweat he's just he's just the sun is glinting off of him and he's just like oh, it's, so, it's so hot and i was just like it's so hot in there man why are you zipped up in there i didn't know you were in there holy shit like, unzip them all unzip them all <laughs> it was so hot. It was like a, a solar oven. I, 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 while was, you were talking, I showed people what it looked like. It's called a tent cot, if you want to Google it on your later. It's great. I, it was, I think he might have borrowed mine or bought his own. I forget. One person borrowed mine, one, one bought his own. And, uh, but it's, it's not for hot weather. Yeah. And I would yeah. love to go on an... Like, I'm not Mr. Bear Grylls any, or anything over here, but I would it's love grillless. to go on some kind of outdoorsy trip with Chiz because that is like the perfect uh, fish out of water story of Chiz being outdoors because he makes no bones about the fact that he fucking hates it. 
He doesn't like it. He likes being inside. Like when he he hasn't had his AC going recently uh, for some reason. And so when me and Kyle sometimes at night would be messaging him like, "Hey Chiz, you want to like uh, hop on a call? We're playing Civ or something." He'd be like, "I can't. I can't possibly turn." my computer on and, and run it with the game it'll overheat and it'll just be so hot i'm already dripping sweat in here and it's like oh man like just i don't know like crack get a cold glass of water or something because i know that you're near you're in california and kyle's in georgia i'm in, I'm in missouri so so it's definitely hotter where we are yeah and more humid like i, I don't know I mean, if chiz just, understands like, how ridiculous his like no socks leather boat shoes were for camping attire. <laughs> I didn't want to give Tiz any shit because I love he Chiz. really was yeah, yeah. A, a fish out of water. Uh, when you take him into the Georgia, uh, the Woods. mountains or, or yeah. hills or whatever the fuck we were in, it was pretty mountainous back there. Yeah, but his shoes were as far away from <laughs> like like and. and, and I bought these boots that came up like almost to my knee because there's supposed to be rattlesnakes in there, and I'm terrified we're gonna get bit by a rattlesnake three hours from help or something. I look at and I'm thinking in my head, these are not snake rated boots, Kyle. You better watch where you fucking go because this might protect you against a glancing blow. But if a a real rattlesnake bites you, it's going through this, and you could fucking lose a chunk of your leg. Be careful. And then I look at Chiz. And he's got on penny loafers. He's got on these loafers. And when he takes a step, the side of the loafer, like, or, like you know, on each side kind of bulges out. and makes collapses over. Like, one side seemed to be preferred. He's one step away from, like, flippy floppies. You know, yeah. out in the woods. And every time they, like, they bulge, like, sand and dirt and leaves are getting in them. Like, 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 cause they're, this, and then the, he the lifts his foot and it gets under his foot and so he's like mushing it down and stepping it in. You showed me a picture of the kind of shoes he was wearing. If you've ever seen one of those Calvin Klein ads where it's just like the front of a boat and it's a guy with the little shorty pastel shorts and the collared shirt and he's got his feet really far apart and his arms spread and he's got those little sperries on, those like loafer sperries that you use when you're casually meandering around your boat, your sea vessel. Your yacht. That's what he was wearing in the woods of Georgia, which... No, See, if nothing else, it's like a good way to there ruin. Was no tread on. Shoes. They were just like flat rubber, and we're climbing these but, hills. These is, it's just, and it's just drudgery every step up the hill. And I was in okay shape, and it was and and still when I get to the top of the hill, I would I would be yep. like, that's a serious fucking hill, man. Let's catch. Let's, Dude, let's that take was a part of the beauty of having chiz, right? So I was in okay shape, just like Kyle. I get to the top of the hill, I'd be fine. But if you have Chiz, you don't even need to be in okay shape. You just need to be in better shape than him. Rests are coming, right? Like if there's a 20-minute walk through the woods, every 10 minutes you get a break. Do you know? It's great. That's a real policy that I think about when I'm invited to go like on a river float or rafting or hiking or camping. It's I need to make sure there's at least one person. Like if it's a bunch of my friends who are really into fitness, it's going to be like, no, like I'm Fuck not going to go because I'm going to be the guy. Because I'm going to be the guy that you're aggravated with. So you need to make sure there's always someone at least fatter than you or slower than you or something to come along. So that then you can kind of co-opt the athleticism of the most athletic guy and like walk along him, alongside <laughs> him in front and be like, God, Richard you back there, am I right? Big fat fuck. Meanwhile, you're like gassed and the guy next to you is just hunky-dory. Like, yeah, I wish we could just kind of break this into a jog, you know? And you're like, oh, I know, I know. Right? Like, but, you know, we can't because we're richer. Well, let's jog I a little bit. No, no. <laughs> Not without him. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he struggled with that, and rightfully so. I, for You know, the, 
the entry path that I took us on was was particularly uh, rough. It was just up and over like limbs and fallen trees and through briars. Chase was and mad stuff. about it because we found a better entry path, and yeah. uh, and he was legitimately resentful <laughs> about the horrible yeah. path we took. That would pay for the thought transcript that he had over the course of those few oh, hours. Angry and Fuck resentful it. and Bullshit. fucking wings not oh. coming on the trip and now I'm here. Why am I even here? God, of course these guys like it. They're from around here. This is bullshit. Like but, just all the frustration. I would love to see it. To his funny credit, when... this is this is what I like about him. So he knew all this going in. He knew that camping wasn't his cup of tea, that he didn't want to be there, that the heat, the snakes, the bugs, etc. But he valued the camaraderie and social aspect of it enough you know that going into it he knew how much he'd hate everything except hanging out with us and he's like yep i'll take it i'll do it and he did it so he had plenty of cigarettes he's a good guy so, he did. so he, he didn't did. have to worry about that for some I reason I, it, like it became my mission statement to like help chiz like get his fitness ship ship shape <laughs> well, no he, what it, it, what woody means is he took it upon himself to annoy the fuck out of chiz every time chiz lit up a cigarette <laughs> like, which was every so was, five minutes so like is that the last one and he's like i've made it pretty fucking clear <laughs> <laughs> that i'm gonna smoke until i don't have any more smokes and that will be the last keep one. in mind he's moving into my guest house at the end of this trip right like like he had quit smoking and then we go on this trip he starts chain smoking and Kyle will argue like, oh, no, no, no. If there's a one minute break between cigarettes, it's not chain smoking. In my world, it was fucking one after the other, sometimes two at a time. And it's he true. Smoking he, time, he would light he? one with the other one. That's chain That's, smoking. That's I, that I did is not chain. see that. I, I, I might have imagined it. setting up a combo right there. <laughs> so it, it, in my head, he's like lighting up, finishing it, throwing it out, starting the next one. And uh, and he's got like, I don't, you can't smoke in my house. Like that's that's a house rule, right? That's not an, un, an unreasonable rule. So I'm like thinking he needs to quit smoking because he's moving into my house in like two days. It's going to happen right then and there in a stressful condition in the woods when he's got He's moving in my house though. two days later, though. It's time to do it now. It's time to quit. I'm holding on to. That's all that's keeping him from coming to your tent at night and just... <laughs> <laughs> I know that Kyle probably knows about pretty much exactly how many cigarettes Chiz smoked on that trip, but before you say anything, Woody, how many do you think he smoked? Two Realistically, packs. two packs. Wait, long as the trip, it had to be more than that. So the trip was about five days, and I'm going to say he smoked four packs in five days. So uh, eight uh, cigarettes in five days. I would say he smoked it, it, at least one pack a day, and, and probably more. So probably like six or seven packs in five days, something like that. You know. Wow, I expected the exact opposite answer. I thought that Woody was going to say like, I don't know, 130, and Kyle would be like, it was, it was like 18. The more you stressful know, but... the situation is, the more you're going to. It's an appetite suppressant. You know, it, it calms your nerves when you get jittery. It's, uh, it's something to do. Um, and it's you know, if you've got, if you already smoke, it's, it's one of those things. Where like, ah, I, was just, I don't have anything to do with my fucking hands. And then our cell phones wouldn't work, so you're just sitting there like, no Reddit. No fucking, it's, I'm melting. I wish I just had something, and, and a cigarette just seems so nice. I yeah, wonder, I, what, it made sense to me. So, so Chiz was a fish out of water there, right? Like, we should do trips where he's not. Like, like okay, 
I don't even know or how to order at Starbucks, <laughs> yeah. right? At Starbucks, I wouldn't know what to say. It, Starbucks to me is just a store for the financially irresponsible. But I think Chiz is an expert at like. Have you never been to a Starbucks before? I saw I saw a guy come into a Starbucks recently. I went to go uh, grab a coffee there, and this dude came in, a construction worker, and he was like, "I, I gathered from his behavior." And like I didn't know this was this was a real thing, but like I guess like from the way you described it, it reminded me. He was like very clearly uncomfortable to be in a Starbucks. Like, and he went in and he was in line, and like I came up behind him, and he was looking at the menu, and he looks at me and he's like, "Oh, you can go ahead, man. I, I don't know, I don't know what uh, what to get yet." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm still thinking also." And he was like, "Oh, yeah, I never even come here. My wife wants like a stupid drink." <laughs> And then, like, he's asking the guy, he's like, what kind of drink, like, for my wife? It's like, she wants something crazy. She's never been here before, but she doesn't want something too crazy. And I'm there, and I'm like, this guy is clearly, like, like he, he's on the job. Like, he's still dressed like a construction worker. There's no wife here. <laughs> like, you're not, like, you're, this is for you. And, like, I, I could tell he was just, like, so uncomfortable about being there. I don't know anything. I was like, bro, you got to get that venti chai mocha latte with a double shot of espresso. I know venti means big. Uh, a frappuccino? I le is a fra I don't even know if that's a hot or a cold drink. A it's frapp cold. It's delicious. It's cold. And venti means 20 it, in, I, in but, Italian. But they, yeah, it's 20 ounces. 20 ounces. I, there you go. But what if, if, so, I, if I wanted a medium warm coffee that seemed like hot chocolate, I would not know what to get. Oh, that seemed like hot chocolate? Uh, what do you mean, like hot chocolate? I just imagine they have some sort of sugar-based coffee that's, like, frothy with whipped cream, like a hot chocolate. Don't they? Does yeah, that seem chai, Starbucks? Literally, it's, it's, what I, it's what I said. It's like a mocha latte. mocha latte. Okay. Yeah. None of those with words. With a double shot of espresso, me. so you get that caffeine in it. I, you I, drink that all, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, that was delicious. Wow. Did I just have, like, 90 grams of sugar and, like, 550 calories and I, a coffee? There were days when I would eat <laughs> – I would have a Frappuccino instead of lunch. I would get a, a, venti, a venti caramel Frappuccino with two to three shots of uh, espresso, and, uh, and that would just be my lunch. And it's about 800 calories, so no problem there. And it's got a shitload of, ca of uh, caffeine in it. So that would really energize me throughout my day. I don't know what espresso actually means. And when you say shots of them, are there literally like shot glasses full of them? In this? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like, a, like that big and they just put it in there. It's espresso and it's like concentrated coffee. It's uh, How do you make espresso? They, so they, they, they grind the beans up and they're, they're like boiling it to make espresso. But there's no X. Yeah, I don't know how they make it, but it, it really peps you up I have more an espresso than regular maker. coffee. Yeah, I've got an espresso maker, and it's uh, it's just like the Keurig, but it's even tinier K-cups, and it just makes a tiny little shot of espresso that you can just kind of... So how like, much does a double espresso cappuccino cost? Or frappuccino? I forget what we said. I have, I have no uh, that would be about $8, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink things that are $8. Is, <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> someone's going to leave a comment. Maybe someone will leave a comment and tell me that Frappuccinos have been around since Rome or something, but I don't think so. I think it's relatively recent, the Frappuccino thing. That's one of the most brilliant marketing maneuvers of all time, to name a milkshake something different 
and convince people that it's just something you start your day with. Oh, I just start my day with a, a you know, sweet cream frappuccino. Oh, you do when you're on the way to work, you just figure, oh, you know, I wouldn't pull off into a steak and shake and get a strawberry shake, but <laughs> I'll stop by Starbucks and pay twice as much for a frappe or whatever. Like it's if you ever see um, in the Northwest, there's a coffee chain called Dutch Brothers. And the Dutch Brothers, you'll have like a, there's a bumper sticker that says Dutch Brothers Princess. And you get that if you buy a ton of Dutch Brothers. And it was a game when I lived there that I would notice every time you see a Dutch Brothers Princess uh, bumper sticker on a car, I would speed up and look without a fucking doubt. It was an obese woman driving the car. Zero percent chance it was anyone else because these are people who buy 800 calorie coffees every morning like it's a way to start the day. Like it's brilliant. I was in the afternoon. It was perfect. I just remember working and it was hot and hot hot in the summertime. Uh, and this is a 20 ounce like it's there's not as much milk in there as a milkshake. It's mostly ice, but it's like iced coffee and just caffeine and sugar. And it was so good and cool and cold and energizing. I like that stuff. And yeah, it is expensive, um, but you know I'm just getting one of them. It, it's like a dessert. I'm I'm on a I'm on a cleanse right now actually, and uh, it's the same cleanse like I did years ago where it's just you just take like these natural herbs that make you shit actually, and you just cut out dairy carbs, uh, no dairy, uh, alcohol and sugar, just for 12 days. It's not like a juice cleanse or anything like it's just literally like you change your diet up and you take these like shit pills and shit oil that just make you dumb. And uh, I did it a couple years ago, like three years ago. And on, I used to drink a coffee a day and I would get a cream and a sugar. I would drink like two coffees a day and I would get like a cream and a sugar. And then on the cleanse, I had to stop drinking coffee uh, with a cream and a sugar. I had to drink it black. So by the time the 12 days were up, I was just like mathematically when I think about like a, a cream and a sugar – or at the end of the day, two creams, two sugars, that's like almost a Big Mac. I'm like, what a waste of calories. So I'm just like coffee black now. And I've literally been drinking my coffee black now for almost like three years. And I've like saved myself like hundreds of packages of sugar, <laughs> hundreds of packages of cream. And I honestly, like I used to, like before that also, I used to get that chai mocha latte. And it was like one time I like read online. I was like, this thing is 600 calories. <laughs> I could eat at McDonald's or drink this stupid freaking coffee. Yeah. They're like two McDoubles and you don't feel full. Like, that's <laughs> we, pretty much. We had a, um, I don't want to give it away, but there was someone in our universe who identified herself as an anorexic, right? But she only drank, like, Starbucks shit. And, like, she's fat, right? She's fucking fat, and she's an anorexic. And I'm like, that's bullshit. No that way is she... Play. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. She's so terrible at it. And they're like, well, she's an anorexic, and she doesn't, you know, eat anything. She just goes to Starbucks and downs, no, like... you're a liar. <laughs> vente, like, cappuccinos and stuff. Like, the only thing she ate today well, was a couple 2,000-calorie coffee. Well, see, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, mm -hmm. also I can't really comment, but like I could imagine that if I were in the position where I was drinking 800 calorie drinks and I wanted people to shut up about it, I would be like, yo, I'm anorexic, so you should be happy that I'm taking anything right now, even <laughs> this 800 calorie milk milkshake. 
That, that makes so sense. maybe that was it. Maybe like just a, for people to shut up about her her frappuccinos. Like a preemptive defense of people being like, "Hey, you know that has like a whole day's worth of calories, and you're already fat." Well, I don't eat anything. Like by that logic, like shoe nice is anorexic because he drinks all his calories in vodka form, or and whatever caulk. the case is. Like yeah. that and caulk. Yeah, caulk probably very few calories. You know, so uh, I've, I've talked about this before, but I've never fully explained my point. I feel like calories are not a good measure of what they do to your body, right? So calories, as you know, you dehydrate the food, you burn it, and you see how much it heats up water, right? That's that's what calories are. But some things don't seem to translate into body fat as well as others. Like sugar seems to become fat really easily, right? Humans are outstanding at converting sugar to fat. But if I ate caulk, which perhaps would burn and heat up water... I don't think my body would do anything with it. Well, for the Hawk same reason food. that when you eat... You could eat wood yeah. pulp. And you could eat pounds of wood pulp that, mm-hmm. that technically has a caloric content of millions right. of calories. But wood pulp isn't something we're designed to eat. Yeah, right? It's cellulose. So, yeah. so let's you take You could eat corn. grass all day, uh, I guess every day. Maybe some things, your you're, some things you just can't, like, your liver Metabolize. can't synthesize or whatever. Corn is an interesting digest. example, right? If I took the corn and burned it and whatever, but all the shells and stuff, I, I'm pretty clear I didn't digest that shit because the evidence is right in the potty, right? So am I getting all the calories out of corn that I think I am? I think you're getting so close to what it is, unless you have a really bad gastrointestinal tract. And I you're wish I did. Tops. No, 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 everyone <laughs> has corn. You have corn, you see corn the next day. That's... <laughs> That's just what it is. I like to think that a, a lot of them, like you know how it's corn, like, like hiding in like this brown vessel. <laughs> yeah. I think there's corn in that brown. These are just the survivors. Oh no! I oh think... yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, hmm. all, most of the corn got, you know, these these are the ones that escaped. The ones that are in the shit. Like that's a small percentage. Most of them are wiped out on the journey. <laughs> Like so, the calorie count is actually pretty accurate. Like just because you didn't digest the full caloric content of like four pieces of corn, doesn't mean that the rest of it wasn't all absorbed. You know? Interesting. Like, Maybe the we're different because there are eat. dozens of survivors in my case. Oh no! It's just, a, it's just a Kill- cob of corn when he shits. Well, <laughs> I, I have like a, I have like a little dog. He's like whoops, almost like three pounds. So he's really tiny, and like I've seen him like uh, like eat a girl's underwear before, like worn underwear, like go in and just like go in on the crotch. And I've watched this happen. And I've been like, mm, fascinating. There's probably like six or seven calories in the crotch area of that worn underwear, and that's like valuable to this three pound dog. Like that will keep him running for <laughs> ten minutes at least. <sighs> Well, Master's about to let me out. Got to fuel up with the crotch of these panties. This seems like a good time to talk about Blue Apron. Oh, God. Uh, Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And it's easy. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients, and you can, you can prepare them in 40 minutes or less. It's also flexible. You can customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. 
Choose delivery options to fit your needs. There's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. Some of the meals and uh, some of the meals available in September are the spicy hoisin chicken stir fry with baby bok choy and sesame ginger cucumber salad, the paprika spiced shrimp and cheddar grits with tomatoes and sweet corn, and the summer udon noodles noodle salad with cherry tomatoes, corn and sweet or corn and summer sweet pepper. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash painkiller. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash painkiller. Check it out. Check them out. Yep. You know you're 25 years old. You, you don't cook for shit. And your diet is uh, very repetitive. Go to Blue Apron. Add some stuff. I started making yeah. pie. Uh, Kitty always makes shepherd's shepherd's pie, some sort mm-hmm. of like passed down English recipe. So so I've decided to to, to steal her recipe and make it better. And, and I think I've done it. I, I made my first shepherd's pie the other night. I'm going to try again. Oh, what I was did you talk- change from the original recipe to make it more Kyle esque? Used tomato paste. Uh, I used uh, a little bit more Worcestershire sauce, or how do you however you pronounce that. Um, I used better ground beef than she gets. Um, uh, I, I should have gotten lamb, but I couldn't get lamb. I couldn't get to the butcher. And uh, I think instead, she uses some kind of gravy, and I used beef broth. And, like, it eventually turned into a gravy, though. So it was really tasty. Isn't Doesn't Shepherd's Pie usually have, like, carrots and peas in it? And... I put carrots in it, um, I, and I ate the carrots. Um, Good for you. But I didn't put the peas in. I refused to put the peas in. Peas are bullshit. I'm not eating those peas. It was funny when I made it because it was like... I think the power went out like momentarily, and so the the oven had the time on it, and it said that it was like 10:30 p.m. I was like, ah, it's a little late to make a shepherd's pie. It takes an hour to cook this thing, but I got it. All right, I'll do that. I'll eat late. So I'm cooking the shepherd's pie, making everything, and it takes like an hour to make the thing, and then I like to let it sit for an hour afterwards to really congeal. And it's about the time I got it done that I realized the power had went out, and it was two in the morning. Two in the morning. When I when I cooked this shepherd's pie, and, uh, and so that that really threw my sleep schedule off, cause cause I, I was eating sleep, pet, I was eating uh, shepherd's pie at three thirty in the morning that night, thinking like, hey, I do shit tomorrow. <laughs> you know, there's a distinct difference between eating like a frozen pizza at three in the morning, where you feel like I'm a useless piece of shit. What am I doing with my life? I shouldn't be awake. And then you. You know, where you're like, well, it is a shepherd's pie. Like, I mean, who else out there is eating a shepherd's pie at 3 a.m.? This is cultured, if anything. <laughs> you know, I'm eating it at the same time that uh, people are waking up eating shepherd's pie in England. You know, <laughs> solidarity. It was delicious, though. Uh, so I'm going to continue my uh, my shepherd's pie learning. Uh, add another dish to the repertoire. All right, Harley. I back. had nothing to add about shepherd's pie. Yeah, I, I actually had way too much to add about shepherd's pie. I didn't <laughs> want to get into it. Oh. I was like, I'll actually sit this one out. What are some <laughs> things that you guys know are a waste of money but continue to spend money on? Examples include things like scratch ticks, magic cards, fast food, phone, games, etc. I thought Harley would be awesome at this. <laughs> I got like, uh, I just know. I know. I, I'm like I, I'm just certain that like my company credit card is like paying for like Amazon Prime TV streaming, New Box TV streaming, Netflix, Crackle, uh, like every single like that uh, Crunchy Roll, 
Uh, I'd probably pay for the pro version of XSplit, and I never ever use XSplit, and it's just a recurring cost that I never can. It's like I'm sure if I just change my credit card, I would relinquish the sites that like I've signed up for for like I'm I like did, oh this is just two dollars a month, but I haven't been there in four years, and I've paid every month, and it's like. <laughs> I just know the biggest waste of money that I continue to pay money on are the things that I don't know I'm spending money on. I, I get my debit card changed pretty regularly. It just changed again. And what will happen is inevitably like Sirius Satellite Radio will call me and be like, hey, you haven't paid us in a month and a half. What's up? I'm like, oh, got the card changed. You guys make the cut. <laughs> Here's my new card. Here's my new card. Uh, but, but, you know, sometimes people call me like, hey, Hadn't heard from me. Like, yeah, I'm not really really watching anime anymore. Not really into it. Uh, I think this is going to be it for us. Dude, I'm going to re-up with you it's guys. It's nice to use cards just for that reason because it cuts it off. Like, I, like a year – when, when did Crunchyroll sponsor us? Like 18 months ago? Sure. It was like two, three months ago. I'm like, six ninety five? Really? Like, I, I don't really watch anime, and they're still billing me. And I'm like, I thought I canceled this, and I canceled it. Well, you just got to watch One Punch Man. Uh, one Punch Man. Or is not. That watch one, yeah, I'll you take your word roll. for it. Yeah, I'm sure it's very good. Gotta, I cancel. Yeah, watch One Punch Man. That's a good one. I'm sure uh, it's on there. Uh, yeah, that, so that got me. But but because it wasn't a credit card, it just kept billing and billing indefinitely. The worst one for us, uh, the security system on my Apex house. When we sold the house, we called them and we wanted to cancel. Apparently, my wife, who was in charge of it, signed up for like a three year deal. And they're like, no, no, no. Yeah, you got to keep paying us for three years. You have to pay this like exorbitant like $900 cancellation fee. And uh, her solution was just like, no, we'll just keep paying monthly. So like another fucking year goes by. And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, you can still get out of it if you pay the $900 cancellation fee. And I work out the math as to like the three years. We save at this point like $100 by doing that. So that's the way we went. And I'm just, ah. See, yeah, I uh, I just know that it's like stuff like that that like I don't know I'm paying for. And my mom is just like, she's just like so How about intense. you just pummeled Jackie? Just just, just <laughs> but, a real beating. Like like, like Harley's X-Split that he doesn't use very much anymore. At least it's kind of his and available and whatever. The, the freaking security system on a house we sold is a, ah, uh, I can't believe we paid well, for what that. Well, what you should have done is you should have just. Now that is being cucked. You should have right hooked it up for the people getting the house. And just been like, by the way, you have security here, so send me a gift basket at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they but if were... my mom got the call of them being like, oh, you've been signed up to uh, Crunchyroll for two years, she'd be like, what? Cancel it. <laughs> and they'd be like, okay. And she'd be like, how much did it cost? And they'd be like, well, $200. She'd be like, I never wanted it. Give me my money back. My mom is so talented on the phone speaking to customer service that she, she gets it back. Or she'll come in the room and be like, Harley, you have Crunchyroll for six years. <laughs> she just has those abilities on the phone. Uh, I, I, was like, I, to... I used to go over on my phone bill sometimes. Like I'd go over on my phone bill. I'd have like back in the day like one gigabyte of data. And somehow I'd be like at three gigs of data like halfway through the month. And she'd call them and be like, this is your fault. And then, like, somehow get off the phone and be like, okay, your phone's getting upgraded and you have five gigs of data and they just gave us a $50 credit. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that you, we, I just feel like I'm going to have a kid one day and, like, I'm gonna, the doorbell's going to ring and they're going to be like, we're the phone company. We're here for the child. 
<laughs> I, that, we it, used to know. have it. So when we first moved to North Carolina, long distance was way more expensive than it is now. Now it's, I guess it's free. Like the people pay. Yeah, for it's long free distance. in the states, not in Canada, but yeah. But uh, back in the day, it was like ten cents a minute until you hit like five hundred minutes, and then it would rack up. And by the way, your cell phone plan came with like four hundred minutes there. So I'd be like, all right, Jackie, here's what you do: you spend four hundred minutes on the cell phone. And then when that expires, I need you to flip over to the landline, and there you have like a thousand minutes, a ten cents a minute, and you know, don't break that. That would never happen, ever, ever. Like she just, she doesn't track her minutes or anything, and she's keeping in touch with her family. So she'd watch like Buffy the Vampire Slayer on the phone with her sister, oh. and uh, it sounds like like this is really spendy, but it was a commitment I made to her. Like, hey, look, I'm pulling you out of Jersey. We're going to provide you with the, with the mechanism that you need to stay in touch with your family. But the complication turned out to be a big loser, even though... I ran up a $1,400 cell phone bill one time. Yeah. Oh, we had a couple. Of, we had $2,000 cell phone bills. Multiple oh, times. Like all the time. You know? And I'd have to call them up and be like, look, we over... And they'd fix it for me. I'd be like, yeah, $2,000 for a phone. Be like, this doesn't seem right. So they'd retroactively apply like whatever best plan would be. That's that's what they do. Well, those for me. cocksuckers, they didn't do me any favors like that. <laughs> they were like fourteen hundred. That's what we need from you, sir. Fourteen hundred and forty-six dollars for those minutes you use. And it's like, Jesus, I was just talking to my girlfriend. Like, like this is uh, awful. That because like my thing. So like I I promised her I'd like you know, she takes many trips back to New Jersey, and I didn't fo- fuss too much about the phone bill. But she'd be on the phone watching tv with her sister but not talking and i'm like honey if you're gonna run up the minute she like you can't just be hanging out silently on the phone together <laughs> that seems unfair yeah, to you're me. gonna be talking about buffy the whole time you're not <laughs> yeah. actively discussing her character arc get off the fucking phone <laughs> that was my thought process it was rough mine has definitely i've spent thousands of dollars on magic the gathering cards and it's only really? a matter of time before I sink back into it. And like that, that box right up there, that blue, blue one I'm yeah. pointing mm-hmm. at right now, uh-huh. the Magic Anthology set, it's got 10 ah, pre-made yes. like, uh, decks in it. That like, It's like themed decks. Like There's angels versus demons. There's elves versus goblins. There's um, something versus something else. And then a couple of like planeswalkers versus each other, which are like rival gods, basically. And, and I was, it was like 150 bucks. And I was so convinced. I'm like, I'm going to use this all the time. I'm going to play this all the time. Can't wait. Haven't used it in, like, probably a year because I can't find anybody who wants to play Magic with me at this point where I'll be like, hey, Melissa, you want to play Magic? Because my girlfriend, she plays very rarely. And she'll be like, no, not really, because I'm I'm better at it than her. And so it's not fun. It'd be like her yeah. saying, like, hey, you want to have a competition to see who can, you know, do our makeup better or do our nails better? Like, no, because I'm not going to win. Why would I do that? Like, it... It is, it's been such a waste of money. And behind the couch over here, I have boxes, reams of magic cards that I, like, at the time was like, I'm going to use this one for this deck, and I'm going to use this one for that deck. I'm going to make a whole, you know, a, a strategy over here. And then a new set would come out and I'd be like, well, I'm not going to not buy this card, and I need four copies of it. And so it's only $25 a piece. Get four. Well, if I bump it up to foil, I can get each one for 35 And then I have four foil cards in my deck instead. And just... I was I've been foolish with those cards before. Just what? how old, how old are you? Way too many. Twenty five. I could just imagine like you know you're pretty like quick on it. Like earlier on, you get magic at a young age. 
you, you, you get a foothold and you start to understand. You play with the older kids. You're like, oh, once people my age start playing with this, they're going to get destroyed. You put all that effort in. And by the time you make the perfect deck, everyone's like, we play Pokemon now, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just chilling with this big box of magic cards and everyone's on that Pokemon tip and you just resent Japan for it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Where like, and even if I can get someone to play me, like I made the mistake of making my decks so fucking good that if I play with someone, they're like, "Hey, I just bought this starter deck." Like they have literally a zero percent chance of winning. Even if I try and lose, they're going to end up losing. It'd be like Kyle charging me, challenging me to a marksmanship competition, and he gives me a slingshot is the level of difference in ability between like a starter deck and the ones I've made. So I, I really dug that grave myself of what? probably like three grand of magic cards sitting there useless for like a year. I got, Why is it magic a popular esport? I don't know. I have no idea. Because you have Hearthstone? I haven't played Hearthstone. I've heard it's neat though. I actually, I'll tell you one thing. I played, I played Hearthstone like on my iPad like a couple years ago. I played it a bit, I played it a bit, and then like after like the fifth game and like Blizzard's so genius at introducing people to new mechanics and stuff. And I like played it for like you know, a couple games and I was like, Oh my god, hold on a second. I'm pretty sure I kind of know how to play magic now. After years of looking at magic cards and everything, like I get it now. I understand kind of how the game works. Then I downloaded the magic app and I played the game on the app. Um, and I was just like, it taught you how to do it. And I like, kind of like Hearthstone was like the, the portal into magic for me. Cause I only played magic recently and I've only played it like on the app or with my buddy's cards and stuff. But I got to tell you one thing that's really cool about owning all those cards is like the flavor text on every card and the pictures are so sick. Like I could yeah. just honestly, if they, if they're useless and no one buys magic cards anymore, cause I heard there's like some that are just like worth 10 K just put them by the shitter. And every time you're you're you know dropping a deuce, like start reading your magic cards. It's like yeah, and look at the pictures. Entertaining. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah. help the resale value. <laughs> no, well, you don't want to resell like a whole new totally right, though, a whole new meaning like, to the, flavor text. The whole world of magic, like how detailed it is and how good the artists are that they hire and, and contract to do it, like it's it's really neat. Like as a it. It blows Pokemon or Lord of the Rings or any other trading card game out of the water as far as the depth of the world and the art. Why don't you I have want a... your cards to be virtual? Because it seems like that's where the people are. They, it, it, if you... I don't want to buy virtual cards. Like That's the thing. If you if uh -huh. you play Magic the Gathering online, which is pretty big, um, I, I assume it's really big, I don't play it because you still have to buy cards and... It's to the point of like, all right, if I want to remake this deck that I have in this deck box Why? See, that's that cost me like $600 to make. You should what? be able to scan your deck in. They should be able to like confirm that it's it. And like, you know, then it would make it cool because people with like, you know, people with comics, like I know they still buy digital comics so that they could read their favorite comics without touching their real versions of their comics. I mean, you should be, you're like... They, sh they should figure that out because I'm sure there's lots yeah. of people who have magic cards that want to play and it kind of still has value, the fact that you have these cards and you could use them and like that's part of it, right? Is that you have decks that people don't have? Yeah. yeah. Like the fun part of it is like it's tangible. Like you, like if I want to go like, oh, oh, like I have a $100 card or something, I can go If you want to go and, and read it, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, and but I don't want to go spend half as much as my actual deck costs well, actually, on the same probably, deck online. If, 
if you wanted to poo and read it, you could probably do that with the digital one, but you can't wipe with the digital one is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have, yes. a, like I was saying, that guy that like works in my basement streaming video games, um, he's 23 or 24 years old. I'm 31. And another buddy of mine who's 33 came over to my house and he brought like his 1991 Marvel card collection, the ones with the white background. And uh, it was my buddy Dave and me and Dave are looking at the card collection. And I'm like, oh, so sick. I remember these. I used to have these and we're looking through them. And then Mike, the younger guy comes and he walks into the room and he's like, oh, cool cards. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, so like, how do you make them fight? And then I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, I never realized it. I'm like, well, Mike, when, when I grew up, cards were just to collect. There was no game. It wasn't like the Marvel, like the first game that I remember fighting was like that Marvel game. And then it was like Pokemon. I'm like, no, these cards actually, I guess, do nothing. And he was like, what are you supposed to do with it? So stupid. What are you supposed to do? I'm like, just you for just looking look at, at it. it. Yeah. He's like, well, how do you win? I'm like, nobody wins. That's yeah. like that uh, scene from the Outlaw Josie Wales when when Clint Eastwood asked the Indian if he's got any food and he's like, "No, just got this piece of rock candy, but it ain't for eating, just for looking through." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me sneak another ad in here. Seems about it, like a good time. Yeah. Oh, and Harley's got to go. Well, let's do that first. Thank you for coming on the show. We always appreciate it very much. Dudes, thank you so much. I love it. I'm honored to have been here on the 300th episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was on 67 or 68 or something. But, like, shit, like, how long have we known each other now at this point? It's wild. Thank you like so six much years for, or something. for yeah. always inviting me. I'm, I'm always down to be a guest. I love when, when Chiz hits me up, slides into my DMs. So <laughs> Love having you, dude. Honest. Yeah. yeah, it's always fun. All right, guys. Take care. All right, see you later. All right, let me tell everyone a little bit about Movement Watches. <clears throat> the past few months, we've been working a lot with Movement Watches. We love them. You guys love them, so I asked myself, why do I only have one? You see, Movement offers different color bands, different color faces, and different styles for each of their watches. Movement Watches start at just $95. So do some quick math. You could have multiple Movement Watches, and it would still be a, a better deal than having just one department store watch. Get a blue one, a white one, maybe sandstone is your thing. Whatever your style, Movement has watches and bands to make uh, to match for every outfit in your in your arsenal. There's no hassles. Just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So, join their more than 1 million social media followers and get a Movement watch today. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka today, and they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka. Check them out. Get yourself a watch. It makes you look nice. Yeah, well, you know what time it is. And, and it'll help you know what time it is. I think that's actually like a lesser thing with watches. Is it? Than, like uh, the, well, in, in this day and age, I feel like people would use their watches more to show that they're stylish, you know? Like all the MVMT watches, they, they have style. Like that's the point more than time. Uh, that's a question for you, Woody, over there in the in the uh, text chat. Well, then no. Okay. The group says no. <laughs> the group says no. Say it like we're being vindictive. <laughs> anyway, now that sucks. We couldn't have Harley on longer. I always like talking to him. He's a very interesting fellow. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Harley's great, and he really has gotten into good shape because it, you know, being the the head of Epic Mealtime for a while seemed to include like being forty or fifty pounds overweight. So he's gotten in really good shape. He looks big. In my uh, yeah, he does. Just guessing. I don't think it's the Epic Meals that are the big issue. Right, that's just one meal. Well, it's a week. it's what it com- it's what comes with the epic meal, really. You, you know, because like, I I think I've been there or been part of like four of them, maybe just three. I don't know. This uh-huh. one in L.A. And, and every time, it's it's kind of a party. Uh, that's the environment. thing. That's, that's where I was headed. It's the lifestyle, right? There's some travel. There's some fast food. There's some like a heavy workload. It, like the whole scene is not conducive to a good diet. Not just the meals themselves. You yeah, think? and uh, at that night, I think he liked to eat a lot, and he didn't work out at all. You know, with all the traveling, of course. Mm-hmm. But everybody likes McDonald's. McDonald's oh, is yeah. shit food. That's yeah. the worst. I had some Taco Bell today. Only the only the best. But I only got the uh, the grilled chicken burrito, so I was healthy. Like, Good like, for you. <laughs> making those tough decisions. <laughs> <laughs> for me, like I, I, on weekends, I've been doing the paramotor thing a lot. And uh, this isn't paramotor talk. It's like that is a lot of like exercise that comes with it, carrying the stuff around, etc. It's just that what it comes with is eating out. And that's not good. I like eating out. It's, I, I really me love too. eating out. I mean, every now and if you eat out enough, then all of a sudden those home-cooked meals are the ones you look forward to. You're like, oh, yeah, we're cooking tonight. Ooh, what are we cooking? <laughs> you know, it's, it's 3 a.m. Shepherd's pie. As a kid, it was the opposite. As a kid, it was like, of course mom's cooking tonight. What's she cooking? Uh, rice and fucking salmon. Oh, not salmon. Yeah, we're on salmon night. <laughs> but we're, we're going out tomorrow night. Yeah, all right. But now it's the opposite. It's, it's like, yeah, I'm going to cook a shepherd's pie tomorrow night. It's going to be tasty. I'm going to get some lamb. It's going to be nice. My mother always said that her gift to my future wife was low expectations for dinner. <laughs> so all childhood long Christ what'd you say Taylor was your mom a, a bad cook I guess is she a bad cook I know she listens so don't get your feelings hurt mama Woody I'm, I'm, I think she was I think she was Like, like uh, what was her go to this is a good way to figure this out what was her go to meal uh, we, it's what we now call chicken on the bone Like she'd cook like 8 chicken breasts at one time and then like serve those over time throughout the week. Um, so just baked chicken. Does that make sense? And uh, he would cook day and then serve it to you guys like you were all on a workout plan throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's chicken on the bone, right? So it has like the skin on it and everything, and then we just sort of rip the skin off and tack it with a fork. That was her go-to. A lot of rice and peas, which I didn't really enjoy till my adulthood. Um, well, there's nothing to cook in those. That's just like beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the things she cooked. Yeah, no, there weren't a lot of mixed meals. There was my my favorite meal ever was um, chicken and dumplings that she made, but we would only get that every couple of months. Um, oh, that was a special day. Yeah, and uh, but mostly it it wasn't. And so my father though had a lot to do with this. He just preferred simpler meals, so she would make what he liked, and we would eat it. Uh, he just wanted more time to fuck. Is that what it was. That sounds like dad. You don't have to talk about that shit. Just get four hours. Get inside of it so I can get inside of you. (laughs) Start the microwave, hit bake, hit the bed. We got shit to do. (laughs) What a scary scary home life. I don't remember what my mom would cook, but she would cook. Um, She probably cooked 
three, four nights a week, something like that. Um, probably maybe more. I, uh, I don't really remember, but I, don't, I remember there were, there were lots of like standard classic meals. I don't know. There, were, there was always like mashed potatoes or rice or something with every meal. It, was, it just depended on what kind of meat and bread there was. Some not time in my pick teenage food. years, I think my mother got depressed. And her mothering like took a step back. And uh, I remember that she discovered that you could buy steak at Sam's Club, which for people who don't know, it's like a Costco. Like Costco, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so they would go and they would buy like, a, I don't even know, like 18, 20 steaks. And then they taught us how to make them in a toaster oven. And I thought this was like the bee's knees. Like, like, yeah, suddenly I can cook steak. You just put it in the toaster eat. oven. I don't remember how many minutes it was, like 12 or something. Like something from Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> oh, you're, you're putting it in the toaster oven, are you? You're cooking steak. These customers know they're eating steak from a toaster oven. Like, it's what you would ask. <laughs> we eat it all the time. My Jackie came around, you know, in my late teenage years, early 20s, and she's horrified. She's like, you eat steak in the toaster oven? I'm like, yeah, you want one? Like, I didn't know that this wasn't even good food. You know, to me, I... A baked hot pocket stuck to the bottom. It's pretty great. There were years oh, when the house ah. was just poorly stocked with food. So I had this friend, Matt Stapora, and his mom would see me like a stray dog, you know? And she'd come over and she'd feed me and, like, really stuff me up. Um, instead of, like, water or something, she'd have um, usually cranberry something. And when I told her I liked cran strawberry, all of a sudden she had it all the fucking time. Cran strawberry was just stocked at her house because I was such a big fan. It wasn't stocked at my house. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know what we drank, but it wasn't anything I liked. And uh, so, yeah, we'd go to the Stapora's. Wasn't G Fuel? <laughs> yeah, well, I would have liked that. Um, but uh, I can and, still remember, like, I was not very picky with food, or I'm not very picky now. Mm -hmm. As a kid, I was more picky, as you tend to. And still, to this day, the only, like, super, super common food that I hate are beans. Doesn't really matter, the, as long, except for green beans, because I don't know why. But mm -hmm. everything but green beans, I, I just fucking hate beans. And I can still remember sitting at the kitchen table. I must have been, must have been like six, five, six, seven that age. And my mom had made chili. And you know how as a kid you get home from school and then you get like a little update. We're like, Mom, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? And any time that I heard chili, like my whole stomach would hurt because I'd be so anxious and stressed out because I fucking hated beans in every form and i remember sitting there muscling down like a third of this bowl just sitting there doing that kid thing where you sit there like like you're in line for execution just hoping <laughs> your parents will be like do you really hate it that bad taylor you don't have to finish it if you hate it that bad my dad did not play those games he was well if you cry into it you're just gonna have to eat the tears too <laughs> like, oh, fuck so this is this is real and so my mom was always a little more on my side oh, he doesn't like it, he doesn't have to eat it. And my dad was like, no, because he's going to get up and get a snack in about an hour, he's going to finish that uh, chili. By this point, my dad's watching TV, my mom's cleaned up the rest of the kitchen, and I've been sitting in front of a bowl of cold chili for like 40 minutes, and I kind of like get it a, a wild hair up my ass of like, I can eat this whole thing really, really fast and then just go play with toys. Like, you can do it. Like, I was hyping myself up to take a chump like a parkour master. Like, you can do it. <laughs> and I kind of like went and ate like three bites really fast like didn't swallow them like just shoveled three mouths worth in there and just kind of sat there and like got like two chews in like looking around hoping that like one of my parents would look over and be like oh good job that's all you needed to do but they weren't looking because my dad was watching sports my mom was cleaning and i just remember that last chew going like mm, mm, and i just mm, just 
right back into the fucking bowl. It didn't all get in there. Some of it missed. But, like, it was a near full bowl of chili because I didn't eat that much. And I just vomited the rest of, like, whatever side we had and a bunch <laughs> of water and beans into this chili bowl. And my dad, like, I look back, obviously, knowing this is a joke. But in the time, like, my heart, like, I would have volunteered to be killed. He was like, well, that's too bad. You still got to finish it. And I was like, I didn't realize that he was clearly joking at the time. So I was, like, almost, like, wailing. Like, oh, I can't possibly finish these beans. Like, they're already chewed up and vomited. You can't possibly. And eventually it was just like, God, just, just get out of here. Like, it, it was just... It was really just a lesson that if you throw enough of a fit for long <laughs> enough, you will get your way. My wife made chili, like, this is recent, two and a half weeks ago or something. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know what it is. I think it's the, whatever, like, powder she puts in it to turn beans into chili. Ch what? Chili powder. Yeah. Well, that, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. So anyway, whatever powder she likes, I don't like it all. It's awful. And I've been telling her for Get years, like, like every time she makes chili, I'm like, no, no, chili. <laughs> like, why? She, why? How, how, does she, how does she facilitate the cooking? Is she making this in a pot on the, on the stove? Fuck if she I know. I, I guess. <laughs> like, you want to get a slow cooker involved if you're making chili. My chili's delicious. Her chili is shit. And like two weeks ago, she <laughs> made it, and I'm like sick, right? Like, like I've got this... It wasn't that I had to vomit, it's that I could have, right? I've got this, like, 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 all I would need to do is that, like, compress your chest thing while leaning over a toilet, and I would have puked. But I, I didn't, and I had an upset stomach over it, and, and I'm thrilled over this situation. I'm like, honey, your chili makes me sick. Now I don't have to eat it anymore. Now, now we can take it off the menu because it literally makes me sick. And for like a day or two, she had sympathy. Now she wants to get more scientific with it. She wants to like keep feeding me this fucking chili that's... <laughs> she wants to keep feeding me chili to make sure it was actually the chili that made me sick. Tell them what else What are you blink if you're in trouble? Tell them what else you ate. No, it's my story. Tell them what else you ate. I'll tell it like I want to. <laughs> it's possible I ate a lot of pickles that same day. And drank <laughs> the juice of the pickles. Is it hot in here? It's really hot in here. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. Because Taylor and I are both like... Oh shit, he didn't hear her. <laughs> He's just gonna keep going on about, about the chili that makes him sick and how she makes him eat it. That was great. So the real story me. though was you did get sick from it, but you also ate a lot of pickles and drank a bunch of pickle juice. So that could that, that could add to it. That's her theory, that's but no, I've I've got years of experience drinking pickle juice. It doesn't make me sick. It's the goddamn chili. <laughs> But like I said, she wants to she wants to try it again in isolation and see if it makes me sick again. <laughs> it's like an experiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just new chili recipe. Like, 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 I, you know, there should be a couple different kinds of beans in there. She should be getting some very nice meat. Should be in the slow cooker all day, merit like, like cooking those flavors in. I don't know how people cook all day. Like, if a meal takes longer to cook than to eat, to me. Like a crock, like he's saying, like a crock pot where you just, you know, you throw a big side of like a pork shoulder in there or beef or whatever, and then a bunch of potatoes and carrots and onions or whatever, and then you just turn it on 
and it goes for like eight hours and then you show back up at home your house smells great and you go oh food ready right here and it's falling off just the meat's falling apart i love i love pork roasts that's the best in there i like Mm -hmm. slow cooker stuff i I do as much stuff in the slow cooker as i can uh i get on gift recipes on reddit and i I like to make those recipes as much as as much as possible um i like to cook it's 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 always fun how long was she there the wow. most of the rant. <laughs> How did I not yeah. see her on camera? She yeah, gave Kyle some eyes of like, oh, you better believe after this show's <laughs> over, we're gonna have to talk about chili. Did she really? But she she yeah, she stood there for like a solid five seconds before she I thought that you could see her standing behind you on your camera and so I didn't I wasn't gonna point it out though because it was too funny. case. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, it wasn't until I felt her that I was like, oh, shit. You were shocked. You were like, huh? Ah. <laughs> yeah. And then I instantly thought, like, what are you talking about? No. You're talking <laughs> about her cooking. Uh, she couldn't have walked in on, like, I don't know. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. You're like, and, and so I thought I wasn't going to have to eat it anymore. And then she comes in. And you're like, and this stuff makes me sick. It literally makes me sick. And she's going to make me eat it again. And then she, like, grabs you. It's like, ah. She makes this disgusting chili. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I was hoping she was going to sit there for a while and, and like, go with it. And I was I was going to start trying to pull stuff out of you. <laughs> Tell us about what her else you just like about Jackie? Yeah. <laughs> Has your driving uh, improved? And let, let him go on a rant about that for a minute. That would have been good. Oh, or bring back up the. Um, I bet if we, we we somehow teased, like tricked him into bringing back up that security company thing back at the old house. I bet that's a fresh wound. I bet you uh, you throw a little lemon juice on that. That 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 one might make a problem. That's too. one where she did kind of the like my bad because I told her to cancel it and she didn't. And then yep. like I checked up on it like like I said like a year year and a half later I don't know like a long time and uh, there it was. You're still going. Yeah. Frustrating. Um, yeah, that's a frustrating one. But hey, you know that your house was secure. Not mine. The other house. house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the house was secure. Yeah. That's all that, you should tell. You should. You should contact and be like, hey, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you pretend like you did it on purpose. Like, just so you know, uh, I've been paying for your security for the last year, and and I just want to let you know because we canceled the service recently. It's it's all over. So yeah, look out for yourself. Not asking for anything in return. I'm just the kind of guy who'd ask that you pay it forward. You know, 30, do some kind of passive aggressive douche. I was thinking that maybe you'd pay for my security for the next year. You know? <laughs> I wonder how job. the buyers are doing. They seem like nice people. I shouldn't talk about them because I'd hate for my subs to give them attention. But why? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they seem like nice people. <laughs> why would you ask that? <laughs> <laughs> There's no. That, that's all. You should start doing that with guests what? now. Anytime they start being like, so this buddy of mine, you go, is he white? <laughs> uh, Before yeah, it's yeah, okay. I guess right. Oh, go ahead. Like just, right, right. just a <laughs> little aside. Hey, I want to know who we're talking about here. All right, keep going. <laughs> this is a very ethnocentric program. Nation? None. Yeah. I can, not even a drop. Remember in Oz when he got the black gum transplants, and like the, it was so it was such a problem that he had a, a black man's gums and as his gums that like they kick him out. He becomes a bitch, and he like cuts his own gums out with a razor blade. Wow. Yeah. I started watching. Very... Do you guys watch Ballers? No, haven't heard of it. Rock. It's the, you, you may have heard of it. it. It's the Rocks thing where he plays a sports agent. Oh, on HBO? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that as I've scrolled by. 
it's not good. Goodish, you know. My problem with the first season in particular is that it really seemed like a vehicle to make The Rock into like some sort of super. He already looks like an action figure, right? And then. You know, he drives the coolest car, some sort of sports car he probably doesn't even fit into. And he's like, everything he says, he's cooler than everyone around them. He's wiser than everyone around them. Like, guys are getting into fights or something, and he's the mastermind who figures out how to engineer ESPN interviews and this and that to, to like, cool everything off and get people out of trouble. And he's so freaking perfect in it that I'm like... Is this just a rock advertisement? Like, it, <laughs> it, it, like it doesn't. It it's not really like he. No one's that clever and perfect everywhere all the time. I haven't seen it, um, but but I've, I've I know of it. I guess uh-huh. um, I'm not a huge rock fan. You know, I'll watch his movies when they come out, but I didn't think I wanted to see a TV show with him. The last thing I watched was uh, The Conjuring Two, uh, which I thought was terrifying. Um, the Conjuring, the first Conjuring was really well made, and I thought the second one was too. For like a horror movie, like it's not cheesy or low budget. It's uh, it's a it's a high budget, well acted, well directed, well shot, uh, scary movie. The Conjuring, the first Conjuring is excellent, and the second one was really scary, but but probably not as good of a movie. That's I guess. the challenge with horror movies. I I really enjoy a good scary horror movie, but shucks, it seems like four out of five of them are awful. You know, if you watch a rom com. It's going to be, like, average to good. It's never going to be great, and it's rarely going to be absolutely dreadful. It, a horror movie can just really waste your time. It can be stupid. I really, yeah, I like The Conjuring a lot. Horror movies are the easiest genre to fuck up, I think. It's, and it's it's a big risk-reward uh, genre, right? Because you can make these low-budget movies that make $100 million. So you've got lots of people, like, throwing their uh, their hat into the movie-making business and they start in horror. In horror. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It seems like it, the amateurs flock to horror. And all they do is film at night and shake the camera a lot and hope they have a winner. And Worked you know. for the Blair Witch Project. I mean, yeah, they're making a new Blair Witch is coming out. Really? Soon. Yeah, but um, The Conjuring is, is fucking terrifying. You know, it's, it's demons and ghosts. That's the thing, that it's, it's, it's both. Um, and uh, it's good special effects, and, and they build suspense. And there's lots of jump scares, which I don't... Uh, Decredit a movie for jump scares. They're good jump scares. Um, I, I don't know. In the second one, there's this thing where like her husband paints this picture that he saw in his dream, and it's a fucking like demon. It's a nun with like demon eyes, and it's like hanging on the wall in his office. And she goes into his office, and like hands start coming out from behind the painting, and like grab the painting, and it runs at her with that as her face, and hmm. it hits her, and she falls, and then. You're like, oh shit, what's going on? But when she like gets up, now she's been like, she's in a basement somewhere, and she's like, how do I get in a fucking basement? It's just lots of dead bodies and glowing eyes and and scary shit. Why it did was... he hang it up in his office? It seems odd. He didn't know it was a demon. She was keeping that from him. It's it's a whole thing. He just thought it was something he dreamt of. Um, it's it, it, they're good movies. I like them a lot. And it's about so that they the Conjuring movies, both of them are are supposedly based on. Um, Ed and Lorraine Bratton or something like that, who were like uh, paranormal investigators in the 70s, I guess. And uh, they, they investigated that Amityville killing and, uh, and, and a few other things. I like paranormal. And I think the newest one I haven't seen, and it's a little bit different. Like, it's not just an hour <clears throat> of waiting for a little payoff. I need to check out the newest paranormal. I heard it was good. Are you talking about paranormal activity movies? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. 
So the last one I saw, I think, was the one with the. Um, it was like in L.A. and they were all Latino. Um, that one was pretty pretty bad. That was the last one I saw. How many uh, are there? Maybe five, five, I guess. Jesus Christ! Yeah. They go full circle though. It's kind of cool. Like you get to the end and you see it's 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 a big loop. You know, they they, they keep going. They all feed into one another. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I only saw the first one of those and. It was spooky, nah, but and it, and it definitely got you with some jumps, like in the end when, uh, oh. spoiler for this movie that came out t- t- 12 years ago or whatever, and it just like is, you're looking at the door and all the shit's gone down and it just like lunges at you and, and kind of like does the jump scare. It was when he goes into the attic to like look for it and like, and then there's the part where it drags her down the hallway in the first one. That was terrifying. I remember watching that by myself at like I don't know, twenty-five years old or something, and being really scared. But then the second woman, the the second one, the second Paranormal Activity movie. I was in a hotel with a girl, like traveling uh, somewhere on the road. I don't know, some city. And I just remember us literally. I I was like, let's watch Paranormal Paranormal Activity too. And she's like, ah, I'm, <laughs> I don't like those movies. And I was like, I really don't either. Like they genuinely terrify me. Like I'll be screaming and stuff, but I enjoy that roller coaster experience. So like we're holding on to each other hard. Like we, I've got both arms wrapped around her, and she's got like an arm, both arms wrapped around me, and we're just watching like, ah! like holding <laughs> on like like really tight because it's so fucking scary. Um, those those movies frighten me. They do. I always get embarrassed when I like I'm in a theater and I jump like bad. At a, at a time where like it's not even a horror movie, you're not supposed to jump. Like you're <laughs> like you're just watching like like what fucking movie was it? I don't remember the movie, but it was probably within the last three years where it was just like panning around a scene on a lake or something, and then you just heard like like it cut to a dog, and the dog was just like run 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 like loudly barking, and it was just meant to be like a, oh where are we now? Like oh a dog's barking is in a dangerous area of town. It was I, I know it was meant to like inspire like a change in transition, yeah. but to me I was just like no. Oh! Oh, like, Jesus. Oh, okay. All right. You got everybody. <laughs> nobody. All right. Everybody saw, but that's okay. I, I get scared. Um, I, I I definitely get scared for movies. I get really into them because I, I feel like the tone and the like the feel of the movie, you have to get into that. So like I won't watch them during the day. I won't have a laptop cracked open. Like it's all the lights go down. Um, the volume gets cranked way up. Sometimes I put a headset on, um, but that, that's a little much. Um, yeah. Get, get the but lights down, volume up. And really focus on the movie and try not to miss anything. And and uh, it's it's a little bit like a roller coaster experience. It's it can be terrifying. What's the best horror movie you've ever seen? I think this is a good question because the there are so many different kinds. Like, I, See, I wonder if you're I feel like, like you a, are you a jump out scare or are you like a psychological like in your head scare? Yeah, The Shining what is probably. Is probably the best one ever made because it is horror and it's, it's it's we're talking about like best made like like the it's, it's kind of the, the shining. shining oh the shining yeah yeah the, the shining is probably the best one but but um I don't know the Conjuring as far as modern movies that are that are good scary horror with that are kind of traditional like it's you know it's demons and ghosts and you know like a family story um, I think the Conjuring is really really high up there the Babadook uh, really scared me. Um, a lot. I thought the Babadook was scary. It was really good. I don't know. Most classic horror, you know, the the Jasons and the Freddies, they're real shit movies, and there's a lot of nostalgia going on, a lot of member berries. And part of my uh, challenge is, like, I'm different too, right? So, like, when I watched a Freddy movie, you know, The Nightmare on Elm Street, I was young, and it impacted me. If I saw it now, I might not like it as much. Poltergeist. 
Poltergeist was so scary to me. I was, you know, afraid for a long time afterwards. The the tree in the window mm-hmm. during the thunderstorm as it scratched yeah. and stuff, that was really scary to me. But I don't know oh, how yeah. adult Woody would view it. I watched that not too long ago. It's it's still fairly scary, you know, like Carolyn, Carolyn, come back to the light, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Um don't go to, don't watch the second and third one. Um don't do that. Uh, I didn't even know there was a second. Oh, yeah, they kept on You said Jaws a few seconds ago. Jaws. That's one that people don't think of as a horror movie. Mm. But as a kid, that absolutely terrified me. Because even as a child, like, if you watch a movie about, I don't know, some creepy monster, like, I do think there's a part of your brain as a kid that's like, that's really scary, but I do know that that ten-armed monster doesn't actually live in my closet. Like, I know that. Like, it should have been obvious to seven-year-old me that a 30-foot shark didn't live in my closet either. But I did not put those pieces together. So I was, I, w- I did not go into the ocean, like, the next, I don't know, couple vacations that our family yeah, took to the, the movie beach, that made you afraid so to terrified. go back in the water. Yeah, it yeah. definitely scared me, too. It, it frightened people into going, uh, that people were afraid to go into the pool. Like, it was a scary movie. Um, the Exorcist, of course, uh, is very scary. Um, I, it, it's, it's a, a little one. dated now, you know, after, like, 40 years or whatever it's been. Your mother sucks um, cocks in hell. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. She's like, holy shit. Fuck this. Like, <laughs> that was probably because I, I watched that we movie. Into. Yeah, I watched that movie and I was maybe like 10 the first time. And that was, at the time, the worst sentence I'd ever heard anyone speak. And so, like, it was almost like an eye-opening thing of, like, your mother sucks cocks in hell. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, whoa, whoa. That... People talk like that. Only a demon girl. talk like that. Yeah, that yeah. Little girl said that shit. Um, a little girl. Event, yeah, she was possessed. Event Horizon with Sam Neill and uh, I think uh, I can't think of the other uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Maybe I'm not sure if he's in it. I haven't seen Event uh, Horizon. Event Horizon, scary man. Uh, it's space. Um, it's basically space demons. Okay, so there's there's this special spaceship called the Event Horizon. I think that it's like transportation uh, mechanism involved creating large amounts of um, uh, gravity through energy waves that would then fold space um, and somehow they opened up a realm to another dimension and so it's like the, this crew is going out to check on the spaceship and uh, see why it's been gone for so long and when they get on board they basically this ship has been over to another dimension it's been into a hell dimension uh, pretty much and uh, parts of that hell dimension have bled over into the ship and vice versa, and ev- and every time someone like gets a glimpse into the hell dimension, just a flash of it, they go crazy and try to kill themselves and stuff, and it's very gory and very violent. Oh, you know another good one. Wait, what was that called? I want to remember. Because I want to watch um, it. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Another Space good Port. one. Uh, the thing about yeah, the uh, the base up in Antarctica or the South Pole, North Pole, wherever, and there's one of them is a shape-shifting monster and it's just a whole movie of figuring out which person it is at what time because it'll be like a scene of three people standing there in like the medical laboratory or something and then the lights will go out and then lights come back on and same three people there but then one of them starts acting a little weird and then maybe another one starts acting weird in response to the first weird one so you're thinking the whole time like who could it be like that's a great movie and 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 Part of your brain will be like, ah, but remember, this is a screenplay. So really, I'm just, you'll, you'll start thinking like, ah, I'm just thinking that. But these are just actors reading their lines. But no, there are subtle clues mixed into that screenplay and the on-screen 
uh, stuff we see to let us know who the alien is in the end. Um, John Carpenter talks about the sparkle in the character's eyes, and what he means is like catching a certain reflection uh, in the character's eyes to let you know this is still human. So at the end, Kurt Russell is drinking the beers or liquor or whatever it is. I think it's beer. As the place burns down, he's drinking his beer, and he's like, yeah, it was, you know, kill the aliens or whatever, right? And it's the black guy left with him. They're the last two left. But if you watch earlier in the movie, he was filling those bottles up with gasoline, making Molotov cocktails. So when the black guy drinks the beer, he's drinking gasoline. But he doesn't know it's gasoline because he's never had a beer before because he's a fucking alien. And Kurt Russell looks back like, yeah, yeah, we got him all right. And that's the end of the movie. It's, it's Kurt Russell knowing he's got one more to go. He's not done yet. And, and he knows he's going to die because there's no way to get out of here. But you can tell that all he cares about is killing this last alien. And Why is Kurt Russell going to die? Because they're, they're in, like, North Pole. And they just and blew up their... Um, yeah, the whole shelter is gone, so he's going to freeze to death. I see. Yeah, yeah I see they're, they're fucked. Yeah. I was looking at a list to give you some inspiration. Uh, one, Aliens? Alien? Tw- oh, that is a good one. Yeah, especially, like, the second one. But um, 28 Days Later is an amazing... That's really good. And one I wouldn't have thought of, Shaun of the Dead. That was funny. I like that one a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was great. I show that to people. Yeah. It's not a horror movie, per se, but I really do enjoy it. I like that and Hot Fuzz. I like Hot also Fuzz. not a horror movie. Yeah, not horror, <laughs> but Hot Fuzz it gets really fucked up in the end. It does. Where they're it's like bizarre. for the greater good that they've been like <laughs> killing uh, homeless people and nefarious children and just burying them in some catacomb underneath the city. Oh, then I'm Anyone thinking of the wrong way. movie. Oh no, you're not. It it just gets crazy at the end. Oh. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm it confused. seems normal until the end. Can we do an AMA question? Sure. Yeah. If you were in Hope's position and deciding on a college major now, what would you choose to make money, and what would you choose for fun, and or what you want to learn more about? She should choose for money, engineering, mm. since there are going to be a fuck ton of. I mean, she's female, so there's going to be a lot of incentives to try and get her into certain programs and get her into certain areas, and so that's just a given. Like, and if by she the way, the mind for and it, throughout her whole career, right? Like, she'll be 30 yeah. years old, and they'll be like, you know, there's hardly any female engineers here. We should promote them and give them shit for no fucking reason. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, so that would be a good one for money, and um, you learn a lot of valuable skills. For fun, I'd probably like history for fun. At least like for ten. me, that would be my fun one because I learning about history is really interesting, especially if you can take classes on like, oh, I like I took a class on Greek and Roman history, like very, very in depth. And it was fascinating. Like I never minded having to read for that class because it was almost like, oh, I wonder what fucking like Sophocles was up to then or like, oh, like look at this cool strategy the Romans used in war and they actually kept good records. So we know this, unlike the Dark Ages where – uh, they didn't keep as good a record, so we don't know exactly their battle strategy. And sometimes, like it was fascinating. So history. Did you learn about Caligula? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, did, we did. Did he actually like whore out the senators' wives to pay the the national debt down? Is it wasn't that a thing? I don't remember it being senators' wives. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe I, was I don't remember movie. a ton about Caligula, but I do remember that story being. Interesting. I, I honestly don't remember the ins and outs of it. It's good though. I'm trying to think for for money. See, I'm so concerned about like outsourcing and you know the shrinking world and the globalization. I'd send her to something having to do with medical, right? Physical therapy, speech therapy, doctor, physician's assistant is a really good one. Um, 
something in that world. Like you can be a physician's assistant with two years after college, and then you can earn like a like a doctor's practice would. You know, they they both open the same kind of business and do their thing as a family doctor. So that's for money. I think I'd send her somewhere in the medical world, dentist. For, I think. Go on. Oh, go ahead. I, I thought no, I no. forgot there was a fun one too. Yeah. Well, I was going to say for money, she'll always have steady work as a paramotor mechanic. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get her into the trades. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, for for fun, fun to me. I don't know because it's weird because I'm thinking like like what would be fun for me and what would be fun for her. I, maybe she likes travel. I don't know. Maybe theater. I, I, you know, it's it's it, it's this thing. It's like, what would you go to school for or? Because that makes it sound like, oh, we're going to get on a career path and it's going to end up here and then here lets you do this. But to me, it's like, eh, could we be a flight attendant for two years, like during school maybe, or like during the when we're off school or something and like get to travel for free? Flight attendant always struck me as a cool job that it seems like it's easier to get if you're a girl. Because I've never seen a straight flight attendant. My mom did that. And oh. uh, I guess it was the 80s. She was a flight attendant for a couple years and just kind of traveled the world like probably not like the world probably more like the u.s the airports area. of the globe if yes, she was... the airports of the globe ah from newark to lambert airport here in st louis all the way to atlanta like back and forth in the air it, exotic if, if hope wanted to straight up just enjoy herself and get like an mrs degree of some sort i think it'd be theater i think that's what she would like doing she's not going to find a lot of people who want to take her up on that mrs degree in theater well, that MRS degree doesn't really matter what you major in, I think, right? I was joking because they'd be gay in the theater department. Ah, yes, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, she'd need to cross-pollinate yeah. with that, uh, Yeah, for sure. She'd need to you know, go to a club with some engineers or you know, pre-law people. Maybe not pre-law. The more I talk to friends who have done pre-law and mm -hmm. whatnot, the more it's like a lot of them seem to regret it because apparently the market of people getting into law and attorneys is incredibly flooded. Like, there are more attorneys looking for work than there is work for attorneys to do, so they're having to work in practices that they didn't think they would have to. Um, that could all. be totally wrong, but that's what I've heard. I, I don't know many happy attorneys either. Like, the different kind... You could either be an attorney that, like, pours over contracts in detail. That job sucks. That's a depressing office tied to your desk bullshit job. You could be, like, uh, a tax attorney. That's a popular one. Oh my God! Everyone you're dealing with is like at the worst moment of their life. Um, I talked to an attorney who did real estate closings primarily, and that was kind of cool. It's almost like being the doctor that does baby deliveries. Like there's a lot of good days in that. People are happy, but um, he used to be a criminal attorney. He's like the problem with being a criminal attorney is you're dealing with criminals all the time, and you yeah. know, <laughs> in, in there you've got like again people who are trouble, people who lie to you, people who you know, maybe don't pay their bills. Um, you don't want to be a criminal attorney. You work with the worst people. There's all sorts of attorney jobs, and they're all shitty. It's not one I... Yeah, it, it seems so common that attorneys get their law degree and then practice for, like, 18 months and then are like, fuck this. I'm going to go be some kind of political correspondent or I'm going to be a writer or I'm going to go be some kind of... Uh, consultant somewhere legally or like it seems like so many attorneys as soon as they're uh able to practice they're like this sucks like th th i do i have no interest in being this guy because most people aren't like the overwhelming majority of attorneys are not trial attorneys most of them would not do that well standing up in front of a judge and like pleading their case because that's not what they're 
their day-to-day thing is. Most of them are just doing a bunch of meticulous paperwork and delegating research to paralegals all day. And it does not sound exciting. That is a great description of one of the attorney, really. You know attorneys in real life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, it's not surprising that you know what the real deal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> because, like, going into it, like, going into college, it was always, like, I, I always think of, like, being a doctor, like, going into the medical field, medical school. I thought of that as, like, the tippity-top. And then I thought of, like, uh, and then, then probably law school. Like, those people are going to be going somewhere. And then probably engineers. And then probably whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, it wasn't until a couple of years later that I realized, like, no, it's, like, medical and then engineers real close, depending on the kind of engineering. And then way down here in a distant third, if it even is still third, is being an attorney. Because they're going to come out of school with an overwhelming amount of debt and most likely hate their first job because they're going to be like, I just went to school for an extra three years, busted my fucking hump in a shit apartment, racking up debt. And now I'm not making anything defending this guy that clearly was selling crack cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's the story my father told me. I mean, in fast forward, I worked with computers. I loved it, loved it with all my core for like six, eight, ten years, something like that. And, and everyone in the family was like, you know, Woody's so great. He, he's good at his job and he loves his job. It's his passion. Everything is happy and joyous. And I was like, Dad, truth is, like, I don't, I don't love it like I once did. And he's like, oh, yeah, that take you eight years to figure out. You're in pretty good shape. If you were a lawyer, it'd take you eight weeks. And uh, you know, like that burned into my head. Like, oh, yeah, I did pretty well. Took me eight years before the walk from the car to the office was one I'd rather not take. That's not bad. Because in accounting, it really it was like four weeks. It wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Kyle, what would you have... Like, you did you always know that you weren't going to do college? Or was there kind of a time where you were like, okay, I am going to go to college and I'm going to do this. I'm going to study business administration or whatever like how deep did you get into that thought process at the time i don't know i've had a lot of thoughts but it always seemed like a business would be the way to go it always seemed like you, you could either like you could you could it seemed like you get on top one or two ways you could climb forever or you could kind of i don't know kind of wedge your way in the middle and start there. It. it just it yeah. seemed like you didn't have to start at base camp it's it seemed like the college was 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 starting all the way at base camp which is super safe and almost a guaranteed thing because you're getting used to not having oxygen and stuff, but it was just like I just want to start climbing. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I climb now? Like, like I, it'll be all right if I fall, right? I'm still young, and I, I kind of had that mindset. It was I wanted to own a business. I wanted to own something that made money. You um, told the story once of like a brother-in-law or something who went from like I'm gonna mess it up. Oh, Maybe you can fix yeah. it, but like lawn mowing to power washing to something else to a whole friend. What they do? Um, it's it, so it's my half sister's husband, so brother-in-law. Um, um, but but the, they got pregnant with twins when they were both like 19 years old or something like that, and neither one of them had any money or prospects or what whatever. So he just worked his ass off with whatever he could. It, he, he his father owned a granite company, but wasn't cutting him any slack at all. Like there was no money to be had. Uh, but he had a job there. He worked there during the day. But then he bought himself a pressure washer so he could pressure wash houses on the weekends. So he'd work 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. In the afternoons, he pressure washed houses. And then all weekend, he pressure washed houses until he had, like, enough money to, to do a little bit better. And then he had two pressure washers, and he got his, his you know, like, cousin to come help him and made more money. And I don't know. Now they, they're very wealthy. They're millionaires. Um, 
you know, they they started a chain of ch- of daycares, and for the first thing they did was buy a house to have their daycare in, and you know they bought another house. Now we own two houses, and you know, and then they own three, and then it was four, and then it was let's build a place, and and uh, so now I don't know how many kids that they like daycare on a daily basis, but it's it's dozens and dozens. It's it may they're maybe responsible for seventy five kids a day every single day, and each one of them is paying an absorbent amount. It's so absurd. I don't remember what the number was, but it was like you get like a hundred a head a day. Like that's outrageous. <laughs> like it was it was almost like that. It was absurd. Like each kid was like a hundred dollar bill running around, and and like to take care of each kid when you have that many. It was like ah well Judy looks after him and you know we we'll get him some juice every now and then and they do all right it was like this so low maintenance we dump so out about overhead. four dollars worth of goldfish in the middle of the floor just let them <laughs> have at it they have a blast you know <laughs> we upgrade we used to be middle of the floor now we put it in a feeding trough and all the little children come running over and <laughs> yeah. because those daycares never give you sufficient snacks or juice or anything like when I had to stay in like after school care as a kid which is basically a daycare that they did after school if like your parent couldn't get you it would be like all right, everybody gather around. We're going to go to the cafeteria, everybody in after-school care, and we're going to have a snack. And they'd give us, like, literally an Oreo on, like, a napkin. And then a Dixie cup full of, uh, from concentrate, orange juice. Which I, I say that because from concentrate, orange juice is, is shit. You need not from concentrate. Because <laughs> concentrated orange juice is just, it's concentrated down, and they re-add water to make it into a kind of orange juice. Not from concentrate means it's actually squeezed from oranges. Do they I think. do they build themselves right. as preschool or daycare? I don't remember. No, it I wasn't daycare. Oh. It wasn't preschool. You say yours wasn't, and theirs you're not sure. Hmm. Yeah, mine was not. I was like probably eleven at the time. It was just like they do it at our school. Like if you needed to stay late, they just let you stay till like five and they so take care of you. I look at some jobs, especially dealing with children, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be terrible at that. It's management, though. It's what you. It's just what you did with your man, your Minecraft server, right? Like every one of your customers virtually is a child, but it's not like you got to babysit them. Like you know, you got to. <sighs> they've got like two or three of these daycares now, or I'm I'm out of date. They had two or three 15 years ago. I don't talk to her, so they could have 10 of these things for now, or they could be bankrupt. Who knows? Uh, but I don't think that's the case. I'm sure they're doing fine. But uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, it's, it's management. Not... There's she's got people hired. There are people. What who they do should that. be. Uh, doing is you know you get that hundred dollars ahead for every kid and then you contact like the marketing department at fisher price or something and be like hey i've got a great focus group here you give me 12 15 grand you can send a representative here you know (laughs) 10 to 2 and then you can uh, display your toys and then we'll just set up a camera and see what which ones kids like which ones they don't and they would absolutely pay money i would find a good teacher pay her more than the other schools do so I don't fucking lose her and let that shit run itself. That, that's that's the what I would prefer to do with it. Um, I think this is daycare. I, I, what, the, the, what, oh, the way I always okay, thought of it not is teacher, like... But whatever. It, yeah, it's just like a fucking supervisor. You can have retarded kids do that job. Like I, I, I mean, you can anybody. But you just gotta look after. Then you them, gotta hire another one, and and there's gonna be times when they don't come to work. I, I swear, if I found a winner, I would just overpay her and let that deal with itself. You know, hopefully this thing is kicking off like you know forty grand a year in profit, and if you pay her three, four more than your com- competitors would. Great. Now it kicks off thirty-four grand a year and thirty-six grand a year in profit instead of forty. You're fine. Just 
Just pay your extra, and now you don't have to hire new people all the goddamn time. And... Hire yourself a Miss Sally, like on Oz. They, in Oz, they're always watching this like children's puppet mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. with this big-titted lady <laughs> yeah, named yeah. Miss Sally. And at first, I was like, yeah, she, I guess they're big. But like as the as it goes on, like her children's puppet show is clear that like they're working that angle. Like mm-hmm. like she's always got her boobs bouncing. The puppets are right beside them. Lots of cleavage. And then later on, that show gets canceled, and it becomes Mrs. Miss Sally's like exercise show. So she's in like bikinis, doing beach beach volleyball and stuff. Um, I I had to. I was like Miss Sally's tits. I was hoping there were nudes <laughs> of her on the internet. I couldn't find any. Um, yeah. I'm sure her name isn't actually Miss Sally. Well, that's all you had to search though, and you got plenty of pictures of her and her cleavage. Ah, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> that's funny. Man, yeah, running a daycare would suck, but it also, now that I'm thinking about it, no, it couldn't be that easy of money because kids are so unpredictable. Like, what would it be? Like, you paying for them, you're also taking on the liability of them causing some damage to your house, right? What if one of them just, like, shits, clogs up the toilet, doesn't tell anyone, and then suddenly there's, you know, 10 grand of water damage? That literally happened at my house when (laughs) I was, uh, I was probably 14, and my brother had a friend over. And he went into the bathroom. We were playing video games. Didn't think about him at all for like 90 minutes. And he came back out, sat down. No hullabaloo was made. This was a downstairs bathroom. My parents were upstairs doing their thing. Uh, it was down like a hallway. So you couldn't like hear that like telltale sign, that sound of like water running. You so see, you couldn't Shit. hear it until like my dad came down like an hour after that. And basically didn't find out until he was walking down part of the hallway, like five feet before you get to the entrance to the bathroom, and you heard like a just soaking wet carpet all the way down the hall, all the way in the bedroom that the bathroom was uh, uh, next to. There was like standing shit water in the bathroom. <laughs> it was to the, like it. I had to that night. My dad came down with such a bad mood. Understandably, I had to go into one of the bedrooms there and help him tear out the carpet in real time because he was like, we can't let this wick into the carpet and then get into all the drywall everywhere because if we don't get all this up, that's going to happen. So we had to tear all this carpet up in the middle of the night. And eventually they... uh, Oh, go ahead. How old were you? I was like 14, probably. The kid that did it was... I, I don't know how old he was, but the kid who did it didn't help just sat there and eventually his parents came and picked him up and his parents didn't offer to help pay for it or anything um, that I remember. Obviously they weren't, I wasn't uh, privy to the financial discussions at the time. They didn't call me in for that, but it was like 10, 15 grand worth of damage to replace all of this carpet. And you know, replacing carpet, like when you have to tear up that hallway, you don't just replace from that point in the hallway on, you have to put new carpet everywhere that that carpet attaches to. So it was a huge ordeal having to do that. And, uh, yeah, so I guess that would be a, a, a check in the con column for running a <laughs> you know what running a daycare to us. So I was a teenager. I don't know, call me sixteen or something. And my brother's girlfriend spent a lot of time at our house, and uh, she was grumpy. I had a real hard time getting along with her. But anyway, our sewage, like leading from the house to the city well 
or city septic or whatever got all clogged up. And I forget the symptom of how we discovered it, but like things weren't working right or, or whatever. So like a crew has to like come out and dig up the backyard and, and they don't know exactly where this problem is. So they're like digging it and there's this big like steep black steel pipe or something like that in the buried underground and they're like smashing it, cracking it. And um, eventually it turns out that my brother's girlfriend had been regularly flushing her like feminine feminine hygiene products in our toilet and so oh, like bitch. everybody knew like like i knew my brother knew my parents knew she knew everyone knew like our house got fucked up because she did something that even teenage boys know you're not supposed to do and uh but i think they just quietly sort of fixed it handled it and that was that because yeah, they got in there and there was a wad of tampons this fucking big yeah. jammed in the pipe that somebody had to like reach in and like clog back out of there they're like yeah it's that dirty whore over there <laughs> right look at this look at this you monster yeah it's like somebody flushed like a prom night baby and that was just <laughs> oh the remnants in, in the pipe <laughs> <laughs> just congealed <laughs> coppery nastiness <Ugh>. yeah <laughs> uh, what company has forever lost your business and why Oh, this I is a good go question. Back. I gotta think about go this. Dick Sporting Goods, why, Kyle? You, you had, what was I, that? I went, went there to spend like a lot of money one day. We needed lots of stuff. I, I didn't get the name. Of the company, Dick Sporting Goods. Which one? Dick okay. Sporting Goods. Right. I went there to spend a lot of money one day. I had a list of things that needed buying, and and it was like three grand worth of stuff. It was a bunch of stuff. I needed like lots of shit. Uh, among it was like an air hockey table and a ping pong table. There was lots of stuff. I was buying big things. And I couldn't find anybody to fucking help me. And I was just like, hey, I, I need some assistance. I want to buy that weight machine and I want to buy that bench press. And over in the other section, there's two or three table games that I'm going to be buying too. I was like, someone needs some help loading things. And so I'm trying to like let her know. I'm, I'm here to buy three or four grand worth of shit. It's real heavy. I'm going to need like two guys like I'm gonna need somebody, somebody with a scanner gun and a and a hand truck, and like nothing ever came of it. And I stood there for like what, like 25 minutes, and I I like had a bit of a meltdown. Said, <laughs> Describe the meltdown. I, I was like, this is absurd. She's like, well, they'll be here any minute, and I'm just like, where have they been? She said, they're in the back. I was like, I'm leaving. I was like, I'm here to buy. I was like, I was here to buy like this and this and this and this. I was like, I'm not buying any of it here. I'll never come here again. No, I was, and she's like, "Well, they'll be right out." I'm like, "But I, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> they can come out, but I'm not going to be here." That's what I, I'm saying. I think I even tweeted at Dick Sporting Goods, and I was like, "Fuck you! I'll never." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been back, but I did go somewhere else and bought all. I did buy all that shit. I had a bunch of stuff that it really upset me. I, I was like, "I'm here to do some business, and and I can't get them to do their end of it, which is pretty much just take my money and give me their things." I've got two. One, of course, is Dr. Mann, the dentist in, Ro in Cary, North Carolina, that uh, just ran too late. Ran Consistently ran late. I've I told the story before. I worked with him. I was like, hey, when are you guys on schedule? Schedule me for then. Oh, right after lunch. Got fired. Uh, I fired him. It's fucking run your shit better. Um, but the other one is Gunner Optics, the sunglasses. These fuckers hurt my feelings. Like, How'd they, what'd they do? So I, I was at a Call of Duty XP, and I was like a competitor at the the event, the first one. 
And at the time, one of the ways to qualify was to um, like do really well in these online events. They'd run them for like 24 hours, and someone got like the most kills in TDM or something. And then he reached out to me, Team Art, and another guy, maybe Fearcrads, but I'm not sure, and said, "Hey, let's be a team. We'll go together and we'll whatever." So I'm there, and I'm picking up like my competitor gear, which includes like a, a like shirt with my like a high performance fabric shirt that all the pro gamers wear and with my name on it and like some gunner optics and some other swag and like a bag and uh i'm standing in line and they help like it, the line is slow you know they're going through helping one guy and the next guy and the next guy it takes there's like 20 people in front of me and it takes everyone like two minutes you know so i'm just waiting and waiting and when they get to me they help the guy behind me and it's like the fuck and then they help the guy behind him and I, like then they held the guy and I, I tap 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 on the shoulder like hey it seems like you skipped me and they're like this line is just for competitors and i'm like i i, I am a, a, a competitor like check my name it's on the list and i get this like sure it is yeah right like i'm faking or something and it's like <laughs> you fucking ageist you know like, like you fucking <laughs> skipped over me because i'm like i don't know 38 at the time and uh you know they're just like not having it and uh i eventually like look at it like check my name it's on the thing and and then they they like begrudgingly there was no like oh i'm so sorry you know i i thought you were here with someone like like someone's dad like, i guess meet the minimum requirements yeah so give them this eight dollar <laughs> sunglasses that we paid two dollars for yeah th those guys are are just they like cum bucket scummy skeezy cocks they reluctantly <laughs> gave me my stuff and and they were just like total dicks about it so years yeah. later I was in an event with, um, I think either Envy or Optic was holding it. And they did like a, I don't know, Envy versus Optic, like at the Optic house or something like that. And they invited me along. Not because I'm a pro gamer, obviously, but because, you know, like, if you, at the time, if you put my name on a Call of Duty event, it would draw a few more eyeballs than maybe it would have otherwise. And, uh, and I go there and I play with the guys and it's all fun. But then the Gunner people asked me to sign a release. Right. And I, I, I didn't even know it was a gun or event or anything. And they're like, you know, Hey, can you sign this release so that, you know, we can use your likeness and all this shit, you know, in our promotional videos. And I was like, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you know, you, you have to, like, we've been filming you all day. Like, it's going to be really hard to like edit you out of like you. every yeah, scene all day long. Like, like these are wide shots of like eight guys. And yeah. he's one of them. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, you didn't seem to have a problem editing me out of the line earlier. Yeah, dude, exactly. You so like, and, I, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Well, let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, I was at a Call of Duty XP event and, and just like fucking laid it all out there like I just did. They skipped over me. Next guy, next guy, next guy. And I'm not quite over it. And they're like, oh, could you just sign? No. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I didn't sign. And they had to edit me out of all their shit. And it wasn't like they just blurred my face or anything. They just didn't use any scenes that I was in. And... Uh, and if uh, if I had an opportunity to do it again, I'd fuck them again. Cause fuck yeah. Gunner, they're pieces of shit. They treat me badly, and uh, fuck Gunner. Yeah, uh, they've treated other people that I like poorly. I, I don't like Gunner. They always kissed. See, this is something I really hate. It, 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 this goes back to why I don't like some other people that I, that I won't mention. I hate it when people treat my friends badly and are nice to me. 
and I see that disparity, and I know that there's no reason for it to exist other than the, their own greed and what they're trying to extract from me. It, it just shows they, 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 they just don't value this person over here at all. They just value what I can maybe do for them and whatever it may be. And I hate that so much. I immediately like hate you with a burning passion of hate, and like I want you to do poorly at all things, and like get in a car <laughs> accident and get injured bad. <laughs> I want you to not be able to get erections and your wife to leave you or something. Like I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I talk, it, it silenced you, but that was some good shit, Kyle. <laughs> Are gun optics still around? Vengeful. I uh. The one that I won't go to is Macaroni Grill, because I got hair in my food there, but um, it was it was two different kinds of hair <laughs> at the same time. Not like, oh, a, a clear pube and then a clear head hair. Like, no. It, there was a black hair. You might be like, oh, how do you know that wasn't your hair? Because my hair is dark brown. I know the difference between my hair held up, dark brown, and black hair. There was a black hair that was maybe a couple inches long, and then there was a longer a longer blonde hair. Oh. And so there was a blonde hair and a black hair in the same dish. Like, there's probably none of it in the actual food because it was just like a, a burger. This was so many years ago. Poured over my cottage pie. What the fuck was happening back there? <laughs> yeah, it was disgusting, but like nothing ever came of it really i just was like i ate part of the food and i was like yeah there's i found hair in my on my plate and they were like oh my god i'm sorry do you want me to bring you another one and i was like no no this is this is the last time i'll come here because one hair i could be like okay maybe there's just uh, uh, uh some mexican in the back didn't put their hair net on so there's a straight black hair there or something but no it was a blonde and a black hair so there was yeah. a lot of recklessness and like clearly someone not putting the food where it should be, because there shouldn't be two people with their heads directly over my plate at any time. Meanwhile, um, you missed the poor cook who, like, just didn't wear their hairnet that day, and they got, they got like, a blonde mohawk or something like that, and just that's all that happened. He's just got two-toned got two -toned hair. Yeah, I wouldn't I like either. A little smorgasbord of different kinds of hairs in my food. Like like I said, like, they shot an interracial porno over your over your, your, your salad or whatever it may be. <laughs> I don't want that food. A lot of people consider hair to be like a really disgusting thing to put in a it's food. It's a sign of the carelessness in general. See, it's not the yeah. hair itself. I'll, I'll pluck a hair off your head and lick it. I mean, what could be on there? How much of anything? You could, dip, you could dip a hair in an actual pile of shit. And how much actual shit would be on the hair? You could <laughs> lick that shit right off that hair. That's not enough shit to hurt you. Um, especially if it's your own shit. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's not the hair; it's that this food once in existed in a circumstance in which hairs could just fall right in. Because that means anything could fall right in. If if there's hairs falling off your head, then that means there's boogers falling in. There's little eye boogers, you know, those little like little things you wipe away in the morning and flick away into the just somewhere into your room. Those might be in your food. Maybe some earwax. God knows what could be in there. He yeah, doesn't have a hairnet on. He's not safeguarding your food. It's moving around. And there's two different kinds of hair. That means that two different dirty people handle your food outside the, the rare two-toned chef circumstance. But you're right. It's not necessarily the hair itself, but rather what the hair is indicative of. Of like, okay, does this mean that like my chicken patty or whatever fucking dish it is that this slid off the plate onto like the metal surface you're cooking on and got some hair but you just thought fuck it I put it back on the plate like I, I don't think anybody was standing over my plate like scratching feverishly on their hair it just shows like 
you know, if you were careful, th- this wouldn't have happened. Certainly not twice from two different people. So well, I had so that waitress that time who smelled like shit. Um, I didn't, uh, but that didn't really turn me against Ruby Tuesdays. I've been back to Ruby Tuesdays since. They've got a great garden bar, but she smelled like feces. Ugh. I like Ruby Tuesday. That's disappointing. It's like a less good TGI Friday. I don't I like Ruby Tuesdays. I find the most of their food to be like greasy based. You know, I find it all to be frozen dinners that they're heating up, just like most restaurants of that class. But they have a nice salad bar. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I put Ruby Tuesday like I don't know above fast food, but definitely below yeah. TGI Fridays, which I legitimately think TGI Fridays has some like some of their foods really good. Their burgers are really good. I've never really had their five guys. Like, look like, like if 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 I'm in that category that's above fast food but below like an Outback Steakhouse or a Red Lobster, then I'm gonna go to Five Guys because it's gonna be really good fast food. Because to me that that's that's better than like sit down at a restaurant and pretend like it's good food, but it's really microwave dinners like it's Applebee's or something. This the, you mentioning Red Lobster, another perfect example of a place I will no longer patronize. Because I've been, it was years ago the last time I went to Red Lobster, and their cheddar biscuits are fantastic. That's the redeeming quality there. They're good. You can buy the mix. I order, uh, yeah, we've had the mix before, and I've made it upstairs. But uh, (laughs) that's so funny. (laughs) We both have those. But um, yeah, that's redeemable. That's good. That's the whole reason to go there. Red Lobster, the last time I went, I I must have been still in high school. I ordered crab legs, snow crab legs, because that's what I order every time I go to a seafood place that has it, because it's my fucking favorite. And usually when you get a good snow crab, like, you know, about the size of the leg, when you break it, there's maybe a little space on either side where the meat is, and it doesn't quite fill it up all the way, that whole cavity, maybe. Most of it. Like, when you pull it out, it's, it's near the size of where you pulled it from. I swear to fucking God, there was a cheap chef in the back room at this Red Lobster taking a syringe, like, putting it into the crab and like pulling the meat out so we could like redistribute <laughs> it to other crabs to save money because I've never opened so many perfect like cracks, perfect clean cracks only to like look in both sides and be like, huh, well, I guess someone beat me to it. Jesus. Like, and then crack another one open. Fucking <laughs> nothing. Like the little poultry dry scraps. Like you need your crab to be moist, not dry. It was the saddest crab I've ever eaten. So, I'm glad you mentioned that. So Red Robin, or not Red Robin, Red Lobster. Robin's great. Red Lobster would take my top spot of a restaurant I will no longer go to because their crab Red is Lobster. pathetic. Uh, Red Lobster has booze, which is nice sometimes. Um, they have those biscuits, which are really good. And they have the Admiral's Feast. Now, you order the Admiral's Feast when you just don't give a fuck anymore, okay? <laughs> you want a lot of fried food. As a matter of fact, you want all the fried food that Red Lobster has. Uh, they want you want them to bring it to bear immediately. It's it comes in a platter. This pl- this plate is this fucking big. It's twice as big as my head. All right, <laughs> it's huge, and it's oval, and it's hot, and it's full of every sort of sh- uh, like sea creature that the. The the captain who's running this red lobster can can lay his hands on. There's there's shrimp and little uh, clams and oysters and all kinds of fried stuff in there. Uh, that, that's what I get. It's an enormous amount of food. There's like four different kinds of fish and shrimp and yeah, it's, it's all good stuff. fried though. So yeah. like there's, there's like a loaf of bread worth of carbs on that seafood platter because it's just covered and fried and and then I eat the bread. And then you eat and then you have the bread. The uh, the crab at Joe's Crab Shack is definitely an, an echelon above yeah. Red Lobster, but like an echelon below like a real like, you know, Tony's Seafood place or something like that. But I, I have serious reservations about going to Joe's Crab Shack because 
you never know when they're going to start singing. You you never know. They can uh. start singing at any time, and that makes me profoundly, I can't even articulate it, the extent to which like my stomach hurts and my chest gets tight. Anytime at a restaurant, people start to break into song, because I know, I look at happy, their face and I birthday, know, happy, happy birthday, happy, happy day. What, they, really? I look at their face and like they don't want to be singing this. I don't. They're looking at me saying this guy doesn't want me singing at him as he's trying to eat. I hate it. And they have to sing about how happy they fucking are to be at Joe's when really it's like you see my drinks empty. Can you fucking fill it up in the chorus? Maybe, maybe when they that guy in the back takes a break from beating those drums, like those uh those bell drums from Jamaica or whatever the hell those are, those metal ones. Like, wow. oh oh man, I hate when people sing. And this at makes your stomach tighten up in your chest it just it, I, it makes me so uncomfortable to see large groups of people forced into a singing basically competition to to so the manager can be like all right so if mr corporate walks in right now he'll see it's 337 and we're in the middle of song like everything's hunky-dory I hate that. Nothing makes this is, me this that This made me hungry. I'm going to eat somewhere really nice this week now. I, I, I think I need to go back to Morton's or something. I'm so hungry for something good now. I'd be annoyed. I, uh, I told my friend, or I told the mariachi band at Casa Bonita. It's a real restaurant in I know. Uh, Colorado. I went to cliff it. Cliff divers. The cliff divers. Very underwhelming cliff. So <laughs> I told one of my friends who gets even more humiliated by that stuff than I do. Uh, he had got up to go to the bathroom, and I went and talked to the mariachi band and was like, hey, it's this guy's birthday. Do you guys do any kind of thing? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we come over there, and then we're, we're going to sing to him. And we put this big sombrero on his head so that everybody knows that you're singing at that guy. And I swear to God, my buddy Tim, he, <laughs> when he got back, he, like it was almost like, like the slow motion before uh, an action scene in a movie where he could see like the, the doves are flying, the doves, like like Michael Bay doves are like flying slowly. There's lens flare and you could see the mariachi band slowly walking, getting louder and louder as they approached. And he knew, because I must've given it away that they were walking over with their big sombrero to put it on his head and then just be like, no, 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 everybody look at this kid. And he got up and just ran, just kind of got up and he jogged away and he would not come back and sit down at this restaurant keep in mind we were on a, a church bus trip so it wasn't like we had fucking forever to eat but he did not he would not come back and sit down until he saw the mariachi band venture away to some poor unsuspecting victim on the other side of the restaurant disperse yeah <laughs> pretty good uh, I, I, I like doing that to people telling them it's their birthday but honestly i like it when people t- do it to me because you get a free piece of cake usually or some free ice cream or something. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll suffer this minor humiliation if I get a free piece of cake. Like, I don't like it, to, so it doesn't work for me, really. Yeah, I'll absolutely do that. Did you watch the new episode of South Park? The 20th season debuted last night. I ha- I've, I've read about what's in it. I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I'll end up watching it right after yeah. this, but you could spoil it. You know, they, 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 I won't spoil anything, but, but you know, they, they parody everything that's, that's recent with us from Black Lives Matter to, um, you know, social justice warriors, again, of course, and, and political correctness, um, uh, and lots of new things. Of course, the old uh, turd sandwich versus giant douche argument has come back up again, and they're pointing that out uh, again. Um, very good. And, and it's really cool that they, they – so, so the 20th season – there's been a lot of build-up to this, a lot of lead-up. I knew it was coming for months and months. Everyone has, of course. 
you know, we can we can we we know math. We know how numbers work. We know it's the twentieth season, and of course, they've been making this thing forever. So this episode has been ready for quite a while, you would imagine. But they're still hitting on things that are extremely topical, like the you know the athletes not uh, sitting yeah, for the happened. national anthem. That's a main component of the twentieth episode is the whole thing with athletes not standing for the national anthem, and that's super relevant. That that just has happened. Did the entire it's, Seahawks team? Not sit. I know. They, they, I heard they planned to. I don't know if it happened. No, it's it so, was. I, I don't split. know. But that. But w- the question you just asked is the sort of thing that discussion that's happening at the beginning of the episode. But it's mm-hmm. girl. It's that the girls' soccer game. They're like, oh, are they gonna sit? Are they gonna stand? Like, what's gonna happen? You know. Ever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I. Uh, there was. It was trending on Twitter when it came out, and like they, the one clip that I kept seeing that people were tweeting was of the actual. Um, uh, please stand now for our national anthem. And uh, it was so fucking funny. Like, it's so obvious as, as a joke, but when uh, the announcer's like, now please sit or in solidarity for the United States in pride in our country, will everyone please stand, kneel, or sit for the national anthem? And it shows, like, Colin Kaepernick, like, frantically, like, kneeling and then, like, standing up and then sitting, like, and, and, and being like, brilliant what J.J. Abrams has done, uniting everyone. <laughs> yeah, they have J.J. O. Abrams reboot the national anthem. They're like, we, we want you to reboot this thing. You did such a good did, did job with Star Wars. And, of course, he reboots it. Same thing again. It's just a repeat of the old one. You know, it's it's just the same <laughs> national. So yeah, South Park's still good. Uh, looking forward to this season. Uh, you know, Cartman is evil again and scary and de- just deplorable. Um, he's wearing a shirt that say that says "Tokens Life Matters." You know, because Token <laughs> is the black kid on the show. Um, it's good stuff. He, he, they take a lot of shots at Amy Schumer. He's like, "Come on, you can be funny. You're a girl, right?" Just say my vagina a lot and and talk about having sex. Yeah. No, no, no. Now say my vagina. Yeah, it'll be funny. <laughs> like like that bit, you would think that, all right, well that's it. Let's move on. We've made fun of Sarah so, uh, of Amy Schumer. No, they keep going with that for like like 2 minutes like like now say my vagina. Like it's 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 good. I like that they make fun of the people that I don't like and I like that they sort of lampoon the the silly things about our culture that are yeah, who's the funniest female? Uh, oh, did you have one in mind? I I've got three. Uh, one is Tina Fey, the other's Amy Poehler, and the other's Audrey Plaza. I think. Audrey Plaza. I hot. don't think. She I think is. Amy Poehler. Obviously. The video of her masturbating that came out with all the other leaked uh, celebrity uh, videos. You, that wasn't I'll from see. a movie. Oh no, that's that's her masturbating. Oh no, th- so that's that's you know the, the scene clip I'm talking, you're talking about. about is different. Uh, I'm talking about a different clip where she's standing in front of a mirror in the whole like celebrity leaked fit of uh, the picture thing. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's Aubrey a, Plaza. You mean Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I like her, yeah. but um, um, I definitely like her more now. But <laughs> Amy, I don't think Tina Fey is nearly as funny as Amy Poehler. I think of those three, Amy Poehler wins by ten miles. Um, I like I Tina Fey a lot. She's really she's brilliant. And yeah, the, uh, in Thirty, 30 Rock. Rock, yeah, she did. Really I don't watch that show, so good. I'm probably biased. Oh, you, you might change your mind if you saw her in yeah. Thirty Rock. She might win I've you over. I've tried to watch a few episodes. I don't care for it. Uh, I don't like that big-headed idiot. Whatever his Alec name is, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Is it his political beliefs or the show? I don't know anything about that guy's political beliefs. <laughs> I just know that you I, wouldn't like I him. Don't. I've never thought he was very funny. Hmm. Well. 
Um, it, 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 it's, it, it's pretty good, though. I, I, I don't know. I don't think either one of them are like hysterically funny, though, when I think about them. I think that both of them have been good in their comedy roles throughout their, yeah. their, their careers. I, neither one of them, I'm like, oh, yeah, remember that time when Chris Far- Farley is fucking jerking his pants up and talking about living in a van down by the river? And David Spade is trying to keep a straight face, but he's <laughs> crying. It's so goddamn funny. I'm trying to think of the woman who makes me laugh like that. Well, they um, don't. That's just like so. It's just the same thing as like when you make a list of the best athletes, you don't make a co-ed list because <laughs> it's just a list of men. The same way, if you're making a list of the funniest people who have ever lived, like if you're like top 100 funniest people, like if they actually made a list of that and were intellectually honest, like it would all be men. They're they're a hundred like, though. It wouldn't absolutely a hundred. I was being conservative there. Like it wouldn't be close. Like I, if I had to pick one, um, the funniest stand-up comedian female I've ever seen, who is on par with a lot of men, still not up there with like the best of the best, like Bill Burr, um, uh, Doug Stanhope, those kind of guys, was uh, Joan Rivers. I've said it yeah. before. She I was, was fucking yeah. hysterical. What an incredibly good stand-up. If you haven't, don't like, don't think I'm being sarcastic or shitty. If you are listening to this and you haven't listened to Joan Rivers stand-up, just YouTube Joan Rivers stand-up. She's that old, that lady that I always just assumed was like the plastic uh, uh, surgery yeah. woman that was always like, oh my goodness, we're here on the red carpet and it looks like Suzanne Summers is coming down in a wonderful red dress and like would talk like that. But no, her stand-up is hilarious. She has just like these note cards with these one-liners on them, and she had tens of thousands of them. Uh, Stern spoke at her funeral, and that, that that was one of the things that that was given to him by I think Melissa, where, where he gave she gave him one of the cards that that from well, it was like from like the Johnny uh, Carson days uh, hmm. of her writing stuff. Johnny Carson banned her from the show, um, so that that was one of the reasons that like. Uh, Stern has this hate for both Jay Leno and Johnny Carson and the whole Tonight Show and this whole thing. It's it's interesting if you watch a lot of the Stern show when you see his real feelings start bleed through, start to bleed through the stuff he actually hates and the people he doesn't like. I wish I remembered um, who he was talking to, but Stan, like, oh, oh, it might have been Conan. Who did um, Jay Leno like take the show from? Was it Conan? Well, first he did it to Letterman way back in the day, way back in the day, thirty years ago or whatever. But then Conan more recently. I forget which one of them he was working with, but like. He was hating on Jay Leno. He was like warring against Jay Leno. And it was like him and Conan or him and and, uh, Letterman were like both anti-Jay Leno. And then his partner, whichever one of them it was, really kind of buried the hatchet and forgave Jay Leno. And, And Stern's like, damn it! I'm still out here fighting on your behalf, and you're not even mad anymore. Like you really yeah. let me down. Yeah, he still hates him, but he still can't. <laughs> like he he, 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 I heard him saying it the other day. He's like, yeah, I had a conversation with Jay, and he said, yeah, but we're still friends, though, right? And I was like, no, no, we're not friends, Jay, because I don't like the way you conduct yourself. We are not friends. And he's like, hey, and talk to me since. <laughs> that was it. I don't see. <laughs> Jay Leno seems like a nice enough guy, I guess. Yeah, you know, still, still a few people's jobs, you know, whatever. Just take their job. Yeah. Did he? It like, does seem like a good enough guy, but I never actually watched his show, and I don't know anything about him. I, I just kind of like, give him the benefit of the doubt because he's I, really famous and looks kind of like fat and lovable, I guess. I prefer Leno's show over Letterman's show, but I prefer um, how Letterman kind of conducted himself over the years over Leno. I, it seemed like Leno was kind of a shit heel, and that's probably because I'm a Stern fan, and I, and I get to I feed into that, and I hear Stern always talking about how deplorable he is and what a terrible guy he is, and all and all this stuff. And 
But 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 yeah, that that whole thing with him, you know, he because t- he took it from Letterman way back in the day. There was that thing, but then with the whole thing with Conan, um, that definitely brought it up again. Because I know that Stern's really close with Conan. Conan's been on the show a bunch of times. I like Conan the most of all those late night guys. I think he's the funniest. I like uh, well these days. It's definitely Jimmy Fallon. I think he's very good. And Jimmy Kimmel's really good too. I don't even yeah, watch like- these shows, but based on their YouTube presence, I like. Um... James Cardon? What's his name? I don't know. Oh, he does this, like, carpool karaoke and a few other things. And he'll just do, like, parts of his show intentionally making them very YouTube-friendly. And he's just talented and funny. Like, I saw him, uh... Where's he at a show at? It's one of the late-night shows. Like, it's a cable... Or, um, network TV. It's, like, the Late Late Show or something. I could look it up. Um, Okay. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh, maybe he's... Is he the one who's got the, the, the who's after Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, he could be. He's on late night television on CBS, the Late Late Show. So I don't know who's before him, but I think uh, CBS is. He can sing like he's actually good, and uh, and then so that's like one of the skill sets he brings to this thing. I saw a thing with Anna Kendrick coming on, and uh, she comes on like like he's doing the show. And she, like, comes from side stage. It's all planned, of course, but it's like it's not. And she's like, what the? I hear you've been saying that you're the best, like, karaoke singer in L.A. And he's, like, with a guess, he's like, yeah, because I am. And they throw down and do, like, um, what's the movie Anna Kendrick is in where they sing? Pitch Perfect. They do, like, a Pitch Perfect style competition going back and forth. As It, it was pretty – he does – He's I, he's my favorite right now. I've never I can't think of a single time that anyone on any station or any movie has broken into song that I haven't immediately turned it off or changed it. Oh, you didn't like the Buffy the Vampire uh, musical episode? Oh, that was no, fun. The only one that I like um, is if it's like really funny. Like so, when South Park has a song in their show, it's like all right, this is going to be good because it's going to be clever and, and the characters' voices are funny and the the beat isn't some like serious like we're doing music. It's like and despite some... the fact that these guys make like <laughs> like it's just them with a mic just making silly noises before they do the actual uh, song. Like that, that's what I like about South Park. But any any other, I, I can't watch musicals really. They really just kind of stress me out. Watching like people dance around and sing, I don't care for it. I like show tunes, all his dance numbers and stuff. I really liked uh, Mary Poppins, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get with it. I, I like musicals. I, I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. I think, um, yeah, musicals can be good. Like in my heart, I think, oh, I hate musicals. They're all so stupid, etc. But a well done musical is fun. I enjoy you it. You see that? What's the one with uh, the demon barber of Fleet Street? Uh, what's it's the Johnny Depp movie where he's cutting everybody's Sweeney throat? Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Huh. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that you, it makes sense but that they'd be good. I just don't like it. Are you guys familiar with Hamilton, the the Broadway show? No. No. Okay, so you're like me. You pay no attention to Broadway in general. And I, and I know that because Hamilton is like the biggest thing that's happened in 20 years, and you haven't heard of it. It's bigger than Cats was. It's bigger than, like, The Lion King The was. Book of Mormon. Well, I don't know much about Ooh, that. May but, not be as big as The Book of Mormon. I, I, that's one I would see. So, I wanted to see it. The tickets were so expensive. Dude, this thing like won more Tonys than anything else ever has. And uh, the people, uh, Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton or Hamilton, one of those two. Ah, okay. And uh, um, the guy like 
mega millionaire off of it, huge thing. And um, my daughter got into it, which is why I know about it. And I'm like, dude, like, there's no way I'm going to have any. She made me like promise to listen to her like as a payback for something she did for me. So on one of our drives home from paramotor school, I listened to Hamilton. It was really good. It was really, really good. The whole thing is song. Every single line in the play, I guess it's called, it, it was musical. And they sang it and they told the story of Alexander Hamilton. And I was so, like, in-depth compelled. I, 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 even though I'm driving, like, I'm hanging on every word in it. It, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. I'd love to see it. Um, I, I was angry that they're not, like, recording it. They're making people go and pay extravagant ticket prices to see it and it's otherwise just kept a secret at this point i like that that's how it should be that's theater i hear you but like it's so big and so good and so huge um they travel like, right i don't think so i think you have to go to new york and oh. uh like in my mind it's it's almost like a public resource that they should make a movie out of so everyone can benefit from this thing that's anti-capitalist of me, I know. But I, maybe I just really want to see it and don't have another way, and I'm thinking selfishly. But it, H Hamilton, for a guy who's just totally not into the musical scene, it, it, you might like it too. It was really impressive. So, hmm. yeah. Um, maybe I'll look into that. <laughs> well, taking that is a not Probably looking into not. it. <laughs> well, if you really want to see it, it'll, be, it'll begin touring in Atlanta next year. Mm. Um, I'm sure it'll be at the Fox Theater, which is a very low. Yeah, it is. Here it is. Big splash on the Fox Theater stage. Very nice theater here in Atlanta. But will it be as good? I wonder. Of like, course, it's the same people. They're just coming to Atlanta. That's what I wonder. Like, like I, I think it's already not the same people. I think they like the first cast that won all the Tonys and stuff. I think a lot of them are moving on to their next show. Surely not. They get so much money for performing. Like they're getting paid every night. Like, 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 like. Do they actually make a ton of money? Like, how much yes. do those stage actors make? I have no idea. I've heard, um, what's his name? That Doogie Howser guy, not Doogie Howser, um, the one who, uh, he's got three names. He's gay. Oh, he's Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. So he does a lot of this stuff, and he's always up for a Tony or something like that. Apparently, they do very well. Like, like they're going out, like, every week. You know, they doing, they're doing multiple shows a week or something like that, or one show a week, I guess, maybe. But, but every, every weekend, they're making a ton of money. He can't possibly need that much money rolling around in bed with his boyfriend on top of all that How I Met Your Mother cash. I bet that paid out huge, that show. I think they're married now. I know they got a kid or two. Yes, they are married. You're right. Yeah, I've heard him talk in depth about that. Like, he hangs out with Elton John and Elton John's husband, and he's been on the... I, I love those Stern interviews. You, you find out so much, like, in-depth stuff about celebrities. He's probably the best interviewer alive right now. really like it. I really love those. I'm trying to think of some of the good ones that he's had, but he'll 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 open those people up and have them talking about some outrageous shit. That's yeah. That PKA does that sometimes too. We'll get a person whose you know whole online persona is based around video games or something, and then we'll find out if they use sex toys or not. Like I feel yeah. like what we Optic do Hitch though really came unglued last week. I couldn't believe he was just. So much filth was flowing out of his mouth, but the, the all the all the <laughs> sex and drugs and stuff that go down at the optic house, and he was just opening up about it, telling us how it went down. Who knew they were all feel, gay? Just kidding. I feel like the way Stern <laughs> probably it does just it, and, stuff. and you're more of like a Stern guy, Kyle, than me, obviously. But I feel like the way he must do it is almost like like you're picking a lock, where you're like, oh, I, 
Okay, I'll ask this question. We'll see where that... Oh, no, let's ask this. All right, another step forward. Let's see that. I feel like what we do is we're just an ocean of shit that <laughs> erodes away at them until eventually, you know, they get hit with like, oh my god, they're talking about like dildo preferences and, and fucking um, and clowns fucking kids or something horrible. Like, shh. And then before long, they're like, well, I can start dishing my stuff. This is like, you know... Not nothing compared yeah, to what I'll these talk, guys have been a saying. Pimple pop and talk here. Why not? Sure. Yeah, just just different approaches. One, ours might be ham-handed, mayhaps, absolutely. But I I, I don't know. But there's nothing That's worse than when he's interviewing someone I just don't care about. If he's if he's interviewing somebody from like Hall and Oates or something, like Oates is on. It's like. Well, tell us how you wrote the songs. All right, ten minutes later. All right, that, that's about it. Like, like it, no more hall. No. And notes, then they kick like, him off. But but sometimes like um, they it was crisscross. You guys probably don't know him. He sang that song "Sailing, Sailing Away." Um, anyway, that guy turned out to be an amazing guest. You know, like like he just he just pried it out of him, and he had all these stories and all these thoughts, and he was interesting and he was opinionated. It's a long time ago, and uh, it was just like, huh, you know, sometimes they shock you. I like when the people are are try like like they're they're trying to low key be like, stop blowing my spot right here. Stop telling everybody what you're telling people right now. Stop it. <laughs> like that uh, Nick Cannon. Uh, is like was like the host of a, of America's Got Talent. He's a very good looking black guy, actor, musician, and all that shit. But he got a bunch of companies like, um, and, and so and Stern's like, when this guy got finally became single, his dressing room was just full of pussy. <laughs> and Nick's on the show, and he's like, you know, I had a few friends back there, and he's like, no. I'm talking models. Like he'd have like five different models a day. So much pussy. And Nick's like, yeah, you just kind of, kind of stop talking about that now. All right, you know, because well, we have radio and, and they some people listening. And he's like, and Stern's always got like information that like his researchers have gotten from. I see now you're dating this girl named Coco. He's like, oh no, no, uh, Coco's a friend, and he's just like really blowing his whole spot. And he's and these people are always just like, yeah, just let it go, man. And sometimes he'll start start talking about how much money they're worth. He'd be like, I read that your deal was in excess of eighty million dollars for that movie. Now that's a nice payday, huh? And they'll be like, well, that's nothing compared from what you to, to what you got from Sirius last year. You're the one who vacations here, here, and here. Don't you own a six million dollar painting? And be like, well, 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 we're not <laughs> talking about me and my art collection. We're talking about you, Steely Dan, or whoever the fuck he's trying to embarrass with their money. My daughter got back. <laughs> he knows Hamilton. About it. So huh? I said. Have the actors from Hamilton already moved on? If so, which one? And she said, most have. Pretty much every single one, but one I can't remember and wasn't a lead. Being in the show this musically and physically strenuous for longer than they did is rare. So the Hamilton that won all the Tonys and awards is gone. Well, the show is what wins, right? Not necessarily performers. I guess you want both. Yeah, that makes yeah, you sense. Want the good like The Godfather 2 Part B, like performed by like some, you know... Rob Schneider, Ocean City Davis High Sp School. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Sch Rob Schneider's playing the main lead. <laughs> this summer, oh. Rob Schneider is a mobster. <laughs> yeah, I was I was, I was kind of like <laughs> Rob Schneider is Marlon Brando. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, <No>. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Stop. Never, um, side against, never side against the family, Fredo. Yeah. 
he would be horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, we, we, he's not yeah. a very good actor. Ah, he, he tries his best. He was in Demolition Man, if you go back and watch. Let's see. It's time to slip in this third Dollar Shave Club ad. So, guys, Dollar Shave Club just keeps getting better. Four years ago, they started delivering their amazing affordable razors. Now they have over three million members who no longer overpay for a quality morning shave. I'll never use anything else again, and now new members can get their first month for free. Now, uh, But Dollar Shave Club is about so much more than just razors. Dollar Shave Club has a mission. They want you to look, smell, and feel your best. They've been uh, investing millions in research and development, developing their own original grooming formulas for your face, hair, and body. The stuff is amazing. Pre- and post-shave formulas, skin protection formulas, killer hair styling products, and literally the most amazing soap and body wash I've ever used. The store experience is awful. All these stuff looks looks the same. There's too many options, and no one's there to help you find the products that, that are right for you. I mean, seriously, do you have do you have any idea why you pick the bottle of shampoo you do or the uh, the body wash you do? I just get all the grooming stuff shipped from Dollar Shave Club. Give it a try. Once you get in there, you'll see. The products work amazingly. The service is world-class, and there's no commitment. No hidden fees. You cancel whenever you want. Get your first month free at dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Just pay shipping. Uh, after that, it's only a few dollars. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. For the whole news line of uh, products it seems i was just gonna say they're really expanding their product line to like the entire like men's side of the bathroom yeah yeah i think they did some restructuring not so long ago so that's that's probably a product of that yeah, yeah that could be I, I, I to me when he was a guest on the show he had his sights on it anyway so it might have just been a product of time you know they were talking well, about he got bought out he, he kept a uh, percentage i think but he got a large payday um i, I, I think know. he's still there yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it might have happened, bought out or not, because, yeah. you know, okay. they were, we talked about hair gel and stuff like that. Yeah, so, But, yeah, they got a pretty neat thing going on there. My wife, uh, they stopped sending us free stuff, and my wife went to the store and bought it, and she's really not happy. Like, genu- she's like, you, she just wants to sign up for Dollar Shave Club and become paying customers. Yeah, I actually am both, um, I, I'm both a paying customer, and I... Now that you mentioned it, it's been a little while since I got my little free cardboard box of razors, but mm-hmm. I shave so infrequently that I've got them like stockpiled like that deep. Um, <laughs> but I'm also like a member like like as well. So there there's a drawer full of those little boxes, and they're not all full, but there's two or three razors in every one. Yeah, it's a great service. I use it every day. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to figure that out. <laughs> So oh, any more good? Oh, go ahead. I'm thinking if if you could be a YouTube star, what would you want your channel to be about? Oh, we, oh, that's an easy one. Um, really? Let me answer this. He's so goddamn bad. I would want to be a makeup girl. It's it's perfect if you're a makeup girl because here's the thing: when you start aging, now you're giving makeup tips for aging girls. Like like like, like it's you're, you're always going to be good. Your your face is your palette for your for for for, for your, the items you're selling. And it's double it's doubly effective to be pushing cosmetics because if you're epic mealtime and you're pushing bacon in the background, a lot of your fan base is coming there just to see Harley, just to see epic meals, just to see muscles glasses, just to see a bunch of stuff. Maybe they like the music or the raps. They're not all there to find the best kind of bacon. So it's kind of a, a weird thing to weird way to market uh, bacon toward that audience. You're not getting a hundred percent. But with makeup. If you're coming to Michelle Pham, I don't know if she still is big, but she was uh, last time I looked. If, you look, if you're coming to her video to see how to apply eyeliner, 
it's not because you have some weird obsession with eyeliner suddenly, uh, or or maybe or You're I doubt shopping. anybody's even coming because they think Michelle Pham's attractive. They're not like, yeah, I want to watch this pretty girl put on makeup. They're coming because they're shopping. They're in the market for some eyeliner, and that or they're in the liner for a new eyeliner, which is even better. So the eyeliner company is paying Michelle, hey, use our product. The people buying ads, the you know the pre rolls, post rolls, mid rolls, all that shit. They're, that's that's Revlon, L'Oreal, Clairol, all those companies too. They're like, put our stuff there too. We want our stuff in there. And the fan who's watching it, who's getting advertised to left, right, and center, whether it's the the pre-roll, the mid-roll, Michelle is on there going, um, you know, L'Oreal, Clairol, whatever. She's it's just product, 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 sell, 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 buy, and nobody's upset. They want more. They're like, tell us about new brands. Tell us about lipstick next week. Tell us about this new thing we've heard of. They want to. They want her to sell them things because yeah. it's what they're in the market for. It's and perfect. People are willing to pay. Those companies are paying huge amounts because, like, for Harley being sponsored by whatever, like Black Label Bacon or whatever what it, is. it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. So when you see when he does a video and he has a bunch of bacon in there. He's not selling black label bacon. He's just selling bacon. Most people, when they go to the store, they're not going to seek out black label brand bacon when they see that. Maybe they will. Most, A lot of them won't because bacon is bacon is bacon in a lot of people's minds. With makeup, and they say, hey, you want this MAC number 36 peach beach mascara, they're going to go exactly that, and they'll buy it. So they're getting marketed exactly to those products that they want because they're not saying like oh get this or something similar they're saying no get this this yeah, there's one. millions of dollars and to be made in tons the pushing of, girls, of cosmetics like, on the internet, internet melissa loves makeup videos she watches so many makeup videos to the point that like she'll get home from work and i'll be home or i'll at night when we're sitting down fucking around on our computer like she'll just be like i'm gonna watch my videos and just put her headphones on, and it's just like like uh, someone saying, I'm going to watch my stories, you know? And she just watches the same couple women because they put out videos every day talking about makeup and nails and, and all that shit. And so for – it's not just shopping around. It's like tons of girls treat makeup as a hobby, which is something that a lot of also, guys don't know. It doesn't seem like they're high-effort videos, and I don't mean that as a dig. It sounds like it. But, like, okay, even my videos, right? I'll go to the shop and like sweat in the stable for five hours to get eight minutes worth of footage, right? And you know, to take a, an FPS Russia video, right? Days in advance, he's like buying supplies. Sometimes he's constructing fences or targets or whatever. He brings in a film crew to make sure he gets like proper slow mo and lighting or whatever's involved. Um, you know, a demo ranch or something. At the very least, he has to go out there and film it and whatever. These girls are just, like, in a room. In their bathroom. Yeah, in their bathroom or in maybe a room they have dedicated with, like, a backdrop and lighting or something. But they don't go anywhere. It doesn't take, like, a ton of forethought. It, it, it's They're not paying for the products. They're not paying for mm-hmm. It's on the level of, like, a video card review in terms of, like, how hard it is. Maybe easier because it's not, like, a ton I of... think the talent... There's, there's a lot of talent there that, that, that you, it's easy to look over, though. Like... Their video making skills aside, they have to be kind of a makeup artist to begin with because yeah. I'm not going to watch and and they got to be pretty or or they got to be ugly and and good at making themselves look pretty. I'm That's not saying better, they're not talented. They're definitely talented, right? Like so, Jenna Marbles is a pretty neat example, right? Her videos. She does something that probably no one else on earth can do, right? You know, she talks about whatever gender issue or something like that. And uh, and she's entertaining and it's great. But a lot of them are just her sitting on her bed. 
And uh, it's like in comparison to what like a Casey Neistat has to do, right? He's like, I just watched a Casey video. He was flying to United Arab Emirates on some crazy plane. Every day, this guy's like flying somewhere. I saw him try to wakeboard in Alaska between glaciers getting towed by a helicopter. Like, do you know what that takes to set up? Like that yeah. shit was. While, you gotta have a helicopter guy. Yeah. While he's doing something else every day, he's setting that thing up for an upcoming thing. Like he's just planning shit and making his schedule happen at a level that, like, say, a makeup girl would barely contend with. So it's not that their videos have no talent. I mean, it's a certain talent. To, like you said, there's the artistry of it, and then just being able to speak clearly is a rare talent. It's much more difficult to apply makeup that I think men know because I've seen just in my periphery hundreds of hours of makeup videos and makeup tutorials and I'll say that some of them uh, they do like latex stuff and they'll put like like you can google it like they're like professional level makeup artists where they're not like I'm going to make myself look sexy it's like I'm going to spend like by the end of this video I'm going to look like the alien or I'm going to look like predator Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to look like an alien. I'm going to look like an orc or a goblin or whatever. And it actually looks like legit, real, incredible, like what you'd see in a movie. That's I like when they look like Archer animation. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah, that's neat. But yeah, Makeup Girl is the right answer. Um, if, as a guy, it would be difficult to have a Makeup Girl channel unless you had like a dummy to put it on or something. But being a gay guy while doing it, I think a lot of women would be interested in that. Surprised that hasn't cropped up yet. I, I want to say, I think there are popular. Is it crossdresser, transsexual? I don't really know my terms, so forgive me. But it's crossdresser. Okay, I, I think there's some popular like guy makeup people that do that. I, I, yeah, I, there, I, I there might be. Name I, them, I might but be I thought Maybe I they're it. so good, I don't notice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the right answer. Makeup girl. I agree with you. As a dude, what would you do? As a dude. Oh man. It Welcome might... to Hydraulic Press Channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that would be good? Is he yeah. still getting views? I wonder. Like I, I don't know. Uh, not from me. <laughs> yeah, Reddit <laughs> seems to have fallen out of love with him. Uh, but even if he's making like a hundred thousand views a video, that's that's just super easy. I don't know why I'm using this computer, but uh... I like the videos. Like, um, not like a reaction channel or a bullying channel, but kind of like that middle ground of like where you'd watch a video, almost like O&A, Opie and Anthony used to do, where you have a video going and you provide like funny commentary on it. Like it's not just you being like, oh shit, that's crazy. And then three minutes of silence as you watch the video and make people watch it. Um, That would be a really kind of fun channel to have if you could just, get away with using a bunch of other people's content and making fun of it, I guess. He's still but getting I, views. Like it, he is. Yeah. Has he crushed anything good? Um, Today we are going to crush peeps with my hydraulic press. You know, I, I feel like they're getting better, but not amazing. Like Read met- the last three. Okay. Um, a durian, which I can't tell that is. It looks a little bit like a, a fish that, like the puffer fish. A toilet. An Xbox 360. Uh, there's metal pipes, carbon fiber. It, it beats, like, flowers and clay and whatever they started with. 
but it's not quite as awesome as like bullets and stuff yeah it's like not that. it's because like part of the fun of that hydraulic press like what kind of drew me in was almost treating it like a fight like this week on hydraulic press hydraulic press verse ball bearings i think that was one that they did where mm -hmm. like you kind of wonder like oh what will happen like these are like two hard things meeting i think the press is gonna win uh, i wonder what'll happen like it, it's fun to see it go up against something that you don't even know what it looks like when it smushes because you've never seen that thing smushed whereas you can look up 10,000 videos right now of people taking normal hammers and breaking xboxes or uh stepping on flowers or whatever the hell else he was uh doing in there mm -hmm. uh, like putty um, yeah, he, he, yeah. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Bullets would be a cool one. You're right. Just anything. I'd like now to that see... I'm thinking about it. It would be hard to come up with shit, but it's just, right. it has to be something that what happens you've with never diesel fuel, right? Because diesel fuel, like so, as you know, gas. You put a spark in there, it catches fire, pushes the piston down. Diesel fuel, you literally just compress it and then it explodes, right? Can a hydraulic press ignite diesel fuel? I don't think that it would go fast enough, would it? Is that an issue? Because how would you compress a liquid with a hydraulic press? I, I guess you'd need a really strong cylinder for it to yeah. exist in. And how much fuel starts working? Like, do you need just a tiny amount, like almost atomized, or do you need like... Or, well, in an engine, it's almost like a vapor. Yeah. Right? So, like, you couldn't just have a half cup or, you know, a quart of diesel fuel poured into a cylinder and then have it go through and... I, I, I mean, don't think that... With enough compression, I think it would work. I just don't know if that's like a feasible amount of compression that, like, a hydraulic. So, we're talking about hydraulic press and diesel fuel. They don't compress liquid diesel. They're compressing uh, diesel vapor. It's still psh, spraying it in there, so it's a cloud of diesel. So yeah, if you compressed a, uh, you know, some some diesel vapor correctly, it would explode. But I don't think the explosion would be enough to like blow the press apart. I don't think. But I'm no fluid you know, hydrodynamic expert right <laughs> like, like i don't fucking i just know how yeah. diesel works as a guy that we were talking about we we're still on the channels like what what would be good as a guy channel hydraulic press is obviously a, a great one the gun thing is pretty good one nice thing about the gun thing is that your videos are good two years later right whereas like like so i have three thousand videos on my channel with video games but you don't really have a lot of people being like "Ooh, you know show me some black ops one tips right like they're, the long tail on video game stuff isn't as good, whereas people are still yeah. searching AK-47 and AR-15 and etc. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the best thing to do would be. It's honestly, it's whatever's monetizable and repeatable uh, it, it, with the least amount of overhead. Um, Kids' toys stuff is huge. Oh yeah, that's some huge. Channels. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Just these kids people watch those videos 50 times because they're children. It's insane. Uh, like, like, like some parent just knew that, like, hey, I'll just buy a little Jimmy, like, eight fucking Fisher-Price toys, point the camera at him, he's cute, he'll open them up, and we'll make a million dollars. And that has happened a couple times. Those kids opening toys, that becomes a big multi-million subscriber channel. I won't name names, but my wife severely dislikes some of them. She mm. just, like, they... She has strong opinions on toy channels? She does. Like, why? Because Colin watches a lot of them, and she thinks the videos are bad. And it's it's this combination between the product being so bad and them being so successful that she finds objectionable. Mm. And well, and some of the videos in her defense, like 
again, I'm not going to name names, but some of these toy videos are just shit. Like, from a production stamp, it's like a self, a wobbly, shaky cell phone with no lighting, a kid that doesn't have much to say, and a million views. And it's just like, you know, in the same way that some people can, like, do shit to an iPhone 6 if it's iPhone 6 release week um, and get a ton of views, that exists, too, with some Harry Potter Lego toy. And yeah, if you're hot, it's a good time to, to, to have some. It doesn't have to be great quality. I mean, that, that's what Richard does, blowing up all those Apple products, you know. Not mm-hmm. that his quality isn't, isn't really good, yeah. but, but he's, he's taking advantage of something that's hot in the search results yeah. this, this day, this week, whatever, trying to get I, on Gizmodo or something. Oh, look, this guy blew up a $1,000 iPhone. Yeah. I never follow the whole like phone thing every year where everybody's talking about the new features, but I actually did. Like I read a couple articles just out of curiosity about the new iPhone. And Woody, I know you follow it more than me, so correct me when I'm wrong. They they're getting rid of the headphone jack, and it has like it doesn't lay down flat correctly on tables. Apparently, like the battery bulges out a little bit, so it mm. kind of like Wobbles. sits on a tilt. I didn't I, know like, that. Like, wobbles a little bit. It might be the well, why, phone. What the is the camera. incentive for getting like if if I had I have an Android, mm-hmm. but I have no loyalty to either one. I don't give a shit. Like if I thought if I thought it looked cool, I'd get the new iPhone if I needed a new phone. But that's a, a selling point for me. Is I'm not buying a phone that doesn't have a headphone jack, and I'm not going to spend thirty dollars on a headphone jack a uh, uh, port. Which isn't really a headphone jack port, which is basically like you plug it into your phone, then there's a little box, and then you a plug dongle. your your yeah a dongle into it uh or you plug the dongle in and then you plug your headphone into it or the wireless adapter or whatever the hell it is it just seems so counterintuitive and like why would you nobody wants that that's not something that anybody's ever bitched about it's there because it's fucking easy it's convenient nobody you you know what makes you an asshole you're a fucking asshole if you're one of those people who just plays youtube videos in public around people you don't know and just let it go off your speaker fuck you you're in the same league as people who walk around with beats by dre playing loud rap music with like the bass like coming from right here it's like nobody wants to listen to your shit taste in music you narcissist uh that's kind of the boat i'm in for the iphone like why the fuck would they get rid of such a good feature that so let me give you two answers is loved apple's answer is going to be Look, we can do higher quality audio with uh, like an all digital thing, right? Because once those old school, th- like what is it, three and a half millimeter, you know, ports can't be that big. Anyway, those old school audio ports that everybody knows and loves uh, is is not as like, from a technical standpoint, the audio apparently is not as good as it would be if it were pure digital. Okay, so they say that they say that um, you know, so they're, they're moving forward and making that better. And they're trying to push like wireless, right? So you just have earbuds. They think that that's the future. That's what Apple's saying. What people are saying about Apple is a couple of things. One, they just bought Beats by Dre. So they're trying to sell the whole world headphone upgrades and make that make sense. Two, by not going to analog, right? It's really hard to have DRM, like digital rights management, on music when... It's so easy, like when it goes analog, there's no protection on it. By keeping it digital all the way to the headset, they could perhaps someday put more like protection to stop people from like copying songs and sharing songs and stuff like that. So really, I don't think their move is an effort to make customers happy. I think it's an effort to just get more fucking money out of them, you know, by selling their Beats by Dre, by selling, by someday having music and movies and shit that's easier to have digital rights management on i I don't 
it's not customer facing. That, I hate that it. is a little bit annoying, but it, at least it doesn't ex- explode like the Galaxy Note Seven. Mm-hmm. Let, like, who needs C four when you got a Galaxy Note charged to a hundred percent? That thing will take <laughs> a car out, a kid, whatever you got it near. You can't bring it on planes, apparently. Yeah, oh, it just who would want that? It's, I'd, <laughs> dude, it's, I'd rather have you sit over there with a dynamite. It's fun. So Apple released the fastest phone ever. Right, it, it's faster than anything Android makes. It's it, I, I'm, so I'm told. I'm, it's not my ex area of expertise, but apparently this A10 chip, all the Android guys are like envious of it. It has some Geekbench score that's incredible, and um, the camera is like better than we've ever seen before, and it has like real telescoping and better, real faster lenses or whatever. All anyone's talking about is the lack of headphone jack. That's the main yeah. story. I think what's going to be popular. I wish I knew how to get. I don't into care this about business. that at all, honestly. I want people are going to make cases that have a headphone jack in it, right? Just extend the bottom of the phone by whatever it is, a half an inch, and that case will give you a headphone jack. And then everyone with a car from like 2010 that has like an auxiliary input but not Bluetooth is going to buy that. Someone, people making those cases are going to make tens or hundreds of millions. Someone's going to be the case that everyone gets that gives the phone a headphone jack. Yeah, maybe so. I. I- I don't. I don't care about the headphone jack. Not even a little. I don't use mine uh, really? almost ever. Never. 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 I don't listen to music. I, I listen to. I've got serious radio in my car. Mm. Um, there's an uh, and I listen to that that in there. And if I'm at home, I don't listen to music for any reason. Um, I, I, I I Netflix or YouTube or something on my laptop or a game. If I've got headphones on, I I, <clears throat> I plug these into my laptop and. I don't know. I'll be playing Civ. I, I do like three things at once usually, so it, I'm just not listening to music. It wasn't until today that I realized, like, oh, you know, I call it a phone, but this is a music player to me. And they literally removed the headphone jack from a music player. This is idiocy. That they, It's unforgivable. Hmm. And it's... Of course, it's more. It's like brain augmentation almost with fact-checking and the internet and all that wonderful stuff. But uh, it's a music player in... in that's a big part of what well, I. Well, you know what you could do. do? Um, my headset that I've got upstairs, and I'm always like singing the praises of the Parrot uh, mm-hmm. wireless uh, headset. We'll just Bluetooth connect to the iPhone, right? Yep. Yeah, that's that's where yeah. they see people going. That is so nice. I think it's like a three hundred, four hundred dollar headset or something like that. But um, I mean, it's wireless, and the the clarity is perfect. I don't hear any hiss, any 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 static, anything like that. Um, I might get an iPhone seven. It's time for a new phone. I've got a. Uh, I don't know, like a, I don't know what I've got upstairs. A, a nicer phone than this that I've been meaning to switch everything over to, but I just haven't. Another um, a reason I might like wireless. So I have two Bose headsets. There's one of them right here, and they they do noise canceling, which is sometimes a really big deal to me. Like in in the winter, we have a fireplace with a fan that like blows the heat all over, and just noise canceling and like chilling with my computer is a really nice environment. In the summer, I have earbuds, but they're the same thing, and I mow and weed whack, and the noise canceling is like hearing protection. The problem is. It seems like it yanks it off my head too often, you know, especially if I'm doing physical stuff, like if I wanted to do woodworking. Wireless. Right? So I can imagine a world where I go wireless and then, like, never go back. It's like, oh. Man, I, I, I almost want to send you my pair of headphones, but, but they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> they're so fucking nice because they're wireless. The battery lasts forever. Um, it, like, like, everything, the they're air? on a bunch of... Uh, it's over the ear, right? right. It's, so it's it's over the ear, but it's really low profile. Um, and everything, is, there's no buttons or anything. You just kind of move your finger along it, 
and and you can hear the, re- the responses immediately to kind of learn it really mm. quick. Uh, you would think that that would be hard to learn. Like, all right, rub my finger on the back side of my ear for volume and across the ear hole to change channels. But you figure it after, out after like a minute. Um, I like those things a lot. They gave them to me or I'd never spend such a, 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 a so much money on headphones. But uh, I like them. They're noise canceling, of course, like you said. Uh, that's really nice. I, I, I was using them when I was listening to a lot of Game of Thrones. I would uh, just Bluetooth them to my phone and be on a tractor or something, my phone in my pocket, listening to Roy DeTrice. The <laughs> the Bose ones, uh, I don't know how, the, how good the parrot noise canceling is. I know you're happy, but the reviews love the Bose one. And, uh, man, on airplanes, it's like a superpower. There, there's, probably yours is the same way. There's a switch that you flip. And uh, so you really get, like, a before and after. And it you're just like... Wow. And if you're in a, so an airplane super loud, you still hear something. But if you're at like Target and you see these Bose things, they have them on display there. Do this. Put them on and then flip the switch and you'll be like, I didn't even realize this place was loud. You know, all the HVAC goes to nothing. My daughter finds it disorienting. She's just like, it's freaky how silent silent can be. You didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I can feel um, vulnerable. If I'm really into something too much, like I, I when I'm in here and I'm in VR, I lock the doors because I, I, because I'm just completely isolated from reality. You know, I'm in that virtual world 100% audio and visual. So like, I'll be in there and I'm fighting my zombies and that's a little scary. And then I'm like, what if there's just somebody in the room looking at me right now with like a and they've picked up like one of my guns or one of my knives and they're just like, yeah, this is sharp. This will do the trick. I could probably gut him before he can even move. Yeah, I'll just just bottom to top, and I'm just like, Ugh! no, no. <laughs> all right, we're good. Door's still locked. <laughs> go back in. So like, the I, I don't idea even feel comfortable. Like that's why, or that's part of the reason I don't wear headphones on this show. Is I just it it almost disorients me where I can only I don't know. Like it it makes me feel like I'm talking at a weird volume. I don't know if you guys get that feeling or if you're totally used to it. Like when you have your headphones on, obviously your voice sounds a little different than it does when you're just speaking normally. And I always feel like I'm yelling or that I'm like mumbling or something when I have big headphones on. Like uh, I, Kyle was I talking always... about feeling vulnerable. So you guys, if you watch my vlogs at all, there's a guy named Brad that I paramotor with. And uh, I hope he doesn't mind me talking about this. But at night, he like PTSDs the fuck out. And I'm always like... If it's nighttime, trying to make sure he doesn't kill me. <laughs> you know? From like military shit or from like a bad paramotoring experience? From Iraq. And, uh, um, and I don't know if there's like a specific incident, but he just got a little like nighttime jumpy, you know? So like if he's camping or something and like your tent flaps or whatever, it's just like, don't kill me. You know, I, I, I just had to pee. You know, put the gun down, and uh, it's it, it, it's like a, a mild cause for concern because you know, like wow. he'll tell you the next day, like, oh, I was on high alert, and you're like, whoa, yeah. you know, <laughs> I only had to pee, dude, just to take a break. But uh, but yeah, that's a thing that happens. It PTSD, like I don't know, I I, I had it, like I really had it, and I, I almost feel. Like from what? From being robbed, and um, uh, yeah, we got robbed a bunch, and the robber was like, you know, in my living room, and I eventually confronted him. I've told the story a bunch of times, but for robbed dick- a bunch, like 
over and over around a bunch of a guy came in like I'm taking this and I'm taking that and I'm taking this too motherfucker and they took something else and yeah like like I don't exaggerate I don't know 10 14 times over the course of a couple months it was and, a burglar uh, yeah it was a burglar so sometimes I was asleep um the one time I was awake oh, I and I confronted him yeah, yeah yeah so you know the story and um like I didn't immediately identify it as PTSD, and sometimes I don't even want to call it that because I feel like I'm lumping myself in with soldiers and like people who've done braver things than getting robbed, and I, I don't mean to do that. But um, the impact it had on me was definitely the same, and it's opened my eyes to like I, I guess there was a hint of me that thought PTSD meant like cowardly or something, like, but that's not the case at all. You know, you can be. Like Captain Bravery on game day and then have it affect you in a really strong way, you know, months and years later. Well, there's no such thing as bravery if you're not afraid to begin with. Like bravery is when you're afraid and then you fight through the fear to do the thing that he's doing. That's what bravery is. It's all mm-hmm. about being afraid. But PTSD is, you know, it can be a lot from a lots of things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not just some war hero thing. Yeah. Uh, tow truck policemen drivers. get it. Firemen get it. Sure. Anything like that. You know. Lots of things. This, uh, I, I, I just saw this what video on my feed. It's from uh, Optic Pomage, who's been making some really nice uh, uh, COD content lately from the new stuff. <clears throat> it's not worth watching the gameplay, but if you want like a quick peek at what this map is, it appears that you're playing Call of Duty amongst like a, pic- a bunch of picnic supplies. Like there's soda bottles. Honey, and I shrunk the kids style. Yes. Yeah. Like you're hiding behind donuts and cans of soda, and oh. this is a really neat map concept. I like this. Really? You don't think it's cool? It's bizarre. It's winning me I over. Think, my my no, first impression deep. was like, this is stupid. This is like, I don't oh, know. Oh, there's, there's ants. There's ants. They're shooting the ants right now, and they're exploding. Huh. The ants are coming after them? I they're, The ants seem docile, but at a minute and 45 seconds, there's like an ant problem that he deals with with his pistol <laughs> i think he's just doing it for fun i think they're just there problem. yeah but they explode this oh. could be um it, it might not be a multiplayer map it is well i i mean they're playing multiplayer on it like, like what else would it be because i heard there's bots and i've heard that if people leave the game they fill it with bots i'm not I sure guess. i could be off on that but i, I definitely heard it yeah Should he is it? shooting some exploding bugs right now I yeah, there's flies i like uh i know one of the big uh complaints i think it was modern warfare 3 where everybody's like oh this game just looks like a carnival all the time with all these crazy colors like i never minded that that much like i i don't know it was better than like world at war where everything was gray or dark green like i i don't expect it to be like realistic warfare i kind of like this fun not take it seriously silly map I like this. I'm in favor. You know what it's I cool. didn't like was um, what was the map that took place on a circus in Modern Warfare 2? I think it was DLC. Carnival. Was it Carnival? Yeah. With yeah. The, um, what was it? Shit. There was a whole like fuss over Stealth Clown, right? Um, yeah. I oh, felt yes. like the players didn't pop against the background on that map. They were like too camo, whereas in, in other games or most maps, like the players really popped. Um, but this doesn't seem to have that problem to me. No, yeah. this is just fantastical. This is ridiculous. There's donuts and picnic baskets and Soda tunnels. Cans. I think there's a tunnel there made out of one of those like pool toys that's like a, uh, I don't know, we got in a fight with them, that noodles. 
There's like a noodle that you can crawl through. This looks yeah. interesting and it's so colorful. And look at the detail on like the soda bottles and stuff. Some you know, yeah, it's got like uh, nutritional information on it. I bet they've yeah. got like a couple jokes in there. I'm sure there's a big plate of hot dogs you can hide behind. Yeah, it looks like the floor is a big cooler, like a Coleman cooler, and and there's um, walls made out of pizza boxes and uh, eh, interesting, I guess. I guess it's called it's called Micro the map. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna play it though. They still have I... one called like Macro. Like every this is the point where it is most popular, right? Like, I, I don't even know who the community manager is, but I used to joke that, like, the, the recipient of all this hate would hand the baton over and then the new guy would get this love before the game comes out. This is when the game is most popular, like, come September, October. Guys are just very excited and enthusiastic about what's to come. And uh, I'm sure come December they'll stop playing and hate it and... Uh, it's COD 4 that I'm excited about. I'll, uh, I obviously have to buy this game to get my hands on COD 4, but it's going to be straight into COD 4 for me. I, I, I don't have any plans to play the new Call of Duty. I have lots of plans to play the, the, the Call of Duty 4 remastered, Modern Warfare remastered, that's what they're calling it. This looks really neat, but you're right. I, if I do play this, I, it'll be when I'm really bored by myself because I don't expect yeah, any of my friends to want to Are you going to, to try to unlock your, your like, you know laser sight for his, for your sniper rifle so you can do what he's doing no yeah don't care. No, no. that's like friends who i played call of duty with uh in high school that i haven't spoken to in years are texting me being like hey are you getting the new cod 4 and it's like okay this is going to be a lot of fun like these are people that i used to play games with when i was 16 haven't spoken to since i graduated high school and now they're texting me about if i'm going to get it and what's my gamer tag like it's just I don't know. It's going to be a neat thing. I'm excited for it. I hope I, I hope that it's as fun as I remember it. Because if they're doing a good job keeping to the game, the only thing that would make it that would make me not enjoy it is if I've just not played it in so long and compared it so harshly against the the subsequent CODs that I'll go back and be like, oh, fuck, I've played this just it. Isn't as good as I remember. I've played it fairly recently. Like I get on and play COD for like every year, just about. Um, I don't know. It's it's probably been about two years now. Um, but about two years ago, I got on and started playing a lot and was getting like crazy good scores and like screenshotting them and stuff. I was because, you know, you're not getting the A team anymore. So I'm just 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 trouncing people with a couple <laughs> days worth of practice, just really running trains. Um, yeah, you're playing against all like the little kids who told their parents like, I want Call of Duty for Christmas. And they're like, well, this one's eight dollars and the other <laughs> ones are 60. So you're getting this one from 2007. It's the fourth one. I mean, come on. It's not like How do you need, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> At Woodycraft, we used to deal with this a lot. Like like people would be nostalgic about the good time they had on like an old game mode. And we sometimes we'd bring it back. Like Kit PVP is a, it's a game mode where people did basically just sword fight each other. But that those classes that came with the different ranks and that map, etc. to them it was perfect. To me, it wasn't very good at all. It was an early effort. We'd made a bunch of improvements. Whenever we brought it back, people didn't like it. But what they liked didn't turn out to be the game mode. They liked the camaraderie they had with the friends, the way they'd team up, the early success, etc. And then you bring it back and for some reason it just didn't recapture the love that they used to, even though it was the same. And I got to get some uh, some people to play with. I got to get myself a, a real friends list built up over on the camping time gamer tag. Get some uh, get some good players. We got to assemble a team. Got to yeah. assemble a team. I, and I, I mean that. Yeah, absolutely will. Um, I, I am I, presentable at every cod, 
but I will very rarely be the guy who's like, man, look at fucking Merka tearing it up. Like that's mm-hmm. that's rare, but I usually don't go negative. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a nice bottom. I'm a nice fourth liner on <laughs> on any team. I'm a grinder. Looking forward to getting you know, in. Not the intangibles. <laughs> looking at, looking forward to getting in on some of Wings' parties. Maybe playing some COD four with him. You think you want to play with Wings? No, no. I'm oh. saying I was suggesting for you though. You know. No, I don't think that he would want to play with me. I think that he would remember not fondly me ruining that spawn and be like, "No, Still hold we're it. not playing." Still hold yeah. that against you. I think so. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Uh, all the games this fall. Really excited for. I've been playing way too much uh, Civ. Getting maybe, super sharp at Civ. Maybe I'm a bad person. I hold it against him, right? Like, I I remember one incident, and I wonder if he'll watch this, and I'm sure he will, and people talk about it, but he was giving the rest of his team shit about not capping flags. And me in particular, you know? Like, you guys aren't fucking capping flags, etc. But it was one of the Treyarch games where the flag caps were, like, you know, counted. And I outcapped him, I think it was 7-2. to two. And, uh... And he's like, yeah, I'm like, Wings, check the scoreboard. Look who's capping flags here. And then he said that my flag cap somehow, like, weren't as good. My seven didn't compare to his two. And uh, it was just real, like, like I still don't want to play with him. <laughs> you know, like, I haven't <laughs> let it go. Like, you know what? Never mind. Like, I don't When's need the last all this. time you guys gamed with Wings? It's been, it had to be over a year, maybe over two years. Oh, I don't remember the last time. Yeah, um, I'm just like maybe I do want to play with him. I don't know. I just like I... from a winning perspective, he's a good guy to have on your team. Sometimes, I it's... I assume I never played with him that much because uh, I, you know. I, I don't want. I'm sure he's way I... better now than there was a time when his game style was just to run up score streaks. But you can't judge him by like. 2012 or something i always like i know it was in vogue to be like oh so easy to kill a horse so easy to do this and that and uh objective game modes but like when he was in those games and racking up those kill streaks like you can't say that like oh that guy unlimited uav who's going 39 and 2 he's mm-hmm. not even helping like no he's he's really yeah. making it a thinner playing field for you guys to fight out there because he's that's tearing his it up. yeah you know? like that's kind of what I, I so I never really liked the I, critique of like he's not playing the objective like well if he's going 39 and 2 he doesn't have to play the objective I, I will say that it's easier to go 39 and 2 if you don't play the objective I won't yeah. say going 39 and 2 takes no talent if you don't play the objective because it does it takes it and I've, I've been I was in a game with his it was pretty cool so we're playing and we can't win right I'm busting my ass not doing anything Let, let's say that I was like 25 and 18 or something like not negative but i'm not not having my game and uh the whole team seems like that and we're not gonna win we're in trouble it's domination and and we're we're fucked wings is on a kill streak like he's doing really well and uh there's a guy who has a really advantageous spot like behind a barrel on some snow map and wings politely asks him like hey brother yeah can you move over kind of that spot of yours and the guy said yes, mostly because Wings was like a big YouTuber. And Wings got a nuke and won the game for us. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's pretty fucking awesome because we were going to lose. <laughs> we were losing. And, uh, and we didn't lose many games, so like, it was kind of a big deal. And, uh, and Wings pulled out the win, and, and you know, he was a good player. So Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, 
thinking. Let's see. We got to do at least one more question. Here's one that. Shit. I get so oh, many what questions. Are you, are you making a face at something? Because you look like you're. Okay, that's what you were making a face at. Let's see what this is. Der Haufen Mooseweg 2.0. Ah, I remember the original. No, I don't. Ah, I'm a big Der Haufen Mooseweg. The explosion, uh, the uh, translation is explosion in garden. He even spelled that wrong. Explosion im Garten. Well, he's spelling phonetically. He doesn't. He's fucking German over there. Is he gonna blow his hand off? Yeah, it'll be uh, all right. I don't see this ending well. All right, so it's a it's a gentleman wearing shorts trying to throw some fire at. Oh, Jesus! Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that. I mean, I. <laughs> it said explosion. I just. <laughs> I like that I'm like three seconds behind Taylor. Holy shit. So this guy just threw, I don't know what the fuck this big pile was. Maybe a bunch <laughs> of wet, oily rags I by think, the look of it. My guess is it's a big pile of like newspapers and like just, just paper trash. And it's full of gas. Not gasoline, but an explosive gas of some kind. Like, not a set, I don't know, acetylene, butane. Maybe propane, gasoline and like the vapors that. got everywhere. Perhaps. Um, I'm, I'm looking through the, the, the comments trying to figure that out, but there was some sort of an explosive gas uh, in those in that paper, and uh, that was pretty cool. And it lit uh, their whole yard on fire. <laughs> that's something that I've been thinking about for a while. Is like because we do so much Amazon stuff, we've got a huge pile of cardboard boxes, and for a while I've just been storing them in the garage instead of throwing them in the dumpster. So I've got this huge supply of cardboard boxes, and I was thinking about building something big out of cardboard boxes. And then you know, filling it up with explosive gas, so that when it exploded, it's cardboard, but it would it would it would create a volume of semi-compressed gas that would be substantial. You could you know, make the pile. put the boxes in cool. a pile and then jump off of something into the boxes. Well, that sounds dangerous. That requires me to jump off something high. Lots of things you do are dangerous, and I that's don't a thing jump. that people do. I don't want to do that thing. I, 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 <laughs> I like I like blowing them up better. I don't want to jump on the boxes. Did you guys let the auto play to get to Derhaufen Mooseweg original? No. <laughs> uh, go ahead and skip to fifty seconds. Should we queue up together? Let's yeah, do we that. can queue up fifty, and it's the same thing. This time it's with sticks instead of paper. I think they probably learned a lesson here, which is reflected <laughs> poorly in. <laughs> the next video, which uh, I honestly think that that previous video we just watched, they must have burned their house down because there was so much flame everywhere. Go to 50 seconds. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm there. I am too. Three, two, one, play. Yeah, dousing, good. dousing this big wooden pyre in gasoline. Whoa! <laughs> lights it and he's very clearly caught off guard by how quickly that explodes he thought it was going to be <laughs> a slow burn. <laughs> that is a big fire it pans out and there is a whole field it's got to be 100 yards at least spread of burning cinders of this giant wood pile oh the guy's alive he's like, he touched his eyebrows up. so i yeah. guess he's running out of facial hair that's what i'm when thinking i bet he singed his facial hair and, and... when he first lit it I think they're going to do a replay. He's enveloped in flame. He's crouching in gasoline when he, yeah. he lights it. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. He's like, oh, no. Holy smokes. <laughs> oh, no. 
His face oh. is on fire for a moment. That's great. All right. What good. a dunce. We'll Why would you make a sequel to this and not fix whatever problem occurred? He did it wrong, really. I, I'll tell you how I would have lit this fire. I would have made a trail of gasoline, say six feet long, and then lit the end of that trail. And yeah, or just light a stick on fire and throw it. That Anything would work to too. make it so you're not holding. Oh, and he wasn't even holding like one of those long lighters that you use at like a <laughs> campfire. He was holding like a, a two dollar bick just. Like, hand right next to it. God, that guy doesn't deserve fingers. <laughs> Some people have should that. have their finger rights revoked. Yes. <laughs> God, I did. It's rare that I watch a nice explosion video on YouTube that's not one of Kyle's, where I'm actually like, holy shit. That, uh, that wasn't safe. Yeah, that wasn't safe. Usually it's yours that I watch. Oh, man, I really don't want to buy a ticket to Georgia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> go to this funeral. Maybe I don't want to go down there. <laughs> Always invite me to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to watch. That would be fun. Yeah, we get time. Yep. Is that, uh, do we have anything else we want to cover? How long? Uh, how deep are we into this uh, We're rabbit? Two minutes from four hours. I feel like we should crack it. I feel like we'll crack the two minutes in closing arguments. Closing arguments. You want to do two minutes worth of politics? We've avoided it all show long. Oh man, so so I I I brought my Trump shirt just for this uh, this show, and then everybody's like, "No, get a, get a picture of it." Yeah, good view. Uh, says uh, build the wall, mm -hmm. of course, and then Trump twenty sixteen, and then it's got him kind of like Rosie the Riveter rolling up his sleeve, <laughs> and uh, it says "Make America Great Again," and, uh, and yeah, yeah, gotta get his face there. That's yeah. a that's an in the house shirt. Unless you want to get beaten up, yes. this is an in the house shirt. <laughs> what about in Georgia? Is it still an in the house shirt? Uh, well, look, I don't want to. I'm not looking to to to, to be provocative with mm -hmm. my with my shirt. I don't want to start an argument or or a dispute and it, for anything. Um, it'll end poorly. They always end poorly. I don't want any part of that. So, I, I wouldn't go out. There's a lot of things that I don't wear outside. I saw a paramotor shirt. Right, so there's the you know, of course the, the fan. No, it does, and then there's you know the wing that goes above it, and then there's a cloud, and the text says, "Suck me again." <laughs> Very few people have hard stances against paramotorists, though. But it's a cloud suck joke. Paramotors are racist. Get that when they look at it, and, and like you and those eight people can have your chuckle together. I think mm -hmm. that's only a paramotoring day shirt. Mm -hmm. You wear it to paramotoring with all the other paramotorers, all the other airmen are like, oh, oh, oh suck him again, I get it. <laughs> uh, anywhere else, it's just a little odd, and it sounds vaguely sexual. Yeah, Vaguely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was proud of us for not talking about politics very much. Did I ruin it? No, no. I, I think, think yeah, last two minutes. Wait the last couple minutes, I think so, we did a good job. Kind of interesting. Hillary had a, a couple things. The, the basket of deplorables thing has not played well. Uh, the email scandal just continues to go on. Uh, like, as more leaks come out and people say unflattering things. And, and, you know, closer to the... Remember I've talked about smoke but not fire? Like, they showed the ambassador list and stuff like that in their donations, which... Isn't a surprise to me, but it's it, it feels like fire, and then mm -hmm. um, and then of course the health thing, right? They've been sort of poking at her health for a long time, but it 
almost seem like they're making something out of nothing. And some of it was. Like, remember their fake seizures where they she'd go like this and they just play that forwards and backwards and forwards I'm not and backwards. sure. Uh, you That's, know. If you actually watch the video of that, it's pretty apparent she's doing some weird shit. Nobody just goes like... And the, and then, like, if it was just... If it was a joke, she wouldn't have immediately gone like, oh, ha-ha, look at me, this kooky, no, crazy lady. I, 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 in my opinion, she was literally, like, responding to something with, like, a exaggerated thing and they just played it forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards and made it look like super crazy but now the time has passed uh, you know the pneumonia thing and, and her health somehow feels like a more legitimate campaign issue than it did before last weekend yeah it definitely uh, is like uh even now they can't keep the story straight for the most part of oh i was diagnosed with uh pneumonia on friday but it's uh not contagious never been contagious you know the fact that so many people in my fucking uh closest quarters are suddenly having to go to the hospital and are just woefully ill that's unrelated uh the day that she said she had uh pneumonia dumbass slick willy went out there and was like oh they're acting like they never had the flu it's like what the flu now you talking about the flu like what <laughs> i know you haven't been in the same room as that woman aside from political <laughs> events for the last 20 years but goodness gracious send her a text um yeah it's, it's just it's and, it's too much to ignore and now the story isn't even uh how sick she is now the story is like okay so it's been established that you've been lying and trying to hide this what else are you lying about what else are you trying to hide like i read you know what i saw today that was like the reason that trump is trending up is because you kind of have an anchor point for different candidates. So he anchored himself as a crazy guy. And so for him to improve, he has to not be a crazy guy anymore. Very low bar. Don't be crazy. Have a have an intern take his phone. Slap his hand. No, Donald, you don't fucking tweet stupid things, you jackass. Hillary is crooked and corrupt. She's set there at that point. And so secretive. for her to get trending up again, she has to prove that she's not crooked and corrupt. But she is crooked and corrupt. And so she can't dig herself out of that hole the way Trump can dig himself out of this very, very shallow hole by just not acting crazy anymore. So people are like, Hillary, oh, so corrupt and ridiculous. But that Trump guy, you know, just a few weeks ago, I was thinking he was literally retarded. But look at this. He's got both his shoes on the right feet and he's not making <laughs> crazy slurs. He's a pretty solid guy. Like, it's just because his anchor point was so much lower that him improving incrementally looks great. If, you, if that I makes sense. I saw her outside the 9-11 thing not long before she collapsed, and she's with her nurse, uh, and the nurse is asking her to squeeze her fingers. Um, and, uh, and, and I don't know anything, but apparently that's a neurological test. It's not the sort of thing you ask a person with the flu. And in the picture, it's pretty clear. The nurse is making a fist like this. And, or it's the other way around. You know, the nur- it's Hillary no, but- squeezing the nurse's. Yeah, yeah. Hillary's making a fist, and the nurse is fingering her fist, and she's <laughs> kind of standing there in front of her, face to face, like you know, squeeze my, f- squeeze it now, and and that's a that's that that indicates something besides the flu. Um, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I hate delving into that that silliness. That you're just getting into the mud. You're you're losing focus on reality at that point a lot of the times, but. I can't wait to see this thing come to fruition. I, I can't wait. I hope she gets out on the debate stage and she's fucking kooky and we, we're all we, like the crowd has nervous laughter as she like forgets what she's talking about or something. It, there even was an interview if you accept that. Let me jump in. Even if you accept what like Clinton and her husband and, and her team have been telling you, it does feel like they've been burying this and now it's turned into a bigger problem than it had to be. Like best case scenario, she's not straight with you. 
and it makes me wonder when she's president what to expect you know are, are we yeah. going to get a president that's straight with us about other stuff or are we going to get someone whose default reaction is to cover and hide and be secretive and etc it's, it's and a real bad luck in all the polls all it the swing is. states or a huge percentage of the swing states are now in trump's favor hillary just pulled a huge amount of funding from virginia well sucks to suck hillary because you're about to lose virginia because of you coming off as kooky and sick and a liar and Trump just being not crazy. I pay, like just coming off as not as crazy as he did uh, two months ago. I pay a lot of attention to 538.com, this Nate Silver guy. And I know yeah. the, the Trump subreddit hates him, but he predicted every state correctly for the last two election cycles. That's like 100 out of 100 of the last states. But they don't like him because he hasn't been predicting that Trump would win. But if you watch it, like it's it's really not tilting in his favor. I mean, I still think they give like 60, 40 odds for Hillary winning. But um, it used to be like 90, 10. And, and the yeah. difference is really significant. So, uh, oh, and then they have a really neat graphic. It's like the road to um, 270. Do you know the graphic? And, uh, you know, Trump's side, it just seemed like they were... I'm going to make up a number, but like six or seven states in his way to get the 270. And that number is down to one or two now. And it's like, wow, all he needs to do is like win these two and, and that's it. And they're like coin tosses. But then again, you know, some of the states in his category are coin tosses too. But we're going to yeah. wait. It's the debates. It's all about the debates. It's, it's not going to, he's not going to do anything crazy because he can't give up his position of not crazy anymore. What if he punches he's, her? He's in a good, he's in a better position than Hillary if, as far as like the momentum right now. Just, like all he has to do is go up there, be professional and seem like just, just be a normal guy. Don't throw any crooked Hillary things out there. Just act like a politician and people will be like, okay, this guy's a real politician because Hillary's on the back foot having to be like, well, I didn't actually lie about all that. And oh no, let's cover up over there. No, put that, pull that tarp back down. Like it just, she's on her back foot. It seems like, and Trump, if he goes out there and does the whole, like, oh, you're crooked Hillary and blah, blah, blah. And just does that whole spiel of making just over the top comments. He's going to lose support that like tiny, that small contingent of alt-right people who just love Trump. They'll love it, but the average voter is going to be like, oh, okay, he's back to the apprentice Trump, just treating it like a performance. Where we'll yeah, see, it's, it's I don't know. It's going to be anything like, like people think the debates are going to be. Some of the things that Kyle said, like when she's coughing, she can't even choke down her own lies. And don't you need a president who's able to stand up for you? She can't even stand up for the debates. Stuff like that are zingers that could go down in history. Right, like like the Reagan one-liners and Kennedy one-liners yeah. and stuff, or it could go like you said, and people will just not appreciate well, it. Well, no, but um, like that liner that you said, like she can't even swallow her own lies. That's not an over-the-top crazy thing. Like a real politician would say that to the person they're running against. I'm just saying that Trump can't go out there and, <coughs> you know, start like coughing mockingly at her face and be like, yeah, "Don't make uh, fun of any yeah. retarded people during the debate, Donald." None. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Come on, just one or two in the front row. <laughs> I'll make fun of one retarded person. No more, no less. <laughs> yeah. Like one retarded person placed in the front row. I'm going to get it out of the way early. The viewers won't even remember. Like I, I feel like <laughs> Trump, like, I think if he verbally mocks her, it might work really well. If he physically imitates her, <laughs> that'd be a terrible mistake. That would that's a perfect example. That's what I'm saying. He can't go out there and like start seizing around or 
you know, but if he makes a comment about he's able to, like, jog up the stairs and she's there, like, he's trying like, to walk up the stairs to the stage. Uh, I mean, they don't walk up the stairs. They walk from outside, but from uh, the sides, but whatever. Um, Those, yeah, I, I, I don't have any idea how the debates are going to go. I remember one of the scariest things I've ever done was when uh, we were presenting some award uh, at this live stream thing, and me and Syndicate were, were presenting the award for, like, best game of the year or something, and the way you stepped up on the stage was a staircase, but it was extremely high steps. Like, each step was going much higher than the next and without much, like, distance being covered. You know, forward distance. It's almost mm-hmm. like climbing a ladder, but there's steps. And, you know, you're. I think I'm wearing, like, I don't remember what I'm wearing, but it's not, like, athletic gear. Right. So it's just like, all right, up these stairs we go. Three steps, three steps, and then the stage. Three steps, and then the stage. Three steps, and then the stage. Because if you fall... There were so many. There's a room full of people, and I mean like 400 people in the room. And they said that there would be a million total in the in audience on this thing because there's like a big ass live stream that like dozens of YouTubers have promoted. Mm-hmm. It's like streaming from Machinima's main page or something like that. I was so afraid I was gonna fall on that stage, and I almost did. Like I, I was, oh, I was a little bit going out, like 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 lost my bounce a little bit because it was just impossible. I've, I've talked yeah. about this before, but I, I went up similar steps to bad tickets at a Carolina Hurricanes game, the NHL team, but I had my baby in my arm. Like, Hope is like two, so I'm carrying <laughs> her, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, But it wasn't three steps, it was like 50 steps. And I felt like if I fall forward, it's like falling off a cliff up here. I would fall <laughs> like 40 vertical feet or something crazy like that. It was like, I, it didn't seem safe. Someone's going to get really hurt at that arena. It's one of those so old Aztec step pyramids. Like, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the worst part it's about it, rail. I couldn't read the players' names from that high. And I'm not that far. Like, horizontally, I'm only like 50 feet from the ice. But vertically, I'm like 150 feet from the <laughs> ice. Like, I can't see. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That sucks. So a little bit of politics talk. Yeah, it, the, the race is heating up. It's getting real interesting. Um, I think the debates are in October, though, right? Yeah. I, I have October We'll see if 21st. they both survive it. Yeah, um, it, it's so funny. Like, seeing the, um, the, the backlash to Hillary being sick has been from the media, or a lot of the media, about Trump being fat, which just draws attention to the fact that, yeah, he is fat, but Hillary Clinton is also fat. They're both fat people. Yeah. They're neither one of them looks to be a good Fit. representation of fitness or health. Trump no. is fat, but if you point out about Hillary, I really think you're being sexist. Right? You know what? That's true. I can't true. I don't know why you would bother. You know what I like about her. Trump? I like this is one one little thing about him, but the guy's worth million many millions of dollars, we know for sure. You know, he's he's got his own airplane and everything. I've seen him eating at McDonald's on that plane. I've seen him eating McDonald's on that plane. That's fascinating to me that Donald Trump still eats McDonald's. Well, he eats McDonald's when there's a photo op so that he knows people will be like, wow, he's no just way. like me. Like, No way. I, I, I no so. way. If well, you're actually, like that, his physique is a testament to it, so yeah, I believe you. Bill Clinton was a huge fan of McDonald's. Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton like, was a politician from Arkansas, though. You know, like, like Donald yeah. Trump is a billionaire from New York City. Bill Clinton would be driving in, like, the presidential limo or whatever, and there were no plans. Yeah, 
We passed a McDonald's. I want to go there and play a fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he would get he would get big. And the Secret Service is like, oh, oh my god. He'd be on a jog. He'd be out for a jog wearing <laughs> those like nineteen nineties like colorful men's running shorts. Yeah, the short shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, you know what? I, I got a hankering for a double cheeseburger. Let's uh, uh, let's jog on in here to Mickey D's. <laughs> Hamburger here. <laughs> Let me take a few of these. All right. <laughs> he would get himself a few burgers and jog on out of there. And the reason he was jogging was because America was like, Bill's a little chubby. Uh, mm-hmm. And his doctor was like, your heart's not so great, Bill. And he was like, oh, I'll do it for you for a little jog. I know Mickey D's around the corner. He, he's <laughs> jogging to McDonald's every day. At he, least George yeah, W. was healthy. Then than he is now. He looks like emaciated now. I think he's in very good health now because he's on um, – I want to say he's a vegetarian, but but don't quote me on that. But he's on a very strict diet, and he's been like taking care of himself for many years now since his last heart attack or that heart surgery, whatever he is had. That what it is. Sometimes I think old people lose their appetite. You know, sometimes people get in their sixties and they're just not hungry like they used to be. I think he's on a restrictive diet. I, I think he's. I, I want to say he's a vegetarian, but that that, that doesn't sound right. I just th- thought I heard that. But uh, but he's definitely you know he's lost a lot of weight and oh, when old people lose weight it's not good you know that, yeah that's something about his eyes this are very unsettling. The first debate continues. is September twenty sixth, which is not that far from now. Eleven days. Very nice. Exciting. Is I will not right? watch it, but I will cool. end up it watching right. clips of it on YouTube. I will <laughs> watch it. I watch it all uh, with bated breath, hoping for uh, for mockery. And uh, embarrassment for the Clintons. But there's no winning. Like I, I treat this the same way. Like when I watched the Stanley Cup this past year, when it was uh, San Jose and Pittsburgh. Like I didn't want the team that I didn't want San Jose to get their first Stanley Cup, so I was pulling for Pittsburgh. And when Pittsburgh won, it was like, all right, whew, at least San Jose didn't win their first Stanley Cup before St. Louis did. But I had no happiness in, it, and I wasn't happy with the outcome because I still lost. That's how I feel with these Should debates. Be mad if one of those like, state, it, it's, one of those... I'm happy seeing Hillary lose, but even after you see them lose, it's like, but Trump won, so it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not a good thing. No matter what, we all lose. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, of writing myself in. Like I thought, I used to be for Gary Johnson, but one of the issues that's important to me is H1B visas. I feel like, and just being in that industry for so long, they import all this tech talent in and Americans aren't getting jobs and they're bringing in non-Americans to take American jobs and it just seems like they're like more 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 and it's like no fuck this like this is I don't like it I don't like just shipping in talent to take American jobs and like artificially suppressing uh, a career that I think takes a lot of talent like you need to be an intelligent person to be an engineer it's an understandable IQ test that happens every day and they, they fuck with you so anyway um I don't agree with it, and it, it almost disqualifies Gary Johnson in my head. But I'm like, huh, if I vote for myself, this is brilliant. I agree with all my issues, right? I, 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 like, appropriate level of morality. Everything about me, I agree with. So I wouldn't seemed... vote for myself. Too conservative. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm just like, yeah, vote, vote for me. That's a... No, wanted to, like, say before, but I've never really said on PKA, at least, is, like, Kyle and I have this reputation of being like so far to the fucking right wing, but then when like you actually break, and you have such a reputation for being far on the left, mm-hmm. but I think it's mainly manufactured on both sides. Since like when you really break it down, 
are Kyle and I that conservative about most things like gay no, marriage, abortion, uh, all of that? The only like major differences seem to be handling um, things like immigration that a lot of people disagree on, gun control, and then uh, how large and centralized the government should be and the degree to which they can control your life and impose taxes. Like that seems like the big differentiator. Not on this show. I like I. I know we disagree about Obamacare, and I can't think of much more. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we're actually pretty close. Yeah, and it's not. I feel like our disagreement on Obamacare seems to be that we all feel like, eh, like like your opinion seems to be like, well, it seems like the best thing we could do right now, and my and my thought is, yeah, I guess it is, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. That's where we are, right? Like, like it's not like I'm like, no, this is bullshit. It goes against everything that is American. Like, it's not like that yeah. at all. We, uh, Pe- people so, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. People didn't see it, but Taylor and I had kind of an argument about Obamacare and PKN. And uh, I continued that argument in my head long after the show ended. <laughs> and, uh, and another thing. I've really turned this franchise around, by the way. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was not an art. If you guys haven't listened to it, we didn't, like argue angrily or anything we were just discussing it because people will think that yeah yeah, they'll yeah nuts about it. i enjoyed talking about that yeah i um and it was like you know I, th- I feel like taylor didn't really use a lot of health insurance prior to obamacare i could be off target with that but the whole thing like there was this existing condition boogeyman mm-hmm. that would attack people all the time you know it, people would get cancer and then get refused coverage by their health insurance because they had back knee. And they're like, ah, back knee can be an indicator of cancer, and therefore we're not covering you. And that business is just gone now. Like, There's a lot of great things about Obamacare that people kind of take for granted now. And the prior condition, existing condition thing, it might be one of the biggest ones. Mm. But anyway, it was, a, it was like, oh, I wish I had made that argument before. So... Um, yeah, and and I'm sure there's a better system than Obamacare, but yeah, it's I don't know. I've been pretty. The problem is that, that like, we the are whole... uh, it, the problem is is with humans, not with the finding the perfect system. We got to evolve ourselves a little bit uh, before we we figure out healthcare. Yeah. 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 Anyway, hey. oh, call it a show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. PK three hundred. Three hundred. Uh, Episode one hundred and fifty or so for me. Almost more than wings now. I hadn't thought about oh, that. Oh wow! When am I going to overtake wings? Soon. Is it? Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't even considered that. Oh man! Oh, this guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 